We got ourselves an X-Men fan. Maybe a quarter of it happened. And not like this. In the real world, people die. Logan. I don't want to talk about it. Logan. Just stop. Be careful. I need the girl. What girl? Go get her. No. No. Episode 171. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It's a trap. Good at toss it, good at take Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftover. Uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftover. Only talent. It's the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, five four, four, three, three two, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And we're the leftovers. Yeah, we're doing this over Skype. And joining us this week over Skype is Mr. Jared Gafford. This How's it going, guys? The big D in DC, and the C liked it multiple uh, times. It's Jared Gafford. You were talking over your bumper there, Chief. Oh my bad. <laughs> I yeah. forgot. I forgot. I can't hear it. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Before we, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us, Jared. We got a lot to talk about this episode. Uh, so it's very nice to have you on. Uh, I want to thank some Patreon patrons that just joined Ryan Taylor and Joffrey Baratheon. Nice. Yes, Joffrey Baratheon joined. So very I cool. I thought he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> I also, Jake. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's paying us in the afterlife. Jake, uh, designed by humans where we uh, sell our T-shirts. Yes. I don't know if I set it up correctly. I think I did, but you can buy Pop Culture Leftovers mugs there, I think, now. I think you can. Ooh, nice. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, get coffee. If you drink coffee or whatever, you can have pour yourself a cup of joe and a PCL mug or whatever the fuck. Yeah, you can put a plan in there, put it on your desk at work. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing. That's, I mean, that's fitting for a PCL mug to put dirt in it, you know. That's what I was thinking. That's why it came right to me. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to jump into our iTunes reviews for this week. Got a couple of them. Let's see here. Why can't, why can't I remember where these, where these like, bumpers are on this board? I, I, it's, I use the same board every week. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm hoping for some bad ones. It's Junior 
iTunes reviews. Uh, the first one uh, comes from uh, Kimmer99 or Simmer99. I don't know. It's uh, titled This Podcast is a Tupperware. It's a five-star. Sorry, Jake. Mm. Uh, the great chemistry between the host, Brian, and his fellow leftovers never fails to make me laugh each episode. Their humor definitely satisfies my inner 13-year-old. Uh, listening to PCL is the only thing that gets me through work. It is the kitty bling on the cat butthole that is my life. Keep up the great work, my dudes. So that comes wow, from, that's definitely a recent review. With and, the, yeah. uh, kitty, kitty bling drop. Yeah, I, that is something I just went over last week, so that's brand new. Um, let's see here. The, but, but Steel Pen 27 gives us a five star. It's titled mm. uh, Worst Episode Ever. And he goes on to say, he or she goes on to say, if you and your friends like movies and comics, these assholes cover it in spades with creative points of views. Uh, I've listened for half a year, and it has brought me back to the comics and movies I grew up loving. Whether you like soundstage lighting or redeemed villains, this podcast is for you. Keep up the good work, guys. F this long review. <laughs> yeah, give it another six <laughs> months. Get, we'll, we'll we'll draw you back away from those comics and movies. Uh, no, <laughs> give him another six months, and he'll have a review titled "Jake is Garbage" or "I hate" <laughs> or "I hate Jake." I know I'm like a real slow burn like that. Yeah, you are. Oh God, Jake's Jake's so great, and then like a year later, you're like, oh my god. Yeah, see, like me, I, they know about me up front. Like they're just like, okay, this guy, <laughs> this guy out of the gate is a fucking asshole. I get it. <laughs> Yes, I'm. A, I'm a very subtle dickhead. Yeah, it, it takes a while. Like you, you got to marinate in Jake for a little while before you kind of get sick of him. So, uh, let's see here. Um, you guys, you guys want to jump into the? Uh, I mean, I hate Barry in the lead, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm right. I'm there ready. You. you know, that's the thing. Like a lot of podcasters, they like they keep you hanging on for like the the. Uh, the big, the big headliner. You know what I mean? The big headliner. They keep you yeah. hanging on. You know what? I don't, I've got your download. I don't give a fuck if you turn me off now, <laughs> during yeah. the headliner or at the very end. I, I don't give a shit. I got your download and, uh, let's just talk about the Logan trailer. How about it? Yeah. Show it. All right. So the Logan, tra- was this, was this the trailer number two? Was this like yes. the, yeah. Trailer number two. Trailer number two. Hugh Jackman coming back again as Logan and working with James Mangold again. And, uh, we got this second trailer. Um, what I tell you what, I'm going to start off with our guest, Mr. Jared Gafford with our rating system. And I, actually, yeah, we, we need to go over the rating system. So I'm going to play that bumper. But, um, yeah, we do have a rating system. I'm going to have Jared rate it here in a moment, but here's our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. Oh, uh, you know what? Let, let's hold on to this Logan stuff for the very end of the podcast. I want you to listen to a bunch of, <laughs> I, you know, I'm going to keep you around. Usually that is our style and we laugh about it. Eh, not always. <laughs> I, I always. I always talk about not burying the lead, Jake, sometimes. 
I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, oh yeah, I want you to listen to our other insufferable bullshit and, and wait for like the, the advertised <laughs> content. You know, like, yeah, we'll fucking, we'll, we'll fuck around for like a good half hour, but I usually, you know, yeah, I'll talk about cat buttholes and shit, but I like to, <laughs> you know, I do like to get to the advertised content, you know, sooner than, like last week it didn't fucking matter. It was lemony snickets. It, like, agreed, it, agreed. Yeah, agreed. seriously. There was no treasure at the end of the rainbow. Oh, I know. <laughs> it was just lemony snickets. If you're fucking <laughs> salivating for lemony snickets, there's something wrong with you. Um, but like, I can understand why people want us to get to the Logan trailer, so I want to get there. Um, so Jared, what did you think about the Logan trailer? Um, I, I absolutely loved it. Um, I was one of the, I, I think I was actually one of the few people that really, really loved the first trailer. Um, that hurts, uh, Johnny Cash rendition is one of my favorite songs ever. Um, and so hearing that in that first trailer was great and I actually thought it fit really well. Um, and so when I heard there was a new trailer, I was like, okay, let's, let's see what's going to be different in this trailer, um, as opposed to the first one. Um, and this trailer blew me away. We got to see a lot more of Laura X23 and we actually got to see her in action a little bit more, which I'm super stoked for. Um, and we got to see um, more interaction between Logan and Professor X, um, which I thought was great. And I've got some thoughts on on that whole thing. Um, but I'll, I'll save that because I want to talk about it with you guys after you give your opinions on it. But, yeah, I loved it. I'm going to give it a Tupperware. Um, it's, it's probably my most anticipated movie of this year right now. Is, is that all it takes for you to Tupperware – and hold on. Let me finish here. Is that all it takes for you to Tupperware a trailer is just a good fucking song in it, Jared? Is that what it is? <laughs> is, is like seriously, like if, if fucking – like did you – do you like Nirvana? Did you like that band? Yeah, I like Nirvana. All right. So you like Nirvana, OK? If they would have fucking played like a Nirvana, like a heart-shaped box during the Fantastic Four trailer, that Trank piece of shit, <laughs> would you have been like, oh my god, it was great. I love that song and so I love this movie. No, I would not. I can still judge the trailer on its on its own merits without okay. the music. Okay, so music aside, music aside, you really enjoyed that first trailer, and then you 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 this trailer. You, was this better than the first one? Then, yeah, I'd high taste the first one, and I'd Tupperware this one. Okay, Jake, what are your thoughts on this latest uh, Logan trailer? I'm gonna give it a high taste. It. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm like you're talking about the music thing. I'm kind of glad they kind of picked a lesser known song for this one. Yeah. I think it was Black Keys, right? I think so. And so no one probably knows that song, so it wasn't as distracting as the first time. And yeah, I also really enjoyed seeing X23 in action. I wasn't so sure we were going to get a lot of that, but now I'm yeah. kind of feeling we're going to get a lot more than I had assumed. Mm -hmm. Um and just the general excitement that this is presumably the last Hugh Jackman Wolverine movie yeah. can't help but get me more excited for this because it it doesn't look like absolute dog trash. Like, it, I can't help but play on the curve here. Like, it, it already looks better, obviously, than Origin, and it looks better than the Wolverine. So it, I can't help but be excited. Yeah, there was never a trailer this good for either of the previous Wolverine movies. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and the R rating, too. It's mm -hmm. exciting to see this Red Band trailer and to see that they're probably really going to use that R rating to do some pretty crazy shit. So, yeah, yeah. It, it has this, this trailer got me pumped. It has not officially been rated R yet. Like, like, you know what I mean? They haven't come yeah. out with the actual rating yet. But, of course, it's well, going to be rated R. 
Logan Skull fucks a dude with his claws in the trailer, so I mean, I think it's pretty clear. No, 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 no. I'm just saying the MPAA has not rated it yet, oh, yeah. Jared. That's yeah. all I'm saying. It's going to be rated R. I'm not disputing that. Um, yeah, how fucking lame would that be if you you go for shooting an R-rated movie in the MPAA? It's like, man, eh, PG-13. <laughs> I yeah, I think that they probably threw in enough blood and a couple f bombs for it to be rated R safely. Yeah. So. Um, let's see here. I, I like this trailer a lot more than the first one. I thought the first one was a very cool music video that didn't show me a whole lot to get me excited about anything. Um, and, and I feel like this one showed me a lot more. I think, I don't know, it was kind of cool seeing X-23 beat the shit out of Quicksilver from the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> at the beginning there. That was kind of mm-hmm. cool. That guy looked just like uh, Aaron Taylor yeah, Johnson did, did in uh, as Quicksilver in the Avengers uh, Age of Ultron movie. Anyway, uh, mm-hmm. it, it was cool seeing her. I, I don't know. I, I think a lot of it is going to depend on how good of an actress a young actress this girl is. And from what I could tell just from the trailer, she seems to be doing a pretty good job at – the believability because like I remember like watching kick ass, like with uh what's her face, uh, Chloe Moretz grace. And she was yes. like this little girl kicking ass. And I, and I bought it because of the way that they presented it and the way that they presented it here in this trailer with this girl as a mutant. Um, I bought it. It, 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 it looked very cool. It, it seems like it's going to be a pretty, uh, from the trailer, it seems like it's going to be kind of like a, like a on the run kind of like road trip. And um, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, Jared. I know this was one of your favorite movies of last year, too. But I got a real Midnight Special vibe from this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Especially the way – like I saw a lot of similarities with the way Hugh Jackman was acting in this to the same way that Michael Shannon was – like his portrayal in Midnight Special. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give this, I'm gonna give this trailer a high taste it, and that's high praise coming from me, still believing that there is, uh, a, a, a very solid chance that this movie's gonna fucking suck. <laughs> uh, I, I will, I will co-sign that. I mean, you can't, the I, record. I'm, I love the trailers, but I am nervous that they're just gonna pull the rug out from under me and it's gonna be terrible. Well, I mean, it's the same director as last time, and I think a lot of people have gone back on like what they thought about the last movie. Like a lot of people when it first came out, The Wolverine, when it first Mm -hmm. came out, were like, oh wow, this movie's great, I fucking loved it, and then it kinda sunk in for a while. And nobody's really revisited that movie. I don't talk to people on the regular that are like, yeah, so um, I went back and watched The Wolverine again, man. That movie just gets better and better and better. I never mm-hmm. hear that. I just hear about people going to the theater once and seeing it. And I never hear anybody really mention it again. Like, And I, it doesn't really come up in conversation as to like, oh, man, what, am I, what are your favorite comic book movies? Well, oh, The Avengers, uh, uh, you know, The Donner Superman, uh, James Mangold's The Wolverine. It's It's one of those movies I own on Blu-ray that I still haven't even opened. There you go. And I'm the same way with Star Trek Into Darkness. I bought it because I got it for five bucks, you know? Mm -hmm. And same thing, like, with The the Wolverine. Like, I could have seen it on, you know, like, premium cable. Have I watched it again? No. Did I toss it originally? Yes. I fucking hated the film. But um, this, this at least looks like... It doesn't have too much studio involvement. And I'm saying mm-hmm. that because 
I, I, I firmly believe, and you guys can disagree, but I feel, I feel like the studio had, a, I feel like James Mangold wanted to make one movie with the Wolverine, and then the studio was like, oh well, we need you to throw in this X many shit. I, I need you, yeah. I need you to throw in a Super Samurai at the, yeah. at the end, and then Transformer Shredder. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then we need Viper in there, and then all, you know, yeah. and I felt like James Mangold just wanted to do kind of like a more personal samurai story, like the lone samurai story. And that kind of got taken away from him. I feel like this with this, with this being Logan Swan song, like this is like the last dance. I feel like they're letting Hugh Jackman do what he wants to do and letting James Mangold do what he wants to do. And I thought the trailer looked really good. And I'm going to, I'm going to go over some things that I've done a little bit of research into this, uh, about I'll a, tell you one uh-huh. thing real quick. Go ahead. That's kind of interesting as far as the uh, pre-production of this goes. Yeah. Um, only one of the screenplay writers from The Wolverine stuck around for this movie. There were two guys that wrote that movie. Yeah. And um, Scott Frank's the only one that stuck around. And Mangold himself and another screenwriter, Michael Green, actually wrote this new movie. Michael Green, uh, he he's done a lot of good stuff, but he also did – Green Lantern. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he, I mean, he, Michael Green has also worked on Heroes back when it was really good. He worked on Smallville. Um, he's also, uh, I believe he's also working currently on, don't quote me, but I think he's working on Blade Runner. Um, and the new Blade Runner and then also the Alien Covenant, the Prometheus yeah. sequel. Yeah, you're correct. And he's, he's doing those two and the uh, Murder on the Orient Express. That's uh, right. Remake. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just trying to give you a little glimmer of hope that even though it's Mangold for the second time, at least he's got a different writing crew with him. Right, right. Now, guys, uh, so I'm going to give it a high taste. It. I, I, I'm very excited to see the film, uh, but, I, but I'm keeping my expectations realistic because I've been burnt by every other Wolverine movie in the past. Um, but uh, when looking into the trailer more, I found out that Fox actually held a footage uh, showcase for the upcoming uh, 2017, for their upcoming 2017 releases, uh, one of those movies that they showed in this was Logan, and they featured the opening act of Logan. So basically, the first 40 minutes of Logan were shown to audiences, and it was uh, received quite well from what from everything I've been reading. Uh, James Mangold was actually interviewed by Screen Rant after the event, and there were some interesting quotes I wanted to dis- to uh, discuss. Uh, Logan is going to be an adult film about comic book characters, and that means the intensity and uh, the intensity of the violence. It means the intensity of the themes, the sophistication of the themes. It means that we're not playing a movie for 12-year-olds and 40-year-olds at the same time. We are, in a sense, constructing a story that's adult, and what that will yield is going to be interesting. Uh, in order to do that, I knew I had to make a less expensive movie because no one's going to give you the same amount of movie money for a movie that is going to be more focused in audience. But at the same time, that only meant to me a good thing, which was letting go of some of the rampant CG craziness that starts to go on in movies. That has got 
us at, to the point where I'm numb watching a lot of these movies. They they look at me like they were all painted and nothing was real. And at a certain point, when you can fly through the eye of a needle and you can sail through a keyhole and you can soar from the skies of whatever planet or age you want, audiences stop getting impressed. It's amazing, but I find myself thinking about other things sometimes as I'm watching these $100,000 effects shot fly by one after the other. So... Uh, it sounds like this is kind of wow. taken the approach of your Deadpool film, and they've given yeah. it not that huge budget. Um, so it's not going to be rampant CG. It's going to be a lot of practical effects and stunts and things like that, I'm assuming. And it's going to be more personal story, it sounds like. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, you make so much money on those child tickets, so it makes sense that the studio's not going to throw the millions at you when you're making that R movie. Yeah, but I mean, with the success of Deadpool, I, I think uh, with the success of Deadpool, and then also with uh, with it being Hugh Jackman, maybe maybe they. I think they could have asked for more. I think they could have asked yeah. for more, but I think for like what they needed, they got what they needed. I mean, you've got like the star power of Hugh Jackman. And this is going to be his last movie. And then they saw the success of Deadpool. But I'm glad that James Mangold is saying, let's keep this modest. And, like, not, let's not, like, have this CGI barf vest. Like, with – because we see it a lot with, like, uh, you know, like like Age of Ultron had, like, every special effect known to man in it. And I wasn't that impressed with the film. And same thing goes for, like, Batman v Superman. Like, these movies – and Warcraft. Like, these movies have huge budgets, and yet they don't turn out the way that we wanted them to. Yeah, I agree. You get that last half-hour fatigue, I like to call it, where I just don't even care what's going on in that last action sequence in oh, some of these movies. Hi, mm -hmm. I'm Independence Day Resurgence. Yeah. I mean, I don't care how much fucking money you throw at that. The story sucked and the characters sucked. Yeah, <laughs> correct. I still haven't seen that. <laughs> well, and the, the beautiful thing about this, though, and I'm going to throw this out there, is that two of the main characters in this Logan movie are characters from the X-Men universe that we love. We love Patrick Stewart's Xavier. We love Hugh Jackman's Logan. I mean, we mm -hmm. love these characters, and we're going to get to spend a whole movie with them, and they're going to be hunted by the Reavers, and we're going to have – I mean – this it's going to draw these characters closer together. We're not going to have fucking Cyclops there or Jean Grey or Rogue or any of these other characters there to distract us from this main story. It's going to be a very intimate story with these two characters, and then they're going to throw in a fucking kid. I mean, it ha this ha it, I'll be honest with you. Like, this has a chance to be a really cool fucking movie. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. One thing I'm not a fan of, though, is how, how Manigold and the studio are kind of wussing out and kind of claiming that this is like outside of continuity, like it's you know yes. because it's R rated, they want to keep it separate from the kitty stuff. Well, okay, I wish let me let me get that you quote. I've actually got that quote here. It was uh, in an interview with Digital Spy Jackman. He explained that old man Logan, just like the old man Logan comics, Logan doesn't necessarily share the same universe as its source material, um, and uh, it it. it it's not like the other X-Men films. He says, when you see the full movie, you'll understand. Not only is it different in terms of timeline and tone, it's a slightly different universe. It's actually a different paradigm, and that will become clear. Uh, it's a standalone movie in many ways. It's not really beholden to timelines and storylines in other movies. Obviously, Patrick Stewart was in there, so we have some crossover, but it feels very different and very fresh. 
be, um, following the timelines becomes a chess game that you try to serve, which actually doesn't help to tell a story, and it's sort of been a bit all over the place. I'm not critical of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not critical of it. X-Men was the first movie really in comic book form. No one thought there'd be another with different directors, different offshoots. So, Jake, you have a big problem with this that they didn't conform to those other films? I mean, not a big problem, like just kind of the way they're addressing it. Like they could use this to like kind of make make up for the bad films rather than like being like, I don't know. It just seems like they might use it for a loophole to explain why it's a little bit more adult, like to people that are upset that it is. Uh, is that what you get from I'm, it? I, I feel like I feel like they don't want to be beholden to the bullshit that some of the bullshit that previous directors have have done. I mean, like. You know, they don't want to be beholden to like the Brian Singer universe or, you know, and yeah. even, even Brian Singer tried to wipe away what happened in X-Men Last Stand, which he felt like. Oh, what? I. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I get it. They've done it since the, the dawn of these movies. Like even Wolverine Origin did it with Sabretooth from X-Men 1. Yeah. Like, like I get it. It's just to actually have to like to actually say the words out loud, though, I don't like. Well, the thing is, it's like think about it, Jake. Like every time they come out with a movie. Us and and fanboys, we call them out on shit. Well, oh, that doesn't make sense, and this doesn't make sense, and we call them out on it. I, I on the flip side, Agreed. but we're we're so much more forgiving if it's a good movie, though. Give us a good movie, and we still may call you out on it, but it's all going to be for shits and giggles. You know what I'm saying? It's when you give us a pile of trash, we're going to fucking lamb blast you for every little thing we can. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. I just, yeah, I think I just want a good movie for once. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't have, I guess I, I'm making a little bit of a mountain out of a molehill with the statement, but I just, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I was you, like, you, just let this be part of the universe because it looks like it could be good. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly feel like there, what they're, what he's worried about is like there being... <laughs> There's probably not going to be too much mention of like Cyclops and other characters. And so people are going to be like, why doesn't he mention this? And why doesn't he mention that or whatever? And there, maybe there's too much exposition involved in explaining that all the other mutants are wiped out. I don't know. I don't know what their line of, their train, uh, train of thought is here though. All right. Well, that leads me to a big question I had for both of you guys. Do you not think this movie is going to be Easter egg heavy? I think we've seen most of the Easter eggs that that were like the comic book, like him holding the comic book is kind of just mm -hmm. like a, a wink and a nod. I I don't feel like it's going to be a huge um, Easter egg heavy kind of thing. I mean, a lot of people are saying it doesn't even make sense to have Professor X alive at this point if it takes place <laughs> this well, far in the future. Like Professor X should be dead by this time. Well, let I want yeah. to talk about that for a minute cuz I want to do you guys think that that's actually Professor X? Yes. Or okay, so here's my thinking after watching the trailer. I got the feeling like Professor X was actually like a figment of Logan's imagination that he's not actually there. And one of the reasons why I think that is because if you watch the trailer, there are several times where when Logan and, and X23 Laura are in the same scene, there's never any eye contact between Laura and Professor X. And even like there, there's, I think there's the one scene where, um, Laura's sitting on the edge of the bed and Professor X is in the bed and then there's Logan there. And it doesn't seem like there's any, um, 
I don't, I guess, interaction or anything going on between Laura and Professor Xavier. So I, I don't know. I could be way off base on this, but after watching it several times, I, I just kind of felt like Professor X is is in Logan's head. He's not actually there. So basically, yeah. as he's taking care of Professor X, um, X twenty three is just going to think he's fucking crazy, right? <laughs> That's what, I, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it, it's just. I don't know. I I just got the feel, especially like the one scene where uh, Professor X is trying to talk to Logan and Logan's like getting out of the car and he goes like, I don't want to hear it or something like that. To me, it just it's it almost seems like um, he's having a conversation with himself. I don't know. Well, let me maybe I'm let crazy. Me, let, yeah, let me. Well, let me read this quote here. For, it's from James Mangold. And, and, they, and he was asked about Laura Kinney, uh, the character of X-23. And her relationship to Logan in the film. And he said, well, more than anything, I wanted to explore issues for a character like Logan who has been avoiding intimacy and human connection almost his whole life. What more interesting problem to have thrust upon him than being the caretaker for an aging father figure in Charles Xavier and potentially a father to an 11-year-old girl in the case of Laura? The demands that okay. puts upon him. I mean, you saw the footage that takes him basically up to the point where he's suddenly on the road and saddled with both these characters, the fun and joy and adventure and even moving nature of the movie that follows. Is this character contending with the responsibility to protect and care for both of these people? So, um, okay. I, I think that we're gonna, he, we're gonna, I think the movie's gonna show that he's trying to take care of Professor X, who in his older age now doesn't have control of his mind and anymore the way that he used to. And so he, Logan's got a lot on his shoulders. I mean, like he, his healing factor's not what it used to be. He's not what he used to be. He's maybe got a few more fights left in him. And then on the flip side, now he feels like he's gotta protect this young girl. And I find I think what what's going to be awesome is when he finds out that this girl can take care of herself. Like that's going to be a cool scene. I agree. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I have some comments about the Professor X thing though, because I've actually thought a lot about the uh, theory that Professor X may not be there, and I actually think I've kind of solved that. Okay. Um, okay. Let, let me hear it. We've seen the scenes where Wolverine is at the bed of the bedridden Professor X, Charles Xavier, right? Hmm. I think what is happening is Xavier physically is not moving from that bed the entire movie. And what we are seeing when we see him anywhere else is him using his mutant powers. Mm. Okay. Why, to Logan. Why would he be sickly, though, hanging out? Like, wouldn't he present himself as like a healthy version of Charles Xavier if he's there in his mind, like, why would he present himself as kind of like a a weaker, sickly version of himself? I think he doesn't have as much control as he did anymore. I think it's it's because he's about to die. Okay, all right. I was just curious. I, I never. This is the first. I'm, I'm trying to process what you guys are saying because I've never heard this theory before. Because I agree with Jared, and I there does seem to be a disconnect between Professor X and X23, and just the. It's hard to tell though because it's a trailer, but. With what little we've seen, it does seem to be like there is something weird going on there. She doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't like elderly people. <laughs> she's yeah. a, dude. She's an ageist. <laughs> this is a known fact about Laura Kinney. Well, at least they nailed that part. They did. Stuck true to the character. Yeah. They do, were like, you, do you go ahead? So in the comics, 
X-23's sole purpose is to kill Wolverine. So, I mean, what do you – do you guys think that's going to be a plot in this? Do you think this young girl at any point in this movie is going to try to kill Logan? When has, Should be like a sleeper agent. When has Fox ever cared about the source material? <laughs> I know. I know. I just – I don't know. Like being that it's Hugh Jackman's last movie, I just thought it would be interesting if maybe the way the movie ends is if X-23 actually kills him. Ooh, that's that's a very solid point, actually, because it's very highly likely that Wolverine will die this movie. How crazy would it be to be by the hands of X-23? Uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I, if you're wanting to groom this girl as, like, if, I don't know. If you're wanting to – a lot of people have been saying they've been wanting to groom the character of X-23 as, like, a replacement for, for Logan. Yeah, why, why would they do it here, then, in a – future that they're not willing to admit is even part of the continuity well i mean and and oh yeah oh my god this opens up so much because like (laughs) because later on in marvel news we're going to be talking about that new x-men series that's supposed to be taking place in the singer universe so gosh is that that new mutants uh i think is i think it is the not I don't, I don't think, no, they don't have a name for it yet. It's unnamed. It was supposed to be, it was supposed to be a, uh, like an X-Men show. And they, they, I didn't know if it was New Mutants or not. I think New Mutants is going to be a movie, but they haven't named, yes. they haven't named. Okay. No, 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 no. The, the, the television show, Jared, I'm, I'm, I'm getting it all now. Uh, it was supposed to be the Hellfire Club. Okay. It was supposed to be the two shows that they were going to get were number one, Legion. Which, uh, by the way, Legion, uh, the embargo's been lifted on the reviews, and the people that have seen it say this is fucking awesome. So, awesome. cannot nice. wait for fucking Legion. It drops on February 8th, and then uh, me and Jimmy McKnight and uh, Wookie Will Blattman are going to fucking record Legion, the podcast. Really fucking excited about that. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it was supposed to be Hellfire Club. They've scrapped that. We're going to talk about that series a little bit later because um, – it's changed. That whole series has changed. It was supposed to be Hellfire Club, and but now yeah, that, that's a cool idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I like where they're going with it now too. But they've also they're also talking about they're also talking about some stuff that I think it's uh, it's going to cause for a big budget. And I don't know if you can pull it off on TV. So we'll talk yeah, about that later. Yeah, the pilot. Yeah. Um. The uh, let's see here in the. Did I have any other things that I wanted to talk about when it comes to Logan? Oh, yeah. They talked to uh, Mangold, and uh, apparently there's a scene in the film. It's in a motel room with uh, uh, Gabriella, who's played by Elizabeth Rodriguez, where you see that X-Men comic that they have featured in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And Mangold says, the world we find ourselves in when Logan be- begins is a world in which all the merchandising and all the storytelling about the X-Men exists. It exists mm. in a sense the same way movie stars can read their biography of their golden age in the past or sports stars may look in magazines or see replays running on ESPN of their golden moments in the past. So found that interesting. Yeah, that'll be – That'll be marvelous. They could be cynical about the fucking hand that feeds them. Won't that be great? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know, man. It's um, – I don't I, – I hope it's a good movie. It just seems like – Jake, I, I like going back to your point of like this being – like not being connected to the X-Men universe, like this doesn't – 
this doesn't then if this movie is awesome, it doesn't lend anything else to those other films that came before it. Yeah, I mean the best it could do, I guess, is an X twenty three spinoff movie that would take place in this universe with that actress. Yeah, but see the but thing other- is, it, the thing is, Jake, it's like okay, hold on, like. Can you really do that? Because like now we're talking oh, about I don't are, think so. Yeah, are we going to reboot the whole universe? Like they haven't even come out and said like, "Oh, okay. Uh well, we're going to reboot the whole universe. That's a thing." Or they're saying, "Okay, we're going to just start anew with Deadpool." We don't know what fact well, I don't know they're now they're talking about a a freaking uh Dark Phoenix movie though with Sophie Turner. Yeah. Uh yeah. This- yeah. This movie seems like a byproduct of the fact that they don't know what's going on with X-Men proper yeah. because it does take place in a fucking future that's not part of continuity. You know, it's like uh, it's the best we can do. <laughs> I, I, have, I I don't see the problem, though, with still connecting it to like having having it be the final film in like the Singer universe. Because that's where Wolverine started. That's where Hugh Jackman's character started. He he started yes. there. He should finish there, right? Mm-hmm. We we should be able to see that character's journey. Now they're saying that this is a in a uh, in an alternate universe that it doesn't necessarily con- connect to that timeline. Then this is not the same Wolverine that we know. Correct? I mean, yeah, that's what makes it so hard when you've seen the same actor fucking ten plus times, right? It takes this, it takes something away from it a little bit, you know. It, that's what. See, this is what I'm complaining about. Well, but the, it's my, like a big fucking cop out. Yeah, but you were talking about like the R rating and all this stuff and how they're trying to separate. I'm saying, it because, that, I'm saying that that's possibly a reason. No, that my my, you know. my big fucking problem is that I'm not seeing how the character that started off in the in the singer universe ends. If if this is not the same fucking character. Yeah, it's like one of those Marvel comics where it's like. Uh, Fantastic Four, the end, or X Men, the end. Where yeah. it's, you know, it's not official continuity, but let's pretend to write the last yes. chapter of these characters. Yes, type of thing. yeah, yeah. You're like, you're absolutely right. Or like, uh, or like a what if book or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's just the best you can do as far as like connecting it and thinking about it. I think that's kind of a cheat to us fans, Jake. That have, I, 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 I'm there, man. Yeah, Say this is the fucking movie, man. Don't. I don't want them saying that uh, this is a different continuity. Well, I mean that's okay, but the the, the I'd, I'd say your mainstream audience is not going to know any of this. They're just going to fucking go in and watch this movie. Yeah, that's why they shouldn't say it, man. They've it's not like they haven't fucked with continuity thirty plus times in the other nine movies already without having to say this. That's true. Just do it. That's mm-hmm. just true. do it. Like I said, if it's a good movie, we'll forgive you. Just fucking do it. Yeah, Hugh Jackman at this point. What he's done for that character and what he's done for that for Fox and that franchise, he should be able to do or say whatever the fuck he wants. I mean, he's earned that, and yeah. so I don't even feel like they have to address anything. I, I, yeah, it'd just be nice to go in and be like, yeah, this is we've we've seen this character and this is how his journey ends, man. This is it. This is it for that mm-hmm. character. This is this is that character's swan song. Yeah, and if he does die, it should play on the emotions that you have. Yeah, for being with this character for all these fucking movies, like right, it's not going right. to be just this movie yeah. that's making you cry that fucking Hugh Jackman Wolverine is dying. It's going to be the whole legacy of the character. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know, dude. Uh, I'm. It'll be interesting to see. It's like I think. I think like 
I don't know. Maybe are we are we are we fucking dissecting this too much, Jake? Could this just be like we go in and enjoy the film and walk <laughs> out? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hope hopefully that's that's best case scenario that you just laid out. Yeah. Yeah, I hope like in a future timeline we look back at ourselves in this timeline and we're like, dude, what the fuck was wrong with those two dickheads? It was a good movie. <laughs> I, I mean, even even still though, like let's say this movie is the fucking best comic book movie of fucking 2017. Yeah, in some in some way it does kind of even rub me more the wrong way that they just wouldn't like say this thing is the fucking end of the fucking Wolverine franchise. Well, and why did they wait till the final freaking movie to give us a movie that's actually worth anything? You know, like, I mean, Days of, <laughs> Days, Days of Future Past was good, but Apocalypse was garbage. First Class was a taste it. Like, it, I mean, it's it well, just... Well, don't speak too soon. We don't know yet that it's worth anything. Maybe, maybe. No, that's what, no, but I, yeah. what I'm saying is, like, if, if we walk out of this movie and it is the best comic book movie of 2017, why are, why is Fox waiting until their final movie in this franchise that they've spent 15 years building to finally give us the movie that we really oh, want? Come you know on. I mean? Hey, come on. Let's, let's back off of that a little bit. I mean, let's, let's, come on. Let's, we can accuse, uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine of being garbage. And, 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 and some people liked the Wolverine. I absolutely hated it. Some people are still happy with that film. But like going back and like watching, like if I can go back to the year 2000 and if I can look at me back in 2000, I, I was 22 years old and I went to the movie theater to go see X-Men in the, in the theater. Jared, I loved that movie. Like, like, no, yeah. I, I'm not saying that I hate the movies, all of the movies that have come out. I enjoy the, the, for, I think X2 is still one of the better comic movies of the last 15 years. I absolutely loved that movie. Um, but I mean, just, I feel like there's not, it just hasn't hit its full potential yet. I feel like Days of Future Past is probably the closest from, in my opinion, that we got to a, to an X-Men film hitting its full potential. And it just, if, if this movie is as good as, is what I think it looks, it's just disappointing that we didn't get that quality through all of these movies, especially in like, I was really excited for X-Men Apocalypse and I was mm-hmm. super let down and disappointed with it. So I, I just wish that there was more consistency in the quality throughout the franchise. You're, no, you're absolutely right. I just feel like they, Jared, I think like, I think they kind of backed themselves into a corner because think about it this way. This franchise started 17 years ago, back in 2000, when they started, and and they did not know what they had back then. They thought that they, their big score, of course, was like, you know, uh, Patrick Stewart as uh, Xavier. And they thought, Mm -hmm. like, okay, we're going to build this whole franchise around, like, oh my God, we've got like Halle Berry as Storm, and we've got, you know, uh, Famke Jansen as, uh, you know, they they had no idea, and and James Marsden as Cyclone, they had no idea what they had with Hugh Jackman. They did not know that he was going to be the cornerstone of this whole universe. Now, I honestly yeah. feel like they would have reset this universe a long time ago. Like this should have been like this should have been like Spider-Man. Like we should have already reset this thing like three fucking times. <laughs> but they can't because you've got fucking Hugh Jackman and he was so good and everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. So I think they've always kind of like struggled with this. Because of Hugh Jackman, because of his star status and what he's yeah. done for that character. And they didn't feel comfortable in rebooting the whole universe because they still got him there. Does that make sense? Yeah. It does make sense. It does make sense. And and it's X-Men, so they, they've done the X-Men thing and tried to write around that with like the Days of Future Past stuff and everything. 
but some of the glaring mistakes between that and Apocalypse just made us forget like any of the problems that fixed, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so some one... of the crazy havoc aging problems and the yeah. stuff going on there. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I think, I think honestly, I think in about 10 to 15 years, we're going to look back at this moment in time and we're going to be upset that I think in the future, maybe 15, 20 years from now, Fox and Marvel Studios will work out a deal. I, I think that one of these days that that even Marvel Studios is going to have to reboot their universe and they're not going to have the Robert Downey Juniors. They're not going to have Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans. They're going to have to reboot their whole universe. And in order to do that, they've got to create some more excitement. And I think what they will do is they will – they will try to work out a deal with Fox in the future and have the X-Men be a part of this universe. But by that time, Hugh Jackman will be definitely too old for it. He'll be, he's, he's moved on to other things and he, and he can't play Wolverine and we'll look back on this and we'll be like, God damn it. I wonder what it would have been like to seen Wolverine hang out with like Chris Evans and, and Tom Holland, Spider-Man and Robert Downey Jr. Like the golden age of comic book movies. Like what would that have been like? And, um, I don't think we'll ever get to see it. And it's, it's kind of sad when you think about it that way because Hugh Jackman was that first big comic book movie star after, after Christopher Reeve. Yeah. I, I agree. That's that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, if Fox never does make that deal, though, X-Men is that one franchise that actually can work. Like, you can pull it off by itself. There's just so much there. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of characters. I just the, – the, the, what I'm saying, though, Jake, is like the future of – these comic book oh, movies, yeah, these the comic excitement factor, exactly. They, they can only go so far without like the whole. You know what I mean? They can only go so far. You can only tell these stories so many times. I mean, there's tons of stories. There's a well of comic book stories, but oh, I, I get you. And you can't go yeah. to the boardroom and pitch an intricate, awesome comic book story. It's easier to just go in there and be like. We're gonna have X Men and the Avengers together. I know everything. Then, need, yeah, everything yeah. needs a shot in the arm, right? I mean, every yeah. once in a while, you just need something new, like you know, uh, Transformers and GI Joe. We're gonna talk about this later, but Transformers and GI Joe—they've been trying to cross those over forever now. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's the Iron Man Spider Man thing happening right. this summer. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I we're not there yet. I mean, I, I don't think audiences are like, oh. Tch. It's another fucking comic book movie. No, I mean, <laughs> but it, it could go down that road after a while where people are like, oh, yeah, okay, these comic book movies are great. But they're not like – they kind of plateau. They kind of plateau, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. All right. We've talked this thing to death. and It's it, <laughs> <laughs> It's a good topic, man. I, I talk about the – the Fox yeah. stuff is pretty fascinating. Yeah. No, I mean, hey, you no, you fuckers wanted advertised content. Here it is. Yeah, we gave it to you in spades. It, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. So, uh, hey, any last thoughts on this, guys? Not really. Speak now or forever hold your peace. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I think I'm good. All right. We're going to take a quick break, come back with some good pop, bad pop.
right. Welcome back. Hey, we're back. <laughs> we we're are back. back. And it is time for Good Pop, Bad Pop. It's time for more leftover reviews with Good Pop, Bad Pop. Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we, we either watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things. Toss it, taste it, or Tupperware. So let's get started. Guys, I wanted to talk really quick about an upcoming show that's coming out on March 5th starring an – Oh, shit. That's my birthday. Really? No <laughs> yeah. shit. Well, happy birthday on March 5th because you're going to be able to watch Making History uh, with Adam Pally. And this show looks like it could be a lot of fun. It's going to be coming on Fox. It's going to be nine episodes. Each episode is about 30 minutes. And uh, Adam Pally uh, stars as a guy who travels through time in a duffel bag. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it looks fucking hilarious. The series will follow a professor who creates a device that allows him and his colleagues to change the course of events from the past in order to improve their current life, not knowing that interfering with someone close to the events could disrupt it when one of the guys is dating the daughter of Paul Revere. So... <laughs> Uh, it stars huh. Adam Pally from Happy Endings. He was also in Iron Man 3. He played the cameraman. And then he was also on, I think, a cup, two or three seasons of The Mindy Project. But uh, Adam Pally's hilarious. I think he's great. And this show looks really funny. There's a scene that I saw in the trailer where they said something about going back to kill Hitler. So I, I am so going to watch this. I cannot wait for making history. So it comes out March 5th on Fox. Nice. Uh, half an hour sitcom format type yeah, deal. Thirty minutes on on Fox. It'll probably be on, you know, like after the Mick or something like that. So yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, Jared, what do you got, man? Um, so I was able to go see the new M Night Shyamalan movie Split today, um, oh, starring, nice. starring James McAvoy. Yeah, um, and. Man, um, so the movie is written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Um, stars James McAvoy, Anya Taylor-Joy, and Haley Lou Richardson, who she was in uh, Edge of Seventeen. She was Krista. Oh, um, that was a great movie, dude. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I knew that you would know who that was. Yeah. Um, and then Betty Buckley, um, who plays uh, the professor or the, the doctor in it. And this movie, I mean <sighs> – it's it's I wish I would have had more time. I like I, I saw a four thirty showing. I got out at like six forty five and then we started podcasting and I honestly wish I would have had a little bit more time to like digest it. Um but I I'm gonna give this movie a Tupperware. Um Wow. James McAvoy was incredible. Hey, in let me movie. let me guess they played some good songs in it, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, James McAvoy was incredible. It, it, this may be one of the best performances I've ever seen him give. Um, I hope just, it's better than fucking, uh, what was that? Victor Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell me about it. Um, but he was great. But I mean, as good as he was, Anya Taylor Joy, who plays, um, kind of the main girl in the movie, she's going to be a star. She, she blew me away. Her performance was just, um, the emotion and the, um, just everything her, it was just absolutely fantastic. Um, 
I was on the edge of my seat throughout the entire movie. There was never a, a dull moment. There was never a moment where I was getting bored. Um, I was never – sometimes if I see a movie and it's not really gripping my attention, I'll be thinking about what I'm going to do next. Like, okay, where am I going to go get food to eat or what am I going to do that? And that never happened during this movie. Um, I I really feel like I need to see it again because um, there I feel like there's some things that – I missed and there's some things that I just need to process again because yeah. um, things at, at certain points move quickly. And so um, it, it's, it was great. Like I, it was, it's, it's classified in, in on most like, like IMDb and everything else is like a horror movie. It's not a horror movie. It's more of like a suspense thriller. Um, psychological, kind of a, psychological thriller. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. It more in the same vein of like, don't breathe. Like I don't consider don't breathe a horror movie. I consider that like a, a psychological thriller. Sure. And so it was definitely in that same vein, but, um, I haven't seen an M night Shyamalan movie probably since lady in the water. Oh, you didn't uh, see the visit. No, I didn't. Was uh, that good? Uh, no, I hated it. It's awful. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I liked. It. I know. Okay. I think. I think Dan Hunter really liked that movie. Um, but no, I. I just haven't seen anything by him. I haven't really had any interest in it. Um, but yeah, I'm really, really glad I went and saw this movie. Um, and I. I think I'll probably go see it again. You bring up an interesting point. Like I saw the trailers for this. I, I saw that it was like M Night Shyamalan, and then I saw that it was James Mac James McAvoy playing like twenty three different characters or whatever the hell. And I was yeah. just like, oh god, this is going to be fucking awful. And then like it comes out, and like the re, the Rotten Tomatoes reviews are like seventy nine percent, and it's certified fresh. And then I start seeing articles pop up on different websites saying split ending explained. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what? This is making they've got a they, they've got a fucking write an article where they explain the ending. I'm like, like, <laughs> yeah, this is, I don't want to spoil anything, but like, I, this I, is like I, next. This is like next level shit because like this is making people think like it's yeah. it's not just like a like a fucking like oh I'm gonna go in there and watch this stupid ass movie and uh, and then you leave and then you never think about it again. No, like mm -hmm. like it, it, th th there's articles written written on about this. The mm -hmm. ending yeah, it's definitely resonating. It, it's got to be like if if these major news media outlets are writing articles explaining the ending, it's making people think, and people are getting on. Uh, they're they're trying to find out answers to this. So uh, I'm actually intrigued now. It, it, I was wanting to see this and the founder, and mm -hmm. uh, I think I'm gonna have yeah, to. Yeah, you see and you and I were talking about yeah. that today because I was I was waffling back and forth between which one I wanted to see too. And I'm really glad that I decided to go see this one. Um, it, I, I still want to see the founder as well, but I was I was not really in the mood for mm -hmm. like the founder or like that kind of a movie. Yeah. I wanted to see something that was going to be a little bit more. I I don't know, just gripping. I, yeah, more gripping. Um, and yeah, this this it, you were talking about like the articles being written and the ending and stuff. There's a reason why I feel like I need to see this movie again. And it it really like I said, I w I wish I would have almost had more time to digest it before yeah. talking about it. Just because there's there's so many different things oh, going on. No, I wish you you need, I, you need I, to read those articles. Yeah, I, I might I might look them up. No, honestly, <laughs> I wish that you would have had more time to digest and read articles too, because your review fucking sucked. Um, Thanks, I'm, buddy. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, 
honestly, I think like, uh, hey, do you think like people should like when they go see the founder? Do you think they should sneak like McDonald's foods into the theater <laughs> to see it? I mean, I was trying to sneak in a second personality when I was going to see this movie, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, above and beyond there. Oh, wow. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to get you, <laughs> you. Somebody needs to be on Prozac. Um, <laughs> but yeah, dude, actually, I, I'm, I'm going to go see this in theaters now. I think like I'm off on Monday. I'm going to go see it. I'm going to go see it in theaters now. So. Uh, yeah. I'm still chuckling about the sneaking in McDonald's foods to the uh, to the founder. Yeah, is that the thing? Hey, hey, should uh, should that be like should the, should this be like you know like uh, should there be like a founder challenge like online like you take a picture of yourself like a selfie of yourself eating McDonald's while watching the founder. You know what I mean? I think you should be more of a badass and bring one of Burger those big King. nasty Hardee's burgers and take a picture <laughs> of yourself eating that. <laughs> kind of like a big fuck you to McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, Jesus. I don't know. Those Hardee's, those Hardee's burgers are disgusting. Hardee's is gross. <laughs> Hardee's is gross. Hardee's Do you guys is... have Hardee's in Illinois? In Illinois? Cause we don't have it up here. Oh, we got Hardee's. They just built a new one here. Oh my God. They, they fucking put onion petals on everything, dude. <laughs> they don't give a fuck, man. They don't give a fuck. Like you order a Diet Coke, you get onion petals in it. <laughs> Oh, fuck. It's so expensive. Every, dude, everybody's crazy. everybody in the restaurant is just crying because there's so many onions. Dude, I fucking went in there just to take a leak one time because I had to piss. I walked out. I had fucking onion petals in my pockets. I'm not bullshitting you, dude. Fucking onion petals galore. It is fucked up, dude. Hardee's is fucked up. Onion petals all damn day, dude. <laughs> Dude, so I gotta go see Split. So you're telling me I gotta go see Split. It's a Tupperware. Yeah. I'm thinking the same thing. I'm thinking the same thing. I'm tired of seeing these stupid fucking articles on my feed before yeah. I've seen the movie. Yeah. I'm getting scared. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't, I don't wanna, I don't wanna to, uh, so, okay, hold on, hold on. Is this the best thing Shyamalan's put out since Sixth Sense? Um, if you I, gotta, hey, if you gotta I, think about it, then you, it's not. What's, I, I really, what's the best really, Shyamalan movie of all time? It's unbreakable to me. I I really enjoyed The Village, actually. Um, ah, fuck but that. I I, <laughs> I I like The Village too. Fuck I, that. I do think I do think this is the best Shyamalan movie since Sixth Sense. Um, it, it was it was fantastic. I, I really enjoyed it. He definitely redeemed his his last Airbender mistake that he made. <laughs> Jake, Jake, I'm not arguing with you. I fucking love Unbreakable. I love it. I think it's a great movie. I love Unbreakable. Yeah. But like there are certain moments in Sixth Sense when I watch it, I love to be scared. I love to fucking be scared. There's certain moments yeah. in Sixth Sense where my where fucking like the hairs on my arm are standing up. Like when that fucking little boy walks by him and half of his head's blown off and shit. Yeah. That yeah. freaked me the fuck out, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. On first viewing Sixth Sense, but Unbreakable is the one that I've watched a dozen times. I, if you loved Unbreakable, you'll love this movie. Okay. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to give it a shot, man. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. All right, guys. I want to talk about real quick. No, Jake, I want you to jump into something now. Uh, I'm just thinking about how scary it is to trust Jared. <laughs> I know, dude. Dude, I think it, this guy likes Suicide it's, Squad. Okay. 
<laughs> in my defense, I never. I've I've said from the get go that I don't think Suicide Squad was a good movie. I just enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, I'm guys trusting guys named Jared in general. I mean, look at Fogel. I mean, <laughs> you. Ouch. Ouch. Wow, I don't feel so bad about the Jake from State Farm shit now. <laughs> oh man. All right, Jake, what do you got, man? Yeah, I just really quickly wanted to talk about something that I've revisited. Um, it's been kind of a heavy week for me, and I'm not going to get into that. So I've just been kind of looking for some easy watching, like for the last hour before I go to bed each night. And I've uh, rediscovered a sitcom I really liked, but never actually finished the last two seasons, and that's uh, Community. Nice. Um, I found out that all the seasons are streaming on Hulu if you have that service including the season that was aired on the uh, failed Yoohoo streaming service. Yoohoo? Yoohoo? That's a, that's a chocolate drink. What the fuck are you talking about, Yoohoo? It's Yahoo. Yahoo. Oh, God. Jesus <laughs> Christ. You're acting like the I, fuck. I, the chocolate water drink came out with their own streaming yeah, service. Don't you remember that when, when Yoohoo, the chocolate drink, had their own streaming service? I know. They were going head to head, head, to head against Ovaltine. It was fucked up, dude. And then Nesquik, tra- Nesquik tried to get in on that shit. <laughs> yeah. Just making fun of Yahoo. <laughs> yes. The Yahoo. It was so failed that I couldn't even remember what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you watched, you've been watching Community. Yeah. And I, um, I went ahead and started on season three. I'd seen the first two seasons a couple times because I actually bought those when they came out on a DVD, but I'd only seen everything past that when it aired. So I, I've made it through a season and a half, like season three and season four. Yeah. And I've really fallen back in love with this show. I, I just forgot how many fun, like this show really does the gimmick episode really well. I know sometimes that can come off trite on a lot of shows. Yeah. But this show has so much fun with it. I mean, they do an all 16 bit Super Nintendo episode. G.I. Joe. They do. Yeah. They do the G.I. Joe episode. They do a, like a Law and Order episode. They do an all-puppet episode, and it's all just so much fun. And they find – they do so much character building while so much just, like, ludicrous, silly shit is happening around them the whole time. It's such, a, like, an oddball show like that where it, it can be so wacky but yet get so tonally serious at times. And um, if no one's watched this show before, I highly recommend this sitcom. It is it is really great. All right. I, dro- I dropped off when Donald Glover left. Did, did Is it still good after he's gone? Like I said, I, I plan on watching the whole thing again, and I restarted on season three. Okay. So it went six seasons, and I haven't watched any post-Donald Glover episodes. I, I'm, okay. I'm with you. He's probably one of my top three favorite characters on that show. Mm-hmm. So I am kind of worried what it's going to be like without him. I would be more worried about when Dan Harmon left the show, when they got rid of him. I mean, he's like the heart of that show, correct? Yeah, correct, correct. Um, They they brought on some pretty comparable writers after him, though, and I've heard good things from people that liked this show, that it ended on a pretty good note. Well, didn't the Russo brothers work on that for a while? The Russo brothers have directed a ton of the episodes that I've watched in the uh, season three, season four type of place. Hmm. Um, there's one episode called uh, Chaos Theory, Study of Chaos Theory, that is one of the best episodes of any sitcom I've ever seen. They actually um, roll a dice to decide who's going to do something, and you see all six different outcomes of what would have happened had each number been rolled. And what they do with that is just really smart and really, really cool stuff. Did you see the Dungeons and Dragons episode? 
I have not seen that one yet. Dude, it's fucking incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, I imagine this. This is a really fun show, and if no one's seen this, it came out in two thousand nine, and I think the um, streaming stuff came out in two thousand fifteen. Mm-hmm. So, but like I said, it's just six seasons. It's a Tupperware for me. I'm not the biggest sitcom guy. The ones I like are few and far between, but mm-hmm. this is definitely on that short list. I think this series would have went a lot longer, but they fucking went with a chocolate drink streaming service, and that killed it. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> never, never, never put your. I cannot believe I said you. <laughs> you, you, you totally did, dude. No, I, I no, I, I know I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm astounded at myself. Never put your future in the hands of a chocolate drink. I've always said that. You know, that's I know. that was on my family crest. Um, you can't blame <laughs> Donald Donald Glover for leaving. I mean, you saw the writing on the wall. Yeah, he's like, oh my god, we're going down, <laughs> we're going down the path of a chocolate drink. No, fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, time to move on. Time to move on. Uh, let's see here. I want to talk real quick about the, I watched the regular show series finale. Oh, I know you've been sad that that was happening. I, yeah, dude, it was, it was rough, but I'll tell you one thing. A lot of shows, the series finale doesn't live up to like what you want. Like a lot of people were upset with the Sopranos. A lot of people were upset with Seinfeld, but as far as series finales go, regular show did not disappoint they it was perfect it was perfect it was the perfect finale it lived up to everything that the show was everything that the show ever did they did it here every character that you wanted to see come back and be a part of this came back uh i mean you got all the lines from all the characters you know you had um muscle man being muscle man and uh you know a lot of people don't know this but mark hamill voices skips um, the Yeti in, in the show and, and, uh, he was fantastic in this and, and, um, JG Quintel, the creator of this show gave us, I think it was like six or seven seasons of this show and they were all great. And this, this finale, I'm not going to spoil anything, but, uh, it, it was perfect. It was perfect. It, it was the perfect finale and it ended in a way if you if you watched regular show on a uh, regular basis yeah pun intended fuck off <laughs> but if you watched it man and you watched it all the time like this was the perfect finale um the only yeah. thing that i did kind of like it doesn't give you an answer to Mordecai and his romantic situation, unfortunately. So you don't know if he ever like gets back with uh, uh what's her face? I can't remember her name, but uh, CJ is the one girl, and then there's the other chick, and you don't know if he like gets back with them. So, um, but I, I I loved it, man. I loved it. Regular show series finale was just it it, it was fantastic. It was fucking epic, is what it was. So yeah, that's good. You're you're right. There are a lot of. Sh- Shitty series finales out there. Yeah. Like the good ones are few and far between. Yeah, I, I think, and I, I like it when, uh, when these creators have like, uh, they have an end game. Like, uh, they, they have a beginning and they have an end. And I don't think that they had an end intended for this show. 
You know, it's not yes. it's not that kind of a show. Like we're like, oh, okay, this is where it's naturally going to progress, and like this is going to be the ending. Like no, like but they gave us what we wanted. Like it was very satisfying, and and even though I I won't be able to see any more animated stories with these characters, like they they. Every season they did something different. Like this last season, like the whole gang was in space and it was just amazing. They took the entire fucking park where they lived and worked into space and it was amazing. Uh, so I loved it. I, I give it a Tupperware. So regular show series finale, fantastic. Uh, Gafford, what else you got, man? All right. So I have a new Netflix original series that I want to talk about. Um, and it is called One Day at a Time. Have you guys heard about this new series? I Dude. mean, it's, it's, it's a remake of an old series from back in like the seventies and eighties, but have you heard about this? I've heard about it, but see, I, it's a remake. I grew up with like the, uh, what's her name? Bonnie. What, what was her name? Jake? Bonnie. I'm trying to remember too. Yeah, uh, the redhead. Her name is Bonnie something, and it had uh, what's her name? Oh my god, uh, Mackenzie. Mackenzie Phillips was in the original, and then it had um, Valerie Bertinelli. It was uh, it was Bonnie Franklin. Bonnie Franklin, uh, Valerie Bertinelli, and then uh, Mackenzie Phillips. And that show, I mean, and then, uh, what's his name? Uh, Schneider. Fucking Pat Harrington, Pat Harrington Jr., fucking Schneider. Like that, like, uh, that show back in the 80s was, it was groundbreaking, man. It was, it was a, it was Mm -hmm. a, it was pretty fucking groundbreaking. Um, so, I don't know if I I could watch the Netflix series, dude. Okay, so, let let me, let me, okay, first of all, Executive producer on this is Norman Lear, who did All in the Family and Good Times and The Jeffersons. He was executive producer on Princess Bride. So the the head guy in this, I mean, Norman Lear is legendary. So I mean that that made me want to give it a chance. He created the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, did he create the original One Day at a Time? Yeah, he was. He's one of the original writers. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it there's that. Um, Stephen Tobolowski is in it. Which, oh, uh, thank, Brian, I love Brian, him. I love him. I know you love him. Yes, um, I do. So everybody else that's in the show, I had never seen before, and I didn't even know about the show. Um, Bernie Ortiz, who's one of the the army members, actually posted about it in the leftover army page and said, "You guys need to check this out." And so I was like, "Okay, um, I'll give it a try." And it's a remake, but it follows a Cuban family this time. Um, so there's a little bit of a twist to it, uh, and this show is absolutely fantastic like i'm i love cheesy sitcoms like i know you really like melissa and joey which i do too and it and it kind of reminded me of like that kind of a feel to it yeah um the acting in it is is great but the thing that really sets this show apart from like other sitcoms for me is never so frequently have i gone from laughing hysterically to like being teary-eyed um because they actually tackle like really real issues they tackle um both sides of being a parent of a of a homosexual child they tackle religion they tackle um like every episode they tackle like a really serious issue and it's just it's it's a really cool 
thing to see and it's fresh when there's so many sitcoms that talk about nothing for a show to talk about things that actually matter um and it just it it really blew me like i'm already on my second run through in the past week um because it's 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 going to be one of those shows that's that's on my rotation on rotation at all times for me when i just want to sit down relax and watch something um without having to like devote 45 minutes to an hour to because it's it's a short it's a half an hour show um but it it blew me away it's a total tupperware i i never watched the original series that's before my time um but i will what, say hey, this. what are you trying to say you fucking millennial you're trying to call me I, old? I'm, not, Ouch. I'm not saying anything i'm just i i thought it was before your time <laughs> oh no dude dude i grew up on yeah. some fucking schneider well, okay, so I don't know how Schneider was in the original series, but Todd Grinnell, Grinnell or something like that plays Schneider in this, and he's hilarious. He's Had, so no, funny. hashtag ain't my Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> he's hilarious. I love him. He's one of my favorite characters in the show. So I, I really think I, I think you guys should give it a chance. I think, Brian, with the kind of sitcoms that you like, like Melissa and Joey and yeah. stuff like that, I think you would really enjoy it. Like, it's a Netflix original show, but it feels like it could be on, like, ABC Family or something. So, yeah. Which is now Freeform. Which is now Freeform. But yeah. I don't. I, 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 I getting it. a lot. It's getting a lot of high praise. It's really you know eight point one on IMDb with thirteen hundred reviews. So pretty good. Yeah, shit. yeah. I, it, it's good. I really, I really liked it. And I, I mean, I'll, it's. I'll give it a shot, dude. You, you fucking, uh, you start. You, <laughs> no, no. You start throwing out fucking words like Melissa and Joey, and you get my attention. I, I like, I like that wholesome bullshit. And he it's, said Stephen Tobolowski. So. And Stephen yeah. Tobolowski. I mean, you give me you number one. You give me some wholesome bullshit, and then you give me Stephen Tobolowski. I'm in. I, I, I'm in. I'm gonna give it a shot, man. He's great in this, by the way, too. Dude, fucking uh, Mackenzie Phillips during the original. Dude, she was. How, hey, dude, hey Jake, how many episodes do you think she was coked out of her fucking gourd? <laughs> <laughs> 85%. 85 fucking percent. Like, they asked her to leave the show and get clean and shit. She comes back and she gets fucked up again. Hey, is she, uh, she's, uh, who's her dad? He, uh, um, fucking one of the Beach Boys? Oh, shit. Was he someone famous like that? Yeah, like, you know, Wilson Phillips. She's Mackenzie Phillips. Isn't her, like one of her, isn't like her dad, like one of the fucking Beach Boys? I'm looking it up. Yeah, like Wilson Phillips was made up of, uh, you know, like, uh, Brian Wilson's daughter and then, uh, yeah, well, that group and the, I don't know. There's gotta be a connection yeah. there. Well, the last thing I want to say about it is just, I was really impressed with the writing on the show. There are things that I didn't even catch through my first run through that they talk about in the very first episode that they then bring full circle circle into the final into this the season finale and it was just it's really smart comedy um it's cheesy comedy but it was just, it was just really well written i really enjoyed it so right on yeah. all right one day at a time check it out it's on netflix jake are you looking that shit up who's her dad her dad's famous he's like a musician i know he's a musician yeah, his name's John Phillips. He was 
with the journeymen, the mamas and the papas, and the Beach Boys. And the Beach Boys, yeah, dude. And that's like, I mean, she grew up around uh, fucking musicians and shit. And Mackenzie Phillips was uh, uh, fucking uh, snorting the booger sugar. Yeah, she had lots of connects from <laughs> yeah, being in the industry. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Didn't she say like uh, uh she uh, she she claimed that there was some like uh child molestation I think with her as a kid. It's it's a sad fucking story, dude. Real fucking sad. Real fucking sad with her, dude. So, um let's see here. Yeah, it's third season was launched. She was arrested for cocaine possession yeah. and lied about the incident. On her uncredited appearance on Dinah and her new best friends. Yeah, man. She, oh, God. She had, she was so fucking talented, too. I mean, she's so, so talented. Um, on the set, she was incoherent, and the producers gave her a six-week leave of absence. And then she was fired, went to rehab, returned, and then she fell asleep during a rehearsal when she came back. She, they were, she was told she had to take another drug test, refused, and left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. Jesus, Mackenzie Phillips, man, tragic. All these fucking child child stars, man, it's fucking crazy. You got fucking Screech stabbing a guy on New Year's Eve, man. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, no, that's a fucking. Hey, man, if you would have told me in nineteen fucking uh, nineteen eighty nine that uh, little Samuel Powers Screech would fucking uh, you know twenty five plus years later he he would be in a bar on New Year's Eve and some guy would say some shit to his girlfriend and he was gonna stab him, I'd be like, you're out of your goddamn mind. That happened, and that's it's crazy. <laughs> it's fucking crazy, man. I don't know. These fucking child stars. Uh, guys, I want to talk about a movie that I went to go see this week. I went and saw a movie called Lion. Jake, I know you mm. hate, I know you hate lions. Yeah. This I, is... I pretended like this movie didn't even exist. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Jake hates Voltron. You know, it's fucked up. Voltron season two dropped, by the way. Yeah, it did drop, by the way. I'm not going to watch any of it, by the way. Um, oh, you know, I'm not. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll have to wait for the one day return of Jay for the Ultron season two <laughs> review. That's true. Um, <laughs> I did. I went and saw a movie called Lion. Um, it's uh, here's the synopsis. In 1986, Saru was a five year old child in India of a poor but happy rural family. On a trip with his brother, Saru finds himself alone and trapped in a moving decommissioned passenger train that takes him to Calcutta, 1,000 miles away from home. Now totally lost in an alien urban environment and too young to identify either himself or his home to the authorities, Saru struggles to survive as a street child until he is sent to an orphanage. Soon, Saru is selected to be adopted to the Brearley family in Tasmania, where he grows up in a loving, prosperous home. However, for all of his material good fortune, Saru finds himself plagued by his memories of his lost family in his adulthood and tries to search for them even as his guilt drives him to hide this quest from his adoptive parents and his girlfriend. Only when he has an epiphany does he realize not only the answer he needs, but also the steadfast love he has always had with all his loved ones in both worlds. This movie is directed by Garth Davis. It's written by Saru Brearley. This is based on a true story. It's adapted from the book A Long Way Home. And uh, Luke Davies does the screenplay. It stars Sonny Pawar as young Saru. 
uh, Dev Patel uh, from a Slumdog, a Slumdog Millionaire and Chappie as Saru uh, as an adult. Nice. Uh, Priyanka Bose as Kamla, his mother. Uh, David Wenham as John Brearley. And Nicole Kidman as Sue Brearley. Um, I saw this movie Monday last week. And I've uh, been wanting to see this for quite a while. I uh, heard a lot of good things about it. Based on a true story, this movie is a tearjerker. If you watch this movie and you do not cry... You have no fucking soul. Like this, you're <laughs> like you're hearing this from Darth Brian. This movie ripped my fucking heart out, and by the end of it, tears are streaming. I just let it go. I said, I don't care if people in the theater see me crying. I don't give a shit. This movie affected me um, on many levels. It, it 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 is it is a fantastic film. There are some parts in the middle that kind of drag a little bit, and you're just like, all right, let's get on to it. I know where it's going to go. I don't know where this story is going to go. But it it pays off, and Nicole Kidman does not take you out of the movie at all. You're not thinking to myself – you're not thinking to yourself, oh, my God, this is Nicole Kidman. You're thinking to yourself, this woman is a saint. This woman is a saint. This woman that adopted this young boy from this orphanage in Calcutta – is a fucking saint and you're not thinking it's nicole kidman she is so wonderful in this movie she she is so good this this movie is fantastic you're you're thrust into this into this third world kind of like environment where this kid is living in a in a in a very poor part of india and I mean, he, his home is he, – he, when he walks into his home, he's got a dirt floor. But his mother loves him and his brother loves him and he's got a loving sister. And his mother, her job is to move rocks. <laughs> that's her job and that's what she does. <laughs> she, she picks up rocks and she moves rocks. That way they can make uh, they can make trails and, and uh, build railroads or whatever. But she moves these rocks. And her his his older brother goes out and – does these small jobs to try to get money. Well, one night he wants to go see what his brother does to get money and he goes out with them and he's a young boy. He's five years old and he gets tired and he says to his older brother, I want to go to sleep. And so his brother puts him on a bench and he falls asleep on this bench. And his brother says, I'll come back later and get you. Well, when Saru wakes up, his brother's not there. And so he starts calling for his brother's name. He gets on a train and he gets sleepy on the train, falls asleep. And when he wakes up, the train is locked up and it's moving. The train goes 1000 miles away and the kid can't get off of it. And he's crying and he's screaming and he wants to get off. And when he gets off, he's in Bengali. He's in, uh, he's in Bengal and everybody speaks Bengali, a completely different language. And nobody knows where he's from or what he's doing there. And nobody wants to help him. And he almost gets kidnapped by these people that take street children. And God knows what they do with these street children. But he finally gets picked up and uh, this one guy takes him, this nice man takes him to a place where they find homes for for children and adopt them. He gets adopted by an Australian family. They take him in and they take good care of him. He gets a great education. He's loved. He gets a wonderful life. But... He always wants to, in the back of his head, in the back of his mind, he's always wondered, like, what happened to my brother, my younger sister, and my mom? And that's what this story is about. 
And when they invented Google Earth, he was able to get on Google Earth and kind of put together where this train station was that he got lost and kind of put the pieces together to find his village. This this movie is fantastic. I, I recommend that everybody see this. If you don't see it in theaters, definitely when it comes out on Redbox or HBO or Cinemax or whatever, stars, watch it. it. It's called Lion. It is fantastic. And if you don't cry, you are a soulless piece of shit and you should rot in hell because this movie is amazing. Yeah, it sounds really good. It, the name yeah. is misleading, huh? No lions. I'll, I'll watch this. There's, <laughs> the, you will not find out what that means, Jake, until the very end. Okay. You okay. will not find out what that means until the very end. Uh, but I give this okay. a Tupperware. It is so good. It is so good. And Nicole Kidman blew me away. Her performance blew me away. She was so good in this. Yeah, yeah I really were you kind of going it. in, going like, ah, oh, Nicole Kidman, yes. she's going to be the real stinker? Yes, yes. I was like yeah. thinking to myself, as soon as I see Nicole Kidman, she's going to take me out of this whole experience. Like, I, I really like uh, Dev Patel. I loved him in Slumdog Millionaire. Um, I love he, that movie. He's going to do a great job. Yeah, it's a fantastic film. And then I was like, just like, when they're going to get to Nicole Kidman, she's going to take me out of it. Oh, my God. She embodies this woman. She is a fucking mm. saint in this movie. Uh, this movie is so good. It is a Tupperware all the way. Nice. Who, who'd you say directed this? Uh, this is directed by Garth Davis, which I don't know if I've seen any other Garth Davis films, but I'm going to keep an eye out because he did a fantastic job with this movie. It was so good. Yeah, it sounds really good. Uh, yeah, you know, I really want to, I want to see that. You get live footage. You get actual footage of, uh, the real Saru at the end. Uh, of the film so stick around for the credits it's it's definitely worth it uh it's one of those movies like after it ended i actually got on the internet and i typed in like the real saru brearly and like started to research like you know like what was real what was what was real in the movie and what wasn't real in the movie and and all these different things i i wanted to know more i I, a lot, it, it asks a lot of questions, and and then I started to watch like interviews that he had, like on TV and things like that. Like this is a fascinating story. This boy gets lost, and for twenty five years, twenty five years wonders what happens to his family, his real family. This, it's it's oh god, it's just an amazing story. It's wow, it's, it looks like. Garth Davis has a really high-profile movie coming out next. What's that? It's the uh, Mary Magdalene movie with uh, Runa Mara and uh, Yaquim and uh, Chouette. Uh, Chouette Ejiofor? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Maybe, um, Yaquim plays Jesus in the movie. Oh, wow. The Mary Magdalene movie? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, shit. With Runa Mara as the title role. Oh, wow. Uh, was that the uh, – she was from uh, Prometheus, correct? Yeah, she was in the girl with the uh, dragon tattoo yeah, as well. She was yeah, the lead in that. Yeah. The uh, yeah. David Fincher version, not yeah. the uh, imported version. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but check out Lion. It's fantastic. Uh, Jared, did you have anything else for Good Pop, Bad Pop? Yeah, I've got one more thing that I can talk about. Go for um, it. So people who know me, who have listened to my podcast, or people that are part of the Army page, everybody knows that one of my favorite shows ever is Smallville. Did, have, did you guys watch Smallville when it was on, or have you watched it since? I've, I've seen every episode. I watched what, it after, yes. Okay. What did you guys think of the show? Um, I thought it started really slow, 
got really strong around season five and then got really bad again and then kind of picked up at the end. Okay. Brian, what about you? Uh, first season, uh, freak of the week, freak of the week, freak of the week. Uh, and yes. then it, I think it, I felt like it started to get really good from seasons three through six. Then it got bad again and then it picked up and again during the last couple seasons. Okay. And we're on the same page. Yeah. I, I loved it. Um, I, there's definitely some slow points. There's definitely some bad episodes in there, but overall, it's just, it's, to me, it's the definitive Superman origin story. I, I think it's the best, um, every character, it's like, when I think of Clark Kent, I think of Tom Welling. When I think of Lois Lane, I think of Erica Durant. When I think of, uh, Lex Luthor, I think of Michael Rosenbaum. Like, they're just, those characters are those characters to me. So I didn't realize this until recently. Um, I was at the library and, um, I had to, can- I had to cancel my pull list back in like August, September, um, just cause financially things were kind of tight. Um, and so I've been renting, comics from the library and i saw that there was a smallville comic book and i was like what is this yeah season Um, 11 dude yeah yeah Yeah. so they had the first the first volume of it there and i was like well shoot i'm gonna pick this up and start reading it well they had that i read through that in one sitting and then checked to see if they had any other volumes and they had volume two so i've started volume two um yesterday and i i'm loving it i'm i'm gonna give it a high taste it um i i think that it picks up shortly after the series ends, um, where Clark is now Superman full time. Um, yes. It, if you guys remember, towards the end of Smallville, where Lex kind of comes back as like like a clone of himself, um, they they pick that up in the comic, and Lex is back in full force, um, but he doesn't remember anything from his past. So when it comes to his relationship with Clark or his relationship with Superman, um, he doesn't remember any of their history together. He just knows that there is history there, but he doesn't remember it. So his feelings towards Clark and towards Superman are different than what they were in the show, which is interesting, but it's written by Brian Q Miller, who he wrote about nine or 10 episodes of on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, each volume is done by a different artist, which is, which is kind of cool. Um, so, uh, the, I can't remember the artist in the first volume. I've got the second one in front of me. The second volume is by Chris Cross. Um, but it's really cool. We get a lot of the characters towards the end of the series. Hey, so did I'm that in- second issue make you jump, jump? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that artist's um, name always made me laugh, too. Uh, so we get a lot of the same. So we get, like, Chloe and and uh, Oliver Queen. Like, we get their story, which is kind of cool. We get in. And it's just – it's a really cool continuation for people that loved the show and wanted more. It kind of continues that story. But they're not beholden to the restrictions that they had in the TV show. So, like, this second volume, we're introduced to Batman – and we're introduced to Nightwing, but Nightwing is actually Barbara Gordon. So it's like an alternate universe thing where different characters are different people, which I think is kind of cool. So um, definitely, if you like the show, give this give this comic a try. Um, the art is pretty pretty standard comic book superhero art. It's, it, there's nothing super unique that blew me away, um, but it's well written. They capture the voices of the characters pretty well. Um, and yeah, if you if you like the show, I think you'll like the comic. Right on, dude. Nice. That's very cool. Like, yeah, I, re- I remember when this was coming out, and they were actually touting this as season 11 of Smallville, which I thought mm-hmm. was really good. I mean, like, p- 
people want to know like what happens after Smallville ended on the on yeah. the on the small screen. Yeah, a decade of Smallville, man. It was weird when it it was weird when it ended. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I uh, took a leak next to John Schneider at. Uh, Wizard- oh no way! Yeah, I took a took a piss next to him. <laughs> Yeah, he he's my Jonathan Kent too. Like he, oh be, yeah, no argument. Yeah, he's the best. He absolutely never anybody who replaces him. Oh man, I I, I I took a leak next to a Duke of Hazard and and Jonathan Kent. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I used to love some of the ridiculous ways they'd come up with the uh, freak of the week stuff. Like yeah. what they whatever they could fucking put kryptonite in put kryptonite in the kool-aid put it in the tattoo ink put it in the newspaper <laughs> ink put it in the just shove kryptonite into fucking whatever it's the prize inside yeah. the cereal box kryptonite. yeah yeah do, <laughs> hey do you remember when it was uh it was like season one and like uh like his gym gym coach which was like uh the father yeah, from the wonder years like a, turned into a pyromaniac <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Did hey. they ever introduce Chloe into the comics? Is Chloe a real comic character yet? Um, she is. They actually introduced her into not just in the Smallville comic either. She's been in, um, I, I believe she's been in some of like the, uh. the the DC comics as well. Same way that they kind of brought John Diggle from Arrow into the comics, they did the same yeah. thing. With Chloe. Oh, I love nice. Chloe. So Chloe. Yeah, so, she deserves yeah. to be DC proper. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Hey, uh, do you remember, what was her name? What was her name that played Lana Lang, the actress? What was her fucking name? She's my least favorite, Kristen Crook. She's my least favorite character on that show. Hey, no, 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 no. She was, she was in that Chun Li, that that Chun Li movie. Oh, really? The, yes, they made it, they made a Street Fighter Chun Li movie, and it was Chris, <laughs> it was Kristen Kriak. Like, what the fuck was street, she? Street like, Fighter Origins? Like, 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 yes, basically, like, it, it wasn't called that, but it might as well have been called that. But, um, it, it was, it was Kristen Kriak. Like, what was she thinking? Like, was she thinking, like, that was gonna, like, <laughs> like, that was gonna make her career just fucking catapult? Like, oh my god, yes. People have been waiting for a Chun Li movie, and I'm going to give it to them. Wow, well, that came out in 2009. That's pretty re- a lot more recent than I thought. Oh, you're looking it up. Yeah, I told you, dude. It's called she Street Fighter: The Legend of Chun Li. You want to take a stab at its Rotten Tomatoes rating, <laughs> dude? I'm going to give it a 22 percent. Jared, higher or lower than 22 percent? I'm going to go 16. It is six <laughs> percent. <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with an audience score of 17 <laughs> percent even the pain audience isn't gonna say good things oh, man. Ouch. i heard this was a uh this was a yoohoo streaming exclusive for uh <laughs> <laughs> oh man it stars the late great michael clark duncan too oh man oh, uh Poor guy. Oh, jeez. His career died right before he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about real quick is um, something really shitty that happened to me this week. I went to go see Lost in London Live with Woody Harrelson. 
Okay. Uh, I was super excited for you. I was super excited for myself because I've been waiting to see this for quite a long time, and I actually had the chance to go see it. It's Lost in London Live, which was Woody Harrelson's movie that he was going to perform live. Yes, that means that it was going to be broadcast to 500 theaters live. And it's based on a true story, uh, uh, loosely based on a night in Woody Harrelson's life in which he got thrown into jail while he was in London on a night in 2002. Well, I get to the theater and they have, it, it's raining here in central Illinois and the theater is having a problem with their satellite. Oh no. And so I watched the first 15 minutes with the audio going in and out of the movie and then they issued us refunds and told us to go home. Oh, that blows. And yeah. I, yeah, dude, I've been waiting to see this movie. I've wanted to see it so badly. And then like the next day to get on the internet and read the reviews about it and how it was a success and how it was like, like, oh, it's part of movie history. It's the first movie to ever be recorded live. And it was a success. They pulled it off and it was a good story and blah, 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 blah. I'm just like, fuck. I like yeah, that does suck. It's I, a yeah, small consolation, sucks. but yeah. you'll still get to see the finished product at some point, right? I, I hope so. I hope it comes out eventually on HBO or a streaming service or something. But it, it, Jake, yeah. it's it's one of those things that I've been waiting for quite a while to see this. You know, it's been on my radar, yeah. and I drove forty five minutes out of my way in the fucking pouring rain. It was pouring rain, and yeah, that's uh, the worst. Then I get to the theater, I get out of the rain. Um, only to be uh, sent back into the rain 15 minutes later. <laughs> so, so it it, it kind of sucked. And um, then to read the positive reviews that it got the next day just kind of fucking killed me. But uh, it starred uh, Woody Harrelson, um, Owen Wilson, and Willie Nelson. So, mm. oh, man, I really wanted to see this. I saw the first 15 minutes, and I only got about five minutes of audio because it kept coming in and out. Mm. So I can't even properly rate this, but once it comes out, I will watch it and then I will review it. So it's unfortunate Sweet. that I was not able to watch it live that night. So, well, oh yeah. well, you'll have that. So, uh, let's see here. What we're going to do right now is, uh, do you guys want to talk about Frontier or do you want to take a break and then come back and talk about Frontier? Let's take a quick break. All yeah, right. let's take a quick break. Take a quick break and we'll be right back. Greetings, Leftover Army. Pop Culture Leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read. But their listeners can. So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com, and if the leftovers like it, they'll contact you, and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow the leftovers on Instagram at Instagram.com slash PopCultureLeftovers and on Tumblr at PopCultureLeftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. All right, we are back with the uh, final good pop, bad pop segment that we uh, that I wanted to talk about. Actually, you know what? We we got to talk about uh, real quick because it's going to piss Jared off if we don't. We got to talk about that new uh, what was it uh, the the uh, Power Rangers? 
Power- you actually watched it? Yeah, you, your little Power Rangers fucking trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You like I like last night. Like I, I'm texting Jared, and I'm like, "Yeah, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this." And then Jared, Jared, uh, as only a millennial would, uh, texted oh. me back and said, uh, "Hey, uh, no, don't whatever the fuck me. Don't you fucking whatever me, you fucking millennial. You, 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 you text me back and hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about that uh, Power Rangers trailer. Like you know, like, like, uh, and I was like, uh, I hadn't planned on it." Um, you know, and and then they, <laughs> and you're like, why not? And I'm like, uh, because it's Power Rangers. Um, and no, that basically, what? But okay, so you're like, you got to watch it, you got to watch it, watch it, and we'll talk about it. And I told you, like, dude, I I didn't grow up. Like, Power Rangers came out when I was 15. I was a little, yeah. I was a little too old to get into it, so I didn't watch I it. And I've heard you guys talk about that before. Yeah, yeah, but you told me you, you said watch the trailer, watch the trailer. Give it a chance. Give it a chance, Brian. Watch the trailer, and then we could talk about it. And I'm like, nobody gives a fuck what I think about Power Rangers. Like, it, <laughs> I, I, I no, like, I could not give two fucks about Power Rangers. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm in the same boat here. Like, I don't care. Like, if they, like, hold on. Like, if this movie comes out and uh, it upsets like the Power Ranger purists, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, like, I don't give a, like, you're not gonna be crying on my fucking shoulder because the power, like, I don't care what they fucking do. I don't care what sacrilegious bullshit Power Ranger shit they pull in this movie. Like, I don't care what they fucking pull. Like, I don't care if Rita Repulsa, uh, if, if she, if, if they, if she turns out to, to be a fucking, uh, tranny. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what they do in this movie. Yeah, that was an insensitive thing I said, but I don't give a shit. I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit what they do. Like, there's nothing that they could do in this movie to piss me off. Like, it's not going to bother me one way or the other. There's going to be people that watch this movie and they're going to be like, oh my god, I can't believe what they did with my Zord. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh my god. Number one, grow a fucking dick like Rita Repulsa did in this movie. Number two... <laughs> No, but like I don't give a fucking shit what they do with Power Rangers. I don't care. So let's talk about this trailer, Jared. I'm gonna let that. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you jump into your. Give him the floor. I'm gonna give you the floor. It is your time to shine. Talk about the Power Rangers. What did you think about this trailer? So I I'm not nearly like I wouldn't consider myself a super fan with Power Rangers. I loved it as a kid. It was it was always one of those things. It's very nostalgic for me. It reminds me of my childhood. Um, but when I heard there was going to do a reboot, and especially after we saw that short film that came out, what was it like a year year and a half ago? Yeah, the James um, Vanderbeek and uh, Katie yeah. Sackhoff thing, and then you had yeah. the you had the fucking what was it? The Black Ranger was fucking like snorting lines of coke off of fucking uh, prostitutes' asses. Yeah. <laughs> Are we talking came- about one day at a time again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, when that came out, I was like, okay, maybe there's potential for like a, a more adult version of Power Rangers. And yeah. not that that's necessarily what we're getting with, with this new movie, but I do think that this new movie is a little bit more um, grown up than what the uh, the TV series have been. Um, I'm going to give the tra- tra- trailer a high taste it. I, I actually, a lot of the designs and everything, I haven't been super crazy about. Um, I think that the, um, I, it was just, it didn't blow me away. It was like, okay, this is okay. 
but we haven't really seen any of it in action yet until this trailer. The first trailer, there was not hardly any fighting or anything like that shown. And so we got a lot of that in this trailer. And it, it's giving me hope. I think that there's potential for a good movie here. And I think that even if you you didn't grow up on Power Rangers or or it was past your time or if, or whatever, I still think that there could be a solid action movie here, regardless of what your previous knowledge is of the Power Rangers. And so um, I'm I'm excited about it. It's it's not at the top of my list, but I I think it'll be a fun movie. Yeah, the trailer was better than I thought it would be, but I'm still having a hard time justified spending twelve bucks to see this. I gotta say, I, I get it. I, I'm, I mean, I, I don't blame you. Um, I, I think that my my age range from like twenty two to twenty eight, twenty nine. I think that's their primary demographic because we're the ones that grew up watching that show. So. Yeah. Um, you can take I, your kids to see Power Rangers now, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so i I think I think it'll be fun. I, I think it's gonna be a fun movie. So, all right, yeah, Power Rangers. Uh, let's see here. Uh, watch the trailer, and uh, you know what? I was pleasantly surprised. Hmm. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, uh, there, there, you know, I, I I don't give a fuck. I don't I don't give a shit. About Power Rangers. I don't give a fuck what happens <laughs> to Power Rangers. Um, you know, uh, Zords. I don't know what the fuck a Zordon is. It just sounds dumb. Um, it, <laughs> it's like a squash, right? <laughs> and I, I know, I know, like, some of this stuff is like, 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 this is like, uh, fucking, like, people, like, I, I'm not, and I'm not trying to make fun of your childhood. Like, this just was not a part of my childhood. Like, my childhood was, yeah. it was Transformers, it was G.I. Joe, mm-hmm. like, uh, uh, Power Rangers came out when I was 15 and I was, I, I was more concerned about finger banging chicks at that time than I was about like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was more concerned about that kind of shit than I was what was happening with like, uh, the Green Ranger and all this other crap that was going on. So I don't care what they do with this, but I will tell you this when I watched this trailer, like, the, and, and I, I, I was watching characters that were becoming, superheroes and we're having fun with it and Mm -hmm. i and i like that and i think that's a fun interesting story to tell um anytime you can do that and you can do that in a fun way i i I don't like it when i watch a superhero movie all the time and it's somebody like they get powers and they're like damn it i didn't ask for these super powers (laughs) i don't i don't want these powers why, why? About your emo shit. yeah fuck that dude if somebody gave me superpowers you know like i would be thrilled i would be like oh my gosh like this you know i i i yeah it's a huge responsibility but oh my god i have these superpowers <laughs> and like i'm watching these rangers like come to terms with the fact that they are super human they have superpowers. They're able to like jump these large canyons and shit and they're figuring out their powers. And that's a fun story. Now, whether the rest of the movie is going to be any good, I have no fucking clue. Like, it, <laughs> am I going to be able to get into the rest of it or is this going to be like a Michael Bay CGI fuck fest? I don't know. Some of the CGI looked a little suspect to me. Like when they showed like the Zords or whatever the fuck you guys call them, when they're like mm-hmm. these, when they like all form into like this big kaiju looking 
Megazord. Well, Megazord. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because like not only could I uh, – that's actually what they're called. But yeah, I, I would actually sarcastically call them that too. But yeah, that's <laughs> they're they're actually uh, more like mega bored. <laughs> but I, I thought the CGI kind of looked a little suspect when they did show that in the trailer. Um, it didn't look that good. It didn't, you know what I mean? I, I it wasn't awe inspiring. Exactly, yeah, I exactly. I mean, it wasn't like Pacific Rim level. Mm-hmm. But uh, J- Jared, I I'm I'm more excited about this. I'm I'm gonna give this. For being an outsider, I'm going to give it a high taste it because I, I, I like the direction that they're taking this in as far as being somebody who's like on the outside and knows really nothing about this. Mm-hmm. I, I'm excited to see characters that are excited to take on being superheroes. I, yeah. You know, I, I just don't – I don't want like, – yeah, I, I get so sick of that fucking bullshit story of like, damn it. Why was I chosen to be fucking powerful? This is bullshit. I just want to be a normal teenager. What the? <laughs> f- <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Oh my god, no. So um, it, it looks like a fun movie, and uh, you know, uh, wow, you high tasted the Power Rangers trailer. Look yeah, no, no, just the trailer. I mean, like, as, oh yeah, yeah. As, as far as like giving me some hype for the movie, yeah, it did it for me. Like, am, am I gonna go see this in the theater? Probably not, Jake. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We're back down to earth. Yeah, I mean, it's not that important to me. Like, I, I honestly, because like Jake, if me and you get on this show and we do a review of the Power Rangers <laughs> film, like, yeah. it, it, this is not our movie. This is not from our generation, really. This is not, yeah, you know, what I mean? we're just asking for trouble. We're asking, that. yeah. I, I, I'm going to offend people if I do a Power Rangers review. Either way, we do this, Jake. We're going to offend people. The Power Rangers purists, if we love this movie, they're going to say, bullshit, that's not my Power Rangers. And to those people, I say, dude, I know nothing of your Power Rangers. (laughs) Yeah. You say, listen up, motherfuckers. Look what they've done to Transformers for the last fuck. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. Yeah, dude. Like, exactly. You're exactly right, Jake. So and then if I don't like the movie, then you're gonna then there's gonna be people that say like, oh, l- listen to this asshole, dude. He doesn't like <laughs> he doesn't like fucking Power this Rangers. The, this is the true, true, and he doesn't even respect it. Right, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, me and Jake doing a Power Rangers review is not going to be an interesting review at all. I'm just gonna throw <laughs> it out there. You're making me want I, to do it now, though. I didn't. I was never expecting you guys to do like an episode on it. I figured it would just be like a good pop, bad pop thing where you'd talk about it for a couple minutes, and that would be the end of it. Dude, dude, maybe we should do a whole fucking episode. I, you know what? I, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get Harmon on. Yeah, I was just gonna say if you're gonna do that, you got to get Harmon on, dude. Yeah, we'll get Harmon on. Get get Jimmy McKnight on here as well. Yeah, dude, we'll do we'll do a whole fucking episode. It'll be me, Jake, Jimmy, and Harmon. And we'll do a f- whole fucking episode. It'll be like uh, the uh, and they convert us, dude. It'll be <laughs> hey, it'll be Gen X versus fucking millennials. <laughs> yeah, wow, just like Last Survivor. But the the, <laughs> the the crazy thing about it though, Jake, is that they could end up hating it because like they 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 are beholden <laughs> to like 
and we could end up being like, oh, this was not that bad. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> oh, that I, would be I amazing. I can totally see it because like I like you could not pay me enough money to go back and watch the original series. Oh no. I I really now I really want for you guys to Tupperware it and for Harmon to toss it. Like that's what I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. That would be funny. So yeah. Oh man, when does this fucking thing come out? March. Yeah, I think it's like the first part of the year. Is it? Is yeah. it before or after Logan? I think it's after Logan. It's got to be after Logan. Logan comes out like uh, the first weekend in March, and I think this comes out like in late March, I believe. Okay. Uh, March 24th. March 24th, yeah. So Logan comes out on 3-3, and this comes out in 324. Uh, yeah, fucking Power Rangers. It'll always be that show that I just wanted to hurry up and end so I could watch the new X-Men cartoon. There you go. <laughs> All speaking right. of speaking of X Men, I uh, real quick, I my over the holidays, my dad found a box with my old gaming systems in it. Yeah, and he found my old Super Nintendo and my old Sega Genesis, oh, and badass. one of the one of the games that I had was you guys remember the X Men side scroller for the Sega? Yeah, oh, yeah, I loved that game. Oh, dude, I was playing it all afternoon today. It was it's it still holds up. It's and it's hard as shit. It's oh, so yeah. hard. And there's no, there's, it's not like Turtles in Time or those games where you have like multiple lives before you go into like a continue or whatever. You have one life, and if you die, you start over. Oh yeah, it's it's hard as fuck too. It's like Battletoads hard and shit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, um, the first X Men game I actually played was X Men on the PC though. Oh really? Yeah, there's an old X Men PC game. Is it a side scroller? Uh, it's a side scroller, but it's 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 a really old X Men PC game. Um, it sucked. It, it was fucking horrible. It was. <laughs> Is not- that the one where they had like the four really shitty like versions of their faces and their stats on the right? Yes, that's exactly. And it was like it. It, it was like Smash TV, but bad graphics. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. That's exactly what it was. Oh god, that game was terrible. It was horrible. I, the, the, the X-Men game that I always think fondly the most about is the old arcade, like, yeah. Final Fight X-Men game. It oh, was, yeah. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. They had, like, the four-player. It was kind of like uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? That's the one you're talking oh, yeah. about? Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's the game that got us always doing the uh, nothing stops the blob and all that yes. stuff. You know? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. And then you fight the juggernaut. Um, I, I I loved – I don't know about you, but I love playing Nightcrawler. Oh, Nightcrawler was oh, yeah. the best with all the BAMF games. Yes. Oh, but, oh I would BAMF uh, all it? fucking it was, day. Uh, it was Cyclops, Nightcrawler. Night- was there six of them? Was it was Psylocke one of them? Yeah, I think so. Wolverine was definitely one yes, of them. Yes, yes. I think Beast was one of them. Yeah. There was six. There was six. You could either play the four-player or the six-player. Yeah, that was a real sweaty fucking game when you were playing that shit like in Aladdin's Castle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. All crammed oh, yeah. up with everyone and shit. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking love that shit. Guys, let's I talk love that game too. Let's talk real quick about the new series on Netflix. It's called Frontier. And uh Frontier is the first original scripted series ordered by Discovery and will follow the struggle to control wealth and power in the North American fur trade in the late eighteenth century. It stars Jason Momoa as Declan Harp. Uh I know that, uh, Gafford, you watched the first episode. Yeah. Jake, did you watch any of this? I watched the first episode. Okay, I watched the first three episodes. Um, 
what do you guys think about this? Jake, why don't you go first? I'll go first, man. I, I, I you, you got to tell me otherwise. I got, I watched one episode and I was, I was bored to tears by this. I, I thought the acting wasn't that great. I thought a lot of the accents came mm-hmm. across as really bad and silly. Yeah. And I've read a lot of comparisons to Game of Thrones. So I kind of want a friend to tell me if watching six episodes of this makes a difference because I kind of feel like I really wasn't all that impressed when I watched just one episode of Game of Thrones either. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Who's comparing this to Game of Thrones? I've seen it all over the place. Calling it kind of the Discovery Channel, Netflix's Game of Thrones type of show. Like, even though it's a real-world period piece, it's still getting the comparison with kind of the the character building and whatnot. Okay, I... Okay. Uh, Gafford, what did you think? (laughs) <laughs> toss this shit <laughs> um i have never been so bored and it's never been it has i haven't had so much of a chore of a tv show to watch in so long i i don't i don't know how many times during this i i was on my phone for the entire episode and i don't and i don't know how many times i literally paused the show to watch a cat video on my phone because it was more entertaining to me than what this show was <laughs> I, I made it I about didn't, half an hour before I pulled out my phone for the first time. I, I, I just – and in what you said, like I thought the accents were terrible and really inconsistent and really just like didn't fit. Like I, I – it was just – it was bad and – and Jason and I was really hoping to to see Jason Momoa shine in this and have him and and show me something that would get me more psyched for him to be Aquaman and it actually makes me even more nervous for him to be Aquaman. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I'm three episodes in. I, I watched two episodes. And then, like, this morning I woke up, like, really fucking early, so I'm just like, fuck it, let's just watch another episode, we're gonna podcast tonight, so let's do it, whatever. Um, I, you guys are absolutely right, the accents in this are horrible, and I'm gonna point out one of the characters that pulls off a really horrible accent was, like, the, um, the older Native American woman? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, like, I understand, like, I don't – she just speaks like she's just speaking like regular English. Like there's really well, no – Well, so did Jason Momoa. Yeah, Jason Momoa is not he had, that great He had either. no accent at all. <laughs> he just sounded like an American. Like he sounded like he was from New York or something. Well, he's supposed to be – he's supposed to be half Irish and then half like Native American and he sounds like neither of them. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. And then like the Native American chief leader or whatever, that female actress, she – she sounds just like a regular American. She mm-hmm. doesn't speak in like a Native American accent. She doesn't use in a nat- like a Native American tongue at all, and it, it's really bad. Um, the yeah, you, you you wouldn't judge it so much if it wasn't a period piece. Like if it's a period piece, you got to nail that shit. Right. Exactly. This just really reminds me of like. I don't know. This is like if like WGN tried to make a period piece. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Ouch! Yeah. No, it, it really Ouch. is like this is not like a Netflix original. Like this is not the level that I expect from like a Netflix original. This is like th- this is WGN. I yes. <laughs> Does that even exist outside of Illinois? That's like local Illinois. <laughs> Jake, Jake, WGN is a national. It's a national thing. I mean, I watched 
when I went they, to, they, I have, guess it's, they probably have more credibility than you who, so when, I don't know what I'm talking about. When I went to Las Vegas, I was able to watch WGN from my hotel in Caesar's Palace. So WGN okay, okay. is a national thing and WGN, WGN has its own original programming. And this reminds me of a WGN program. This is it's wor- it's worse, dude. I've seen episodes of Salem. <laughs> I've seen episodes of Salem, which is on WGN, and <laughs> Salem is better than this. <laughs> and, and 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 you know what? Like I I I really wanted to see Jason Momoa kind of shine here as well, because they are giving him. This Aquaman film, uh, directed by James Wan, and like, I mean, this is gonna be a, you know, this is gonna be like a hundred million dollar movie, and he's not impressing me. Like, Jason Momoa, as a person, is a great guy. Like, I've seen tons of- Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I've seen tons of videos of this guy, and this guy, I would like, honestly, like, I would love to go out, and have a beer with Jason Momoa. Like, if I could have a fucking beer with Jason Momoa and talk to him, I'm sure he's a fantastic guy. But yeah. during this series, like, he's not carrying the series by himself, mm-hmm. and he's not doing a great job at carrying the series. I, I, I don't... Oh, I mean, God. Make sure you don't name drop Momoa when you go have that, like, name drop the podcast when you go have that beer with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, I... This I was hoping there 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 were times when I was watching the series where I was just like man this, maybe maybe this is going to start to get better but it it, it doesn't it, it doesn't like all the actors are you going to go through with it are you going to are you going to watch all six I don't know whatever? like I I honestly think I'm going to drop this and go back and start watching um, Lemony Snickets again which <laughs> which which I I would. And Jake, I, you know what? Like going back to Lemony Snicket's from last week, and you were talking about how like this is a fucked up show for kids to watch, kind of. Yeah, you're yeah. kind of right, man. There's like, like it, it's not the death, and it's not the it's. I think it's just really the fact that there's like no hope in this series. It's it's a fucking yeah, exactly. It's, it's a, really bleak. It's a fucking depressing series. It's really fucking depressing. Like I don't know if I would like let a kid watch this because like. If you're like, you know, I don't know, if you got a fucking weird kid who's on the verge of suicide, like this is not the show. This yeah, is not. If they're the... already, if they already have black fingernails, keep them away from. Them. <laughs> exactly, like this is not a fucking light show. But back to Frontier, Frontier. <laughs> it's it's a complete. It's. I a com- want to talk about something else too. It's I a, know. Let's yeah. move on. <laughs> yeah, com- Frontier is a complete toss. It for me. I gave it three episodes. I really tried. I really wanted to enjoy this show. I really wanted to take something away from this show. But to be quite honest with you, I don't care about the characters. I don't know what the end goal is, and I don't really care. I don't care wow, about a triple fucking toss it. We haven't had that for a while, dude. It's it's a uh, it's a toss it party. I don't give a fuck. Like Jake, like <laughs> hold on, Jake. Do you give a fuck about the fur trade? And like, do you care about like? Oh my god, I sure hope Jason Momoa and his guys get to dominate the fur trade. I hope. Yeah, I mean, you're you're completely right. And like, independently from this, I don't care about the fur trade. And like. This this show didn't make me change my mind. Like you know, I feel like better writing in a better show. Maybe they could make me, you know, shows that made me interested in things I didn't care about before. But 
this is not that show. Oh yeah, I, yeah, a show that's going to get me excited about people killing animals for their furs. Yay! I hope I hope that they come out on top. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give I a all fucking the animals shit. Are okay, <laughs> but it's not even like like even if it gave at least at least give me something that I can take away from this that gives me some kind of like uh, historical significance. Yeah, but I'm not even getting yeah. that. I don't even like Declan Harp. Did that guy even fucking exist in history? I, I have no idea. And that's who Jason yeah. Momoa plays in this. Like, I don't even know. Like, is this based on real events or is this just kind of like bullshit? I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know and I don't really care. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I don't. Fuck Frontier. It's a bullshit it's show. I'm looking it up yeah. for you. I'll never get that 47 minutes back. Shit, man. I went three fucking episodes. So. Yeah, you're a brave fucking man. <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, this is. It's always whenever I see something that I I dislike this much. I always like. I don't care to come on here and say I dislike it, but I yeah. just hope it's not like this thing where there's like this huge disconnect between me and you guys. Ah, uh, no. Where you guys no. are like, ah, oh, this is the greatest thing. No, ever. no, no, like, no, no. Oh, no. Like, like, hold on. Like, I, I, I love. I usually, I, I, I love period pieces. Sometimes, like, I'm a big fan oh, of. Oh, like, me too. AMC had their Hell on Wheels show, and I was thinking to myself, like, oh, Frontier might do what, uh, you know, Frontier might do what uh, Hell on Wheels did for AMC. And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, my God, I got to give this a fucking shot. Oh, my God, it's got Jason Momoa in it. Holy shit, man. Six episodes. I can burn through that. Holy fuck. Right. I... <laughs> <laughs> It's like trying to drink whole. It's like trying to drink a whole gallon of milk at once. It's just physically fucking impossible. Yeah, it's like trying to drink a whole <laughs> gallon of YooHoo. It's impossible. <laughs> yeah, also the same. Also the same. Absolutely, guys. Hey, let's move on into some news this week, okay? Oh yeah, no more Jason Momoa. We're talk, done. Right? No crow news, right? No, yeah, no, no Cromoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's time for the pop culture leftovers news. Guys, I got fucking news from Deadline. I don't know if you guys read about this today or yesterday or whenever the fuck it dropped, but listen to this. James Cameron regains... Did you guys hear about this? Yeah, I have, yes. Yes, uh, James Cameron, he regains the rights to uh, Terminator in 2019. Mm -hmm. He is uh, godfathering a new iteration of the film that might finally get it right in drawing a close in the battle between humans and Skynet. Sources said that Cameron, whose copyright reversion happens 35 years after the release of the 1984 classic, is in early talks with Deadpool director and VFX whiz Tim Miller to direct a reboot and conclusion of one of cinema's great science fiction tales. All right, let's talk about this here in just a moment. So basically, James Cameron, uh, back in 1984, he comes up with this concept of the Terminator, Skynet, all these things that we've known to love today. And he basically uh, comes to a deal with Gail Ann Hurd and says, you know what? You can have control of this universe for, I think he sold it to her for like a dollar as long as he gets to stay (laughs) on as a director. But rights will revert back to him in 35 years. So that was 1984. 
and in 2019, everything reverts back to him. So I was hoping that in 2019, James Cameron would come back to the franchise because he left it after Terminator 2, which I believe was the best movie in the franchise. Yes, I loved the first one, which was a horror film. The second one was an action film, which is very reminiscent of Alien, if you ask me, because the first one was a horror film and the second one by Cameron was an action film. But um, I love Terminator 2, and I really wanted to see what um, James Cameron could do if he ever got the property back again. It sounds like he's wanting to work out a deal and hand it over to Tim Miller, who was the Deadpool director, which kind of upsets me. As much as I love fucking Tim Miller and what he did for Deadpool, I'm upset that fucking James Cameron just can't let go of Avatar. Oh, I was just getting ready to talk mm-hmm. about Avatar. If he wasn't so busy with his umpteen avatar sequels we could actually see something we gave a shit about well, dude avatar was great i've never slept so peacefully during a movie before <laughs> <laughs> nice swore but you're, you did just see a fucking m night movie listen to you <laughs> so yeah cameron is doing uh four avatar sequels they're going to be shooting two at a time and after that, he's already got another project lined up that he's working on. So it doesn't sound like Avatar he, Nine. No, it, <laughs> it's some kind of like I forget what the project called. It's it's titled Angels and something. He's been talking about doing it for years, and that's his next. Are they project. underwater? Are the angels underwater? Oh God, uh, probably. <laughs> but um, you know, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Two thousand nineteen. A new Terminator, it's rebooted, and uh, Tim Miller is uh, in talks to direct that reboot. What are you guys thinking? That's exciting news. I mean, I, I'm not going to Tupperware the news, but I will I will strongly taste it. I'm excited to see what they can do. I mean, I, I still haven't watched Genesis. Is that what it was called? Yeah, I saw it. But, I mean, I've heard nothing but terror. I, I haven't heard anyone champion that movie, so I'm not in any big rush to see it. So I think the time is right. Terminator is a ripe franchise. It sucks that it's sitting on the shelf and rotting. So let's get someone in there to try to see if they can do something with it. Yeah. I, I'm excited for it, too. I, Brian, you and I have talked about this before. I actually tasted Genesis, but it was because I didn't watch any of the trailers and I didn't know what that what the reveal was going to be. Yeah. So that that I th- I think that kind of helped that for me a little bit. I don't think it was a good movie, but I mean I it, it was a it was a fun popcorn movie for me. Um but yeah, I'm excited for James Cameron to be back. I wish he could devote a little bit more time to it, but um yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, if James Cameron was going to make this movie, we wouldn't see this fucker till like 2029. <laughs> and the way the world is going, Arnold Schwarzenegger may not make it that long. Yeah, I don't we know. Can, we can CG him. <laughs> They've already done it. <laughs> yeah. For as for as much as like J.J. Abrams is talking about doing just new properties and not rebooting old properties, this is one of those movies that I wish that J.J. Abrams would back would 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 renege on that statement i wish that he would base i wish that jj abrams would be like you know what i'm gonna force awakens the terminator yeah he'd be perfect at that I mean, he did it with star trek jake yeah he'd be he, great at and, and terminator's right up his wheelhouse with that kind of like 80s action movie mm-hmm. okay I don't know, man. I, I, okay, can I get can I get too excited about Tim Miller? Like, I loved what he fuck. I love what he did with fucking Deadpool, right? Yeah, yeah. 
but can I can just because he did that with one movie? Can I be excited about what he can do with Terminator? I mean, I, yeah. I think you've got to freeze this until we hear more about screenwriters. And I don't, mm-hmm. I, Jake, and I'm going to be honest with you. I love you, man, but I don't know what the fuck you're talking about that this is ripe for a reboot. Terminator? Dude, how many, t- okay, hold on, man. Think about this. Terminator came out in 84. In 91, we got Terminator 2. Terminator 3 came out right before he fucking got elected to governor back in 2003. And then that mm-hmm. Terminator 3 was not that great. Terminator 3 was – No, annoying Claire Danes and all yeah, that Yeah, it was not that good of a fucking movie. And then they came out with Terminator Salvation, which I liked mo- more than most people. But it's, I actually liked it a lot too. But it, it still was not fantastic. Terminator <laughs> Genesis I- – you you want to know why I like that movie? Why? Because it's the only movie I've ever gotten a blowjob from during. <laughs> wow! Did this just happen? <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! Oh my god! Uh, we, we, now we need now we need salvation. Holy no! Hold on! <laughs> hold on! You, you know what the fucked up thing is is that. That Frank is not on this episode, and that still happened. <laughs> I had to fill his shoes. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you had a BJ during Salvation too. <laughs> I mean, geez. Uh, so yeah, thanks, Gafford. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you just don't expect that from you. Either. I did not. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> Of all the people to fucking uh, admit that, that just like yeah, I, that's like one. <laughs> yeah, he was like the last of the guests that I would imagine would say that. Yeah. yeah so know. anyway, I was walking, I was watching Salvation get my dick sucked, and uh, <laughs> I love that fucking movie, yo. Um, yeah, yeah not from Bale. I love it. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. So yeah, like I don't know, man. Um, I, I'm bullshit for saying it's right for the reboot. Sorry, back on track. Maybe for see for I don't know. Like I hold Terminator, I hold Terminator. Like Terminator Two is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, yeah. So, right for the reboot for me, it. I, I Jake, I don't know. I mean, like for, for me, it's not bullshit, man. I haven't even seen the last movie or even you would, to. Yeah. You'd rather so see I'm, a reboot. You'd rather see a reboot than like a finale. Maybe not a reboot. Maybe like one of those things where they forget like the last three movies. You know, and we like Terminator one and two still exist, but nothing else does. Right. That's what I mean. Like, would you rather see like I'm okay with that. Okay. Oh, God, I'm done. I'm done. I'm fucking done. If Cameron if Cameron doesn't want to fucking come back and do this and if he would if he just wants to pass it off to Tim Miller uh and 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 continue to make avatar movies and just pass off terminator like it's nothing i'm done i'm i'm done i'm fucking done it's bullshit it's fucking bullshit terminator terminator 2 are two of the best fucking movies ever and then from there it's just like the the the, the rest the, the rest of the movies in the series are subpar they're not as good they're not as revolutionary 
and James Cameron's just like, oh yeah, I get rights reverted back in 2019, and uh, here you go, Tim Miller. I'm gonna continue to make fucking uh, movies about uh, blue aliens that fucking have uh, that, <laughs> that plug in their fucking braids into animals' buttholes, and it's and just they collect like, that unobtainium. Unobtainium. It's dude, fuck it, man, fuck it. it you know what? I re- I really could have used a fucking blowjob during Avatar. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I get Jake fucking in the theater sipping on some Yoohoo getting his dick sucked. I thought I, I thought about almost just like waving a twenty dollar bill around and seeing if I got any action. Uh I don't know, man. Uh that's the thing. I, fuck. Fuck. I I I don't even know like does okay, like wh- was Terminator just perfect for us when we were kids, Jake? Because, like, the technology just, like, wasn't there yet. Like, I know we're not there now. I mean, we don't have fucking, like, robots yeah, going Ter- Terminator 2 is, even though I don't hold it to as high of a pedestal as you do, I still recognize it as one of those tentpole movies. Like, yeah. it was it and Jurassic Park and a couple other movies were, were just, like, one of those movies that, like, took everything to the next level. Like, just we'd never seen anything like it between yeah. the way the action sequences yeah. were filmed down to the actual special effects we saw like it, it was just way ahead of its time you yeah. know movies didn't look as good as it did for five years well who are you gonna get in there i mean who are you gonna get in there to to fucking blow you away i mean we had schwarzenegger arnold Schwarzenegger. fuck fuck off <laughs> fuck off with that shit i want the rock as a fucking terminator stop it Stop! Like, for as much as I love, I I, I do really enjoy uh, Dwayne Johnson. I, I think he is. I think he's a very talented man. But I, I I don't want them to just throw him into that role. Like, oh God! Yeah, make him scary too. Don't make him a friendly one. No, make they, him a fucking scary one. Fuck off! God damn it, Jake! Fuck off! <laughs> fuck off! <laughs> fuck off! Fucking rock. Fucking rock. I love The Rock. I love The Rock, but he's not the Terminator, man. Come on. He can be now. No. (laughs) No, and he's not Jack Burton. He's not Jack Burton. I'm with with you there, but what? The Terminator, whatever. It can be, it can be someone else. No, it's just, no, no. Basically, what you're doing, Jake, is you're just saying like, oh, all it takes is just some fucking dumbass with muscles to play the Terminator. I, I'm, I hardly consider The Rock a dumbass. Anybody with muscles can play the Terminator. Uh, not anybody with muscles, just The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I hardly can. I, I never once suggested that The Rock was a dumbass with that suggestion. I am not stereotyping this casting. No, like okay, okay. So what are they gonna? Okay, so what are they gonna do? What? Well, what makes the Rock special? Like when the, ro- the when the Rock is a robot, what makes him special? Are they gonna do the whole kid thing again? Are they gonna have a, Are they gonna have Edward Furlong two come in there and have a relationship with the Rock? And are they gonna try to relive that experience again? No, no. I hope. I hope not. Then I what are they gonna be- do? What are they going to do, Jake, to make this stand above the other films other than just, oh, we got The Rock in there playing this part? Yeah, I don't know. They're going to have to come up with some new effects like we've never seen before. I mean, to me, that's the uh, hallmark of Terminator 1 and 2. Yeah. 
I suppose. I mean, I just... And that's such, a, that's such a hard bench to fucking get over these days. It's like almost nearly impossible. And I'm not like, saying it's movies... a... I'm not saying it's an, it's an insult to cast The Rock in the Terminator role. Like, that's probably the best that you could do at this point, to be quite honest with you. I'm just saying that it's going to take a lot more than just casting Dwayne Johnson to get me excited about a Terminator reboot. It's going no, to... I, I agree. It could be the rock and still be a big pile of dawn. But yeah. I I don't think that we're ripe for a reboot right now. I honestly think that we should let this fucking franchise if James Cameron doesn't want to come back and do it, I say let the franchise sit on the shelf for another twenty years. Oof. I, I just don't want that. I it, I want it to work again. Oh uh, me too. Huh. <laughs> me too, Jake. You can wish in one hand shit in the other and see which one fills up first. But man, I'm telling you, if James Cameron put... If James Cameron not 20 years, man, I may not be here. <laughs> if James Cameron doesn't want to fucking come back and do this shit. I mean, I've already seen Alan Taylor fucking throw his hat into this shit and he, he gave me Terminator Genesis. I mean, it was fucking garbage. Yeah, come on. And he did. Yeah, and T.J. Miller. I mean, Deadpool was a hit, but uh, it's not like not T.J. Mil- Tim Miller. Tim Miller. T.J. Miller not, was not the, a- TJ not the comedian. The actor, comedian. My yeah. apologies. Yeah, but yeah, if they would have announced like fucking like Ridley Scott's going to do his first Terminator movie or something, you know, you'd stand up and pay attention. Like even the even the Tim Miller is not enough to like just like really freak out over. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I want to hear James Cameron. I want to hear either James Cameron or J.J. Abrams. Or somebody along that lines. I don't want to fucking hear, you know, Tim Miller. Like, I love what he did for Deadpool, but I'm going to give a lot of credit to Deadpool for the the. It's it's a culmination of it, Ryan Reynolds, uh, Paul Wernick, and Rhett Reese, and Tim Miller. It's all four of them. It, it, it just Agreed. it Agreed. wasn't the, one. The writers and Ryan Reynolds had the the vision so in concrete that. All, it almost feels like anyone could have sat there and just like filmed it. Right. I mean, and hold on, like Tim Miller, uh, what did we see from Deadpool? We saw a lot of kind of like action that you would expect to see in like a fucking like John Wick film. Yeah. You know, and are we going to see that in a Terminator movie? Like number one, who's our Terminator? Um, is it, <laughs> you know, I mean like who, who are they casting as the Terminator? What kind of action can we expect to see here? I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. I I hold this really near and dear to my heart, Jake, and I just don't want to see them fuck it up. It's hard to it's hard to imagine this franchise number they one. They already did fuck it up though. <laughs> what what more can they do? Might as well like it's isn't it already just completely fucking torched? Well I I mean, yeah, I mean which which makes me think that I think they should just shelve it. Yeah. If James Cameron doesn't want to come back and do it, then just shelve it. If it doesn't fucking mean anything to fucking James Cameron, then just shelve it. Yeah. I hear you. I'm going to get one more chance. One more chance for the old Terminator. No, if James Cameron just wants to fuck around with fucking little blue aliens for the next fucking I don't know how long until until he fucking dies... Whatever. Yeah, he's the George R. R. Martin of fucking blue aliens. It's it's bullshit, man. It's bullshit that you have such it, that you have fucking James Cameron fucking around with little blue fucking aliens. Yeah. 
in his fucking in his in his last years, like his last years to direct anything, he's like he's like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna do movies about little blue aliens fucking uh, taking their braids and uh, shoving them in uh, animals' buttholes and stuff, yeah, and that's throw, throwing some really heavy political agendas while we're at it. Exactly, exactly. You know, it's bullshit, man. James Cameron <laughs> is so goddamn talented, Jake. There's no reason that James Cameron should not be able to be doing what. What fucking Scorsese is doing to drama, there's no reason that fucking James Cameron should not be able to do that with fucking sci-fi right now at his fucking age. And it's bullshit, No, he Jake. should be – yeah, he should be one of the great action movie directors. I mean look at look at other people. Like look at Spielberg, man. He can crank out two, three movies a year sometimes. Yes, yes. What, what, what do you, what, Jake, what do you think it is? What do you think it is with Cameron? Is Cameron intimidated by young and up-and-coming directors that he feels like he has to do something so fucking – oh, I got to – in order for me to fucking come out with my next movie, I got to come out with a gimmick. I got I to gotta come out with a 3D fusion camera. I've got I've to gotta, I've gotta film underwater. Um, I've yeah, got to do yeah, all yeah. – what do you – is that it, Jake? What is the deal? What the fuck? Yeah. Come on. I, you, think, that is, I think that is the deal. There's no, but and that's what makes no sense is how much innovation can there be in four more fucking Avatar movies? You're, you're, thank you. You're James fucking Cameron. You know what the, you know what the innovation is going to be is they're going to be able to stick those tentacles through the screen into your butt. <laughs> yeah. Man. Well, it's not quite a blowjob, but. <laughs> 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 Take what I can get, man. I'm going to be bored. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, they, this, whole, this whole Terminator thing, uh, it, it's not been uh, confirmed whether it's a reboot or they're going to pick up where Cameron left off. But um, I am – I'm not excited about it. As much as I loved what Tim Miller did with <laughs> Deadpool, I'm not excited about this at all. Uh, moving on, guys, I've talked about Freaks and Geeks here before on the podcast. I'm a huge fan of the Judd Apatow and Paul Feig series. Recently, Judd Apatow, he spoke with Deadline about the possibility of it coming back. Uh, Whoa. Yeah, we've seen shows resurrected by Netflix. We've seen Arrested Development come back, uh, Full House come back as Fuller House. And here's what Apatow said. He says, I don't want to do more Freaks and Geeks because we liked how it ended. So – I feel it's unwrapping something and seeing if you cannot screw it up. I don't think we would do that. Also, the world has changed so much. Back then in 1999, we were talking about the pre-computer and cell phone age. That was before YouTube, Google, Snapchat. I don't close the door on anything, but my inclination is that we said all we had to say. Wow. So, no. No more freaks and geeks. You say no more freaks and geeks. I don't think that his statement makes that much sense, to be quite honest with you. The fucking series was set in the 80s. Yeah, I don't I don't see how the last episode really offered up some perfect closure in any way either. I don't either. I feel like uh, it got canceled, and I honestly think that if it would have got renewed – that Judd Apatow and Paul Feig would have been back for Freaks and Geeks Season 2. I think they had more planned for it. Yeah, how could they not have? They who, who, abs- writes a show, who writes a show like that for one fucking season? 
you know, and, and I'm not blaming Paul Feig, and I'm not blaming Judd Apatow, but on the flip side, for Judd Apatow to say that, oh yeah, I think it, I think it wrapped up perfectly. I think we said all that we we needed to say. That's 100 percent bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah, he's, I don't know if he's has some kind of beef with the studio, or if he's tired of the question, or if he's just being short with the interviewer. But something's weird going on there. No, no, no I, 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 fuck NBC. Jake, fuck NBC. NBC canceled the, NBC canceled it, right? But what, yeah. what, what could he, what could he do? What could he do to say fuck NBC after they canceled it to prove them wrong? He could say, you know what? Me and Paul Feig, oh yeah, I love working with Paul Feig. Me and Paul are good friends, man. We worked on Freaks and Geeks together. You know what? Let's fucking come back and let's finish this the way that we wanted to finish this. Let's give the fans, let's give the diehard fans the ending to the series that they deserve. Yeah, completely prove NBC wrong. That's that's a good point. Absolutely. And and I know that you can't recreate what they did with the with I mean, with that first season, I mean, you're not going to get James Franco. You're not going to get Seth Rogen. You're not going to get fucking Steven Seagal. You're not going to oh, get yeah. those Jason tr- Segel. Exa- Jason Segel. You're not. <laughs> Steven, Steven Did I say Steven, Steven Seagal? Awesome. Holy shit, dude! That'd be fucking amazing. <laughs> oh yeah. Hit some motherfucker in the face with a pool ball and shit. Yeah, we can stream it on <laughs> YouHoo service. So anyway, um, no, but yeah, I said Steven Seagal. Jason Segel. Um, but I mean, and you're not, and those child actors that were in the, uh, you know, in that season. I mean, of course. Oh yeah, that's t- it's going to be tougher than it was to get Arrested Development people back together. Exactly. I know that it, it's hard to say that. Yeah, it'll be it'll be easy to give us a second season of of Freaks and Geeks. Like I don't know how they would do it or how they would even attempt to do it. But on the flip side, it's like I think this is like the best thing that Judd Apatow and Paul Feig have ever done. It's the most. Wow. It's the most pure thing that they've ever done. I would agree. It yeah, really I, is. I think I, I, I think I agree too. I'm not the biggest Apatow guy, and yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right. I think it's the best story that they've ever told. I think it's the most pure story that they've ever told. It's the most relatable story that they've ever told. And and honestly, you know what? I don't think that they could. I I I I I don't. I challenge them to do it. I, I don't think they could. I I think that these guys. I think that this is. I think this is Judd Apatow and Paul Feig at their best. And I feel yeah. like I feel like they've lost it. I feel like Judd Apatow has given us what he has given us, and I think he's gone by the wayside. And same thing with Paul Feig. Unfortunately, you know, I I love Paul Feig. I think he's a great guy. I think he's a fantastic guy. But I don't know if these guys could come back and give us a really good season of uh, Freaks and Geeks. I, I, I would know, hopefully Feed can come back after the Ghostbusters thing. No, and, and like, I'm not. You know, he was kind of blinded by the money. I think hopefully he's got an original property in him still. Sure, sure. You know, I mean, uh, it, he's done a lot of great stuff in the past, and I think he's a fantastic guy. I, I like him as a person. I've always liked him. But, uh, oh, yeah, I, me too. well, I have more hope for his creative yeah. future than I do for Apatow's right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. I agree. I agree. And, and I believe that, that Freaks and Geek was, was, was more Paul Feig than it was Apatow, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> That's interesting. So, well, he, he did a lot. He did most of the writing. Okay. So, you know, um, I don't know. But, um, whatever. Yeah. We, it doesn't sound like we're ever going to get, uh, Freaks and Geeks. 
ever again, which is unfortunate, but I don't think that they could give us a proper one anyway. It sounds like they've fucking given up on it, so fuck them. Uh, let's see here. Guys, uh, prequels are big right now. Star Wars did prequels. Breaking Bad's doing it with uh, Better Call Saul. And now HBO is exploring options for Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. HBO programming president Casey Bloys talked with Entertainment Weekly. He said, a prequel feels like it has a le- uh, it has less pressure on it uh, than a spinoff. Uh, author George R.R. R. Martin's story, History of Westeros, gives you areas in which to say a writer to a writer if you were going to do this, then go flesh it out, and we'll see what comes back. But I don't feel any pressure that we have to do something. Um, they also just don't want to rush. Uh, it, it also sounds like they just don't want to rush something just to cash in on the success of Game of Thrones, too. Uh, but uh, he goes on to say, it's such a big property. We would be foolish not to explore it, but it's a pretty high bar. We'll take some shots at it. I'm not going to do it just to do it. It has to feel it has to feel very special. I would rather have no sequel and leave it as is than have something we rushed out. So they that's, that's interesting. I'd be down for like a six episode like Robert's Rebellion miniseries, like flesh out some of those past events that the show doesn't get a chance to do. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. Gafford, are, do you watch Game of Thrones? No, I have no interest. I've I've tried multiple times to watch it. The first time I tried to watch it, I watched the first three episodes and was just extremely bored. And then the second time I tried to watch it, I gave it six episodes, and I just I've never been able to get into it. Okay. Uh, let's see here, um, Jake. Uh, the question is, what would it be about? Um, you brought well, that's up what a- I'm saying, like the Roberts Rebellion, seeing yeah. him take it you know ascend to the throne when he was younger hanging out with ned stark and shit there is what's called a knight of the seven kingdoms it's a collection of uh it's a collection containing the first three duncan egg novellas by george rr R. martin duncan egg is a collection of stories by various fantasy authors such as stephen king robert jordan and terry pratchett uh, a Knight of the Seven Kingdoms contains the first three Duncan Egg novellas by Martin. Uh, the first being called The Hedge Knight. The story takes place in 209 AC, some 90 years before the events of uh, Song of Ice and Fire. It tells the tale of how Dunk took the mantle of a hedge knight and met his squire, a young boy named Egg, on his way to compete in a tournament at Ashford Meadow. The second is called The Sword uh, excuse me, the sworn sword. The story opens a year and a half after the events of the Hedge Knight. The story focuses on the difficult path of chivalry when taking part in petty feuds and casual injustices are part of the parcel of what it means to be sworn uh, to be a sworn man in the feudal Seven Kingdoms. The third book is called The Mystery Knight. Sometime after returning from Dorne. By way of Old Town, Dunk and Egg are on their way from Stony Sept to the north, where they hope to sell their services to Lord Biron Stark of Winterfell, who needs swords to repel the Ironborn attacks led by Dagon Greyjoy on the north northern coast. So they could take from those stories. Personally, I could give a rat's ass about those stories. And I would yeah, rather, but that's that does not sound exciting. It does not. It sounds it sounds boring as fuck. 
they were um, like casual injustices. Oh man, that sounds thrilling. I want to see the story of the the details about the war between Robert Stark and the Targaryens. And I want to see. That's a, what I'm saying, Robert yes, Rebellion. I know. I want to see a young yeah. Ned and a young Robert before Robert came into power. That's what I want. I I could give a fuck about Duncan Egg and all that other fucking Duncan Donuts and Egg from fucking <laughs> Duncan Egg. Oh my! I know oh my Duncan Egg. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. The Duncan Egg trilogy. Fuck yeah. Give me that fucking shit. <laughs> oh my god. Bring that to life. Oh my god. Give me more Duncan Egg. No, I want fucking. I I want I want to know more about some characters that I've seen already. Like, you know what I mean? I want I want the prequel to fucking like. Uh, I want young Ned. I want young young Robert. Give me that shit. So yeah, I think that would, that could actually be really cool. And I honestly think you could possibly do more than six episodes. I think you could run a couple seasons with fucking young Ned and young Robert. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, look what they're doing with Better Call Saul. I mean, and that show's blowing the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I hope they I hope they do expand the universe somehow. You got to you got to imagine they're going to fucking try. It's just too much money. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, does it come down to should they take some time off though? Mm, I I'd say give it like a 2 to 3 year breathing room break. Well, you don't want to give it too long. You don't you don't want to go fucking 10 you don't want to give it a fucking 10 year gap. But I'm I'm saying give it I'm saying like uh you know season seven point two ends and we get the finale I'm saying giving it give it two years and then come back yeah I'm with you like I said two to three years yeah. max yeah agreed uh let's see here Stranger That'd be Thi- really cool okay yeah it would be cool if they could do it right but uh, I could give a fucking rat's ass about Dunkin' Egg yeah and it would it, it, it would all matter if uh, Dinanoff and whatnot would come back, you know? Yeah. Uh, s- oh, go ahead. I was going to say, with a whole new crew, it's hard to say what kind of quality you would get. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Stranger Things was a big hit last year, guys. Um, so, of course, we're all anticipating season two. It looks like, and, and Jared, uh, you might be excited for this now. Uh, a certain director is throwing his name into the ring of people who would love to direct an episode of Stranger <laughs> Things season two. M. Night Shyamalan has expressed oh. interest. I thought it, I thought it was going to be somebody. <laughs> said, oh. I, I thought it was going to be somebody I would actually be like Jeff Lemire or something like that. <laughs> I, has he, he's never done directorial work. Oh, direct! I thought you meant. I thought you said writer. My not bad. right. No directorial work. Okay. Uh, uh, M Night Shyamalan has expressed interest in directing an episode for Stranger Things, according to Digital Spy. Here's the quote: "My boys who do Stranger Things, they did Wayward Pines for me. They were around <laughs> my house, and I was like, well, you guys can hire me back." So um, it sounds like uh, <laughs> that really that quote really cracked me up when I read it. I yeah. was like, "Jeez, M Night, way to way to sound desperate." Yeah, I mean, basically, like he's coming out right now and saying, like, if you don't hire me to do it, you're you guys are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I gave you guys your big break. I need some help here. Oh fuck! He's lucky. He's lucky that they put their fucking name on Wayward Pines. <laughs> He is lucky that the Duffer brothers were involved in Wayward Pines. So, oh, for sure. Yeah. So, um, 
I think I could stomach M. Night Shyamalan directing one episode of Stranger Things season two. I think it'd be fine. I'm fine with it. I'm, come on, come on. I'd be okay with it. If fucking, no, if fucking Kevin Smith can direct fucking two episodes of The Flash, if Kevin Smith can direct episodes of Supergirl, I'll be fine with fucking M. Night Shyamalan fucking hanging out on set and, and, and directing an episode of Stranger Things. Sure. Yeah, I guess it would bring even more more notoriety to the show and might sure. bring even more attention to it. Whatever. He ain't going to fuck it up. He can't fuck it up. He's oh, not going to fuck up Stranger Things. Yeah, and they won't let him. You're Kevin, probably right. Kevin Smith didn't fuck up Flash. It's not like fucking uh, uh, Mirror Master shows up in a fucking walrus outfit. It- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It could still work. Now, Now, M. Night can surely still fuck up Tales from the Crypt, though. Is that even going to happen? It's in, like, crazy litigation. Yeah. I mean, it, that might that might not even see the light of day, dude. Yeah, I know. I know. What do you... Gafford, what are you thinking? Are you excited? I mean, I, I, I honestly, I don't think it means anything. I think that it's just... It's M. Night Shyamalan. He shows up. He shows up. It's already been written. He shows up, right? And, and, and he he he's really not doing anything. I, I, yeah, he, I, th- I think just, like what you said about like notoriety, and I think it's it's just a credit for M Night Shyamalan. I think as as long as we've got the same people writing the show, I think that's most the most important part. As much as I loved Split, I mean, I'm still not a huge M Night Shyamalan fan. So I mean. I, I don't think, like you said about Kevin Smith, I don't think that it is that big of a deal. I don't think he's going to ruin it. I don't think that, um, I don't think he's going to have like a mega amounts of creative control over anything. I think they're going to kind of guide him and, and tell him to do what they want him to do. So, yeah. Yeah. It's just going to be a fun day for him on set to take some songs yeah. and shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and everybody else would be like, "Oh my god, I remember when this guy was relevant." Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> well, the kids won't even know who the fuck he is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god, uh, he should be asking Millie Bobby Brown for her fucking autograph. I swear. Um, <laughs> oh my god, uh, remember when Haley Joel Osment was a cute kid? <laughs> Barely. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god hey anyway uh dj carusa has been tapped to write gi joe 3 and he talked with collider about it and he said this regarding gi joe ever teaming up or against the transformers in the films here's his quote well yeah but they're not ready to do gi joe meets transformers yet That's exactly what they should do, but they're not ready to do that because, in fact, the script that I was developing, the two worlds sort of collided at the end, and when they read it, they were like, we're not ready to do this yet. They will eventually collide those two worlds, and it's probably when Mr. Bay decides he's done with Transformers. First off, I've got a lot to fucking say about this. Number one, and I'm going to jump <laughs> in seems right like a now. Giant waste of time Ho- to do that movie. Number one, I'm going to say fucking let's do this movie when you can make a fucking Transformers movie right. <laughs> yeah, and a G.I. Joe movie, too. I mean, G.I. Joe needs this like a motherfucker. Oh, my God. Fuck, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck this. I, I 
You know what? Fucking uh, throwing G.I. Joe into a Transformers movie right now is just basically saying uh, you're waving the white flag of surrender and saying, you know what? We can't make a good G.I. Joe movie. We can't make a good Transformers movie. So we're just going to throw them both into a movie together to fucking make a quick buck. It's fucking Bullshit. It's all fucking so a bullshit. Shit ton of toys. <laughs> because you, you know what? You you fucking you got a you got a franchise like Transformers, and you can't make a good movie out of it. That's uh, hold on. Well, I mean, according to the student, I I know Jake. I know Jake. <laughs> I know Jake. They make a ton of mo- They make a ton of fucking money. They make a lot of money. All these idiots, us included, keep fucking going. I know. I know. I know. They make a lot of money. They make a lot of money. I can't look away, man. I give them the money every time. They make a lot of money. Transformers movies, they they destroy the box office. And um, I, I, I don't care how much money these movies make. They are not good. And they do not do justice to... The Transformers that I, I remember watching as a kid. And you can go back and watch those cartoons and be like, oh, those cartoons are fucking stupid and blah, 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 blah. Like there, there is a lot of Transformers mythology and a lot of Transformers stories that you can actually take and you can make them really good stories. You could – Yeah. I think the Marvel Comics back in the 80s did a really good job of fleshing a lot of that yeah. out and making the mythology more interesting. Yeah. And I think like uh, – just the look of the Transformers, like, number one, like, I, I think it'd be interesting if they actually took the Transformers films and they made them based in the 80s. You know, give us a proper-looking Optimus Prime. Give us a proper-looking, you know, Starscream. And, and kind of X-Men first strike it, huh? Yeah, uh, X-Men first class. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, have these movies based in the 80s. Make them – give it, you know, like look what the Duffer Brothers did with the Stranger Things with it based in the 80s. Like it gave it that 80s feel and it gave us – it made us feel like we were watching something like, you know, E.T. or The Goonies or whatever. It made us feel like we were watching like a property in the 80s. You know, do that with Transformers. Give it that 80s feel like – Perfect franchise for it. I mean, it's such an '80s baby as is. Absolutely, you're right. It would give it, give it an excuse to like show us the fucking proper sound wave for the first time ever cinematically. Yes, yes, that would be fucking awesome. It, I don't care how silly it is. I want to see the fucking tape deck in a movie. I do too. I do too, man. I I love Transformers and and um, as. And, you know, like when Transformers The Last Night comes out or whatever the fuck this next movie's called, I can't remember. There's Age of Extinction and Last Night and, and I, I don't know. I, I'll see it in the theater and we'll talk about it on the show, but like I, I've never seen a proper Transformers translation and I would love to see it because like that's my fucking childhood. You know, like. You what know, will come first? A, a, a good Transformers movie or a good Terminator movie? We've already had a good Terminator movie. What Salvation? <laughs> no Terminator. Oh, you mean you Terminator mean and Terminator I mean, Two? From from this point on, I mean. Oh man. <laughs> uh, let's see. I, I I think that they will. I think we'll get a good Transformers movie before we'll ever get a a good Terminator movie. Yeah, it's probably a safe bet. So. Um, yeah, cause I, 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 I don't see them. I don't, I think like once Bay leaves the, the franchise and, 
and uh, and all this ends. I think that there'll still be people trying to make great Transformers movies. Um, uh, last thing I wanted to talk about real quick is um, the new season of Comedians in Cars getting coffee with Jerry Seinfeld will be moving from Crackle to Netflix. Yeah, Netflix is getting all the old library, too. Netflix is getting all previous nine seasons, and they'll also be getting the new season 10, uh, debuting on Netflix, and upcoming guests include Bob Einstein, Louis Black, and Christoph Waltz. So uh, if you've never seen the show, it's really, really good. I suggest watching the Gary Shandling episode, and the Larry David episode is very, very good. So um, Yeah, it's a great show. I'm excited for Christoph Waltz. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, season ten should be should be a lot of fun. Um, it's moving to Netflix, and I think it'll get it more exposure that way. I feel like it's been on Crackle. It's been like the only thing people are watching on Crackle. Um, yeah, it might as well be on fucking YooHoo. Ex- <laughs> like put it put it on Netflix where people pay what attention the, to it. Jake, what the fuck? <laughs> Can we go back? Can I go back? Fucking an hour and a half. Can I? It's been a long week, man. How no? How the <laughs> fuck do you call it? Yoo-hoo? I'm making fun of myself, man. I, I I don't know what the fuck. So uh, yeah, <laughs> earlier today I was uh, I couldn't remember the name of this certain movie, so I went to gaggle uh, dot com. And uh, so, I mean, what the fuck, Jake? It's it's fucking Yahoo. How do you call it? Yoo-hoo? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I know. Not one of my best moves. Oh my god! What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you who? It's my favorite streaming service. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I got you talking about chocolate drinks and Gaffer talking about getting blown during movies. What the fuck? <laughs> I know. I know. If as if we couldn't fall any further. <laughs> Hold on, guys. Hold on. Let me interject my thoughts. Yeah, I got this massive blowjob during this movie. It was fantastic. <laughs> Oh man! (laughs) Uh, This is this is definitely not our best episode. (laughs) No, no, it's not. It's not. I can't believe I was the first one to say that this time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's take a break. Come back with Marvel news. (laughs) Yeah, let's regroup. Let's regroup, and we'll be right back. All right, we are back. Hey, Jake. Yes. You have not been a big fan. You think like this is uh, this is one of our worst episodes? Is this a is this a lackluster performance tonight? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I'm gonna blame the Skype. I'm gonna blame the Skype and, and a little bit of Gafford. <laughs> I think I think it's about seventy third. <laughs> so you're going you're going seventy percent Skype. So basically, like we're not like in the I'm gonna same. Leave what the percentages are a mystery. Se- okay. <laughs> all right so it could go either way like it could be 70 gafford 70 skype we don't know 
Yeah, correct. Wow, Gafford. Jeez. Uh, story of my life. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, better luck next time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. We've had worse, I'll give you that. Yeah, this is definitely not a blowjob during Terminator Salvation, I'll tell you that much. Let's <laughs> uh, see here. Guys, we're going to move on into uh, some Marvel news. Marvel news. All right, guys, we all remember the deal that Fox made with Marvel to start producing X-Men-based television shows. We are yes. getting Legion on February 8th, but there was a second show planned as well. We were told it was going to be a Hellfire Club show. Apparently, this is not the case. Here's what we know about the new show. It's being developed by Burn Notice creator Matt Nix. It tells the story of two parents with no powers protecting their mutant children from the government. It was it was confirmed by Laura Schuler Donner that it takes place in the Prime universe, which is Brian Singer's X-Men film universe. And finally, this quote from Laura Schuler Donner, we learn this show will feature Sentinels. She says, Matt's is much more a part of just the world in terms of there are mutants. Mutants are hated, and then there are sentinels. Though very different from what we've seen before, you feel like you're here in the X-Men world. With Legion, we're our own universe. It gives Noah the freedom to do what he wants to do because we play with so many different timelines and we rebooted and not really rebooted and all that. We felt like, okay... We're going to throw it out there and hope the fans accept it. Um, this show has not been greenlit yet, and it's in the very early stages, but this is their plans for it. They're going to give us a show where it's featuring parents. In, in, con in yeah. concept, it sounds really cool, sure. I think. I like, sure. the, I like the idea of powerless parents you know, loving their children and accepting that they're mutants and trying to protect them from sentinels that don't look like hand blowers for bathrooms yeah, yeah but, so. but, but 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 the budget think about the budget on the series if it's, even if, if it's going to be a fox proper like think about like what i mean we're getting gotham on fox proper think about that kind of a budget with an x-men series where we get sentinels what are the Sentinels going to look like? Number two, how long can this series go on? How long can you watch a series of these parents protecting their kids from Sentinels? Yeah, the story would the story would definitely have to evolve after a few seasons if it was going to continue to run. Right, I, I agree with you there. Right, I'm interested though. I, I think it could it could go both ways. I think this could work though. It's promising. Gaffer, do we think? I mean, do we think right. it's going to do you think any of these kids are going to be any characters that we know or do you guys think these are going to be brand new mutants brand new um brand new characters It's it's in the singer universe so I'm thinking it's brand new Okay Yeah I and mean you, you, it, it could almost be practically both this day and age I mean there's so many throwaway mutant characters that you could name drop and still basically be a new movie character Mhm mm 
Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just saying it's not going to be like, oh, okay, like this is a young baby rogue. Cyclops. This is baby <laughs> Cyclops or baby rogue or baby Jean Grey. I'm just saying, X-Men like X Men babies. The, yeah, exactly, exactly. We're not going to get fucking Stanley's X Men babies. Professor so. X will just be some big socks that you see come in the room, <laughs> like like fucking nanny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll be fucking black socks with flip flops. <laughs> no, it'll be black socks with Crocs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Here. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I just my I, I love uh, the fact that I love the fact that it's parents trying to protect their kids from like the government, their mutant children from the government. I think that's cool. Uh, I don't like that it is beholden to the Prime Universe, which is the Brian Singer X-Men film universe. Not a big fan of that. Uh, yeah, that's an easy universe to be beholden to because you can pretty much do whatever you want and forget other stuff happened. Yeah, because that's what that's all they've done. <laughs> but but I, I'm not a big fan of it, though. Uh, I'm also not a fan that, that they are going to – I'm worried about Sentinels. I, I don't know how they're going to be. I, like, I love the story of the Sentinels. I mean, if they could have the Sentinels look right, I feel like they are not going to be giant Sentinels. I feel like the Sentinels are going to be more of like, like going back to Terminator. I think they're going to be just kind of like robots that are out there after the mutants. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was yeah. thinking they'd be. I, I was actually thinking about Battlestar Galactica and that they would be like modern day Cylons. Cylons, yeah, basically the same kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. So, well, uh, it's it, the show has not been greenlit. This might uh, they might order a pilot. Uh, it might get uh, they might axe this altogether. So who knows? Um, last week, guys, I mentioned if we are going to be hearing about a cable casting soon for Deadpool two. And this week on Instagram, Ryan Reynolds posted a picture of himself, Hugh Jackman, and Pierce Brosnan in a hear no evil, speak no evil, and see no evil pose, which I guess the takeaway from that is that we won't know anything right now. But the post read, Wolfie Bond Wade. But this could be a tease at our cable casting and that it's former James Bond actor Pierce Brosnan. And it also teases that Wolverine could be involved in this film. So, I mean, it's there's a lot being teased in this photo. Oh, man, fanboys are freaking out at the fucking Instagram photo or whatever it is. <laughs> and none of this is confirmed, and it could all be nothing. Um, I mean, it, and that... I'll also throw this out there. Rhett Reese has said that there are no plans to have any A-list X-Men actors portraying their characters in Deadpool 2. So, I mean, when you think of A-list X-Men actors, you think of Hugh Jackman. Now, Hugh Jackman yeah. may show up as a cameo, not as Wolverine. He may show up as a cameo as Hugh Jackman. Because that character, because Hugh Jackman exists in that world. We've seen him wear the fucking... Hugh Jackman mask. Yeah, that would be a hilarious cameo. Oh, and I've mm -hmm. pred I've predicted that in the past. I, I said to myself, yeah. like I've said in previous episode, that I think that Hugh Jackman will show up in the film, not as Wolverine, but as Hugh Jackman. Kind of like, kind of like the way that, like you know, Stan Lee kind of just shows up in these movies. You know, he's not Stan Lee, 
But he just shows up in the films. And I think Hugh Jackman will show up as Hugh Jackman, but not as Wolverine. So what do you yeah, think about? That'd be cool. Yeah. What do you think about Pierce Brosnan as Cable? I don't know. It's kind of weird. I don't toss it, though. I, I think he's a capable actor. It's just not like give me 10 picks and I wasn't going to Pierce Brosnan. But I don't know. I uh, mean, maybe Ryan Reynolds knows something. I don't know. Okay. So did you guys see the uh, the the what was it like the it was like the, the mock up the mock up? Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, it didn't look great. Yeah. Mm hmm. Who are, I, I'm still going me personally. I'm still going with Ron Perlman. That's my choice. Ron Perlman's pretty fucking yeah. great. Him or Stephen Lang? Uh, that's a good choice, too. That's a good choice, too. I feel, I feel like per, Perlman could nail exactly the tone of humor that this movie is probably going for, though. Yeah. A little bit more than Lang. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like, if you're, no, no, Jake, I, I'm with you, man. Like, if you're sticking true to, like, what Deadpool 1 presented, Ron Perlman's yes. perfect. Perfect. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think Lang may have the better look, even, but I, I think Perlman's the better casting here. Okay, if we're gonna stick with the fucking singer universe, then fucking uh, Stephen Lang's your guy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, but if you're gonna fuck, if you're gonna, if you're just saying, you know what, let's do what's right for like what we did in Deadpool One, Ron Perlman fits that perfectly, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I think I think he'd be great. Yeah, so, I right. think a lot of this is Ryan Reynolds. I mean, I think Ryan, Ryan Reynolds honestly has the final say here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I mean, think, it's going yeah. to be the guy do, that he's going to be, you know, having a duo with. So it's going to be his call, I think. Do you guys think that Cable is going to be a mainstay in Deadpool movies moving forward, or do you think he's just going to be in Deadpool too? I think he's just going to be in Deadpool 2. That's kind of what I'm thinking, too. So they're using this as a kind of like a um, just starting on point for like a future X-Force film. Is that what you're saying? Mm, I, I don't I don't know. I just I don't I feel like they're going to not necessarily ruin Cable, but make it a hard character to to have in a regular X-Men X-Force type movie after yeah. being dead, Deadpool's partner. Like in the comics, that's the one of the last things the Cable character does. And it's it's fine. He's kind of exhausted his drama. So it's kind of weird in the movies to have him doing that first. It'll, it'll feel like a weird transition to have him yeah. being the, the leader of an X-Force team. But so we'll they're, see. they're just going to introduce him into Deadpool. It's kind of like a one and done thing. Yeah, I feel like he's just going to be a, a foil to Deadpool. I, I, I 100% disagree with you guys. Like, I feel like they're wanting to set up like a whole X-Force universe after this. That's, yeah, I, th I think they want to do that too. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I don't, we'll see. I mean, they could, if, they could if do they, all that without having Cable as the leader though. Well, but if they do that, I mean, you've got to have an actor who's going to sign on for a multi-picture deal. And, and I mean, do you see Ron Perlman doing that? Yeah. What do you what, uh, like? Like, what do you what, what do you think Ron Perlman is doing? Like, what I do uh, see yeah. Ron Perlman do that. Yeah. Like, what that. do you? Yeah. yeah. Like, what do you think Ron Perlman's doing? I mean, do you think that they're knocking? I, I know that Guillermo del Toro is trying to get Hellboy three made, but do you think that fucking Hollywood studios are being like, oh my god, I hope we can get Ron Perlman to come back for fucking Hellboy three? 
No, I, yeah, yeah. I guess he I is. No, no, I'll be I honest know. with you. Like, like, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Fucking, he is lucky to have the career that he has, Gafford. I, I, oh, I guess yeah. my, my thoughts was I would, I would see Ron Perlman signing on to another TV show before signing a multi-picture deal. He's gonna make way much more money in less time than uh, it, it, for doing a fucking movie than he would doing a TV deal. Like I guarantee, like the Amazon series that he did, Hand of God or whatever the fuck. Like he made a he made I'm sure he made a chunk of change for doing that, but he made yeah. a lot more just for doing like his cameo appearance in fucking uh, Pacific Rim. You don't you don't think he made a crap ton doing Sons of Anarchy? Sure. Yeah, by the end, I, by the end, I think he did. Yeah, I, I think starting off, like he didn't make as much, but as the series prog- series progressed and they he had more leverage because like the series was a hit, he could ask for more money. But I'm just saying, yeah, like, I, like, 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 I agree with you, Brian. I think they'd have a harder time signing Wang or Brosnan for a multi picture deal than they would. Oh, well, I agree. Him. I agree. Um, I, I guess my question was more so like if they're planning on doing a, an X-Force, uh, franchise and having multiple movies, I, who would, I was just asking who you guys would think would sign on for a deal like that. I think I would go, I would go with, uh, Lang first. I would go with, uh, no, excuse me, uh, Perlman first, Lang and then Brosnan. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually agree with that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they maybe they will keep Deadpool separate, and maybe a cable that we see in a future movie won't be the cable that we see in this movie. Yeah, I mean it's just hard to say at this point. Really? I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Are they are they going to confuse audiences to that point? I don't think Fox knows what the fuck they're doing, Jake. They they wanted to bring. Oh yeah. I mean, they wanted to do a crossover with the X Men and Fantastic Four. That's never going to happen. We're never going to see Miles Teller and Michael B. Jordan and these characters on the same screen with fucking like you know uh, what's their name Sophie Turner and Cody Smith McPhee. That's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. We're never going to get that. No, no, never. Yeah, maybe maybe this is a – like the casting makes you think that this is going to be a very old cable. So maybe that's in play here. Maybe the cable that we see in a future X-Force movie is the same cable but played by a younger actor. It's not the the weathered cable that we're seeing in Deadpool 2. That was going to be my next question was like if they're planning on doing an X-Force in the future, I could see them signing somebody like Kyle Chandler who's in his early 50s over someone like Perlman or Lang who are in their mid-60s. Ah, that Kyle Uh, Chandler shit's gone. It's done. Forget it. it. It's gone. Kyle Chandler shit's gone. Trust me, it's gone. It's done. I guess just if they're going to do uh, multiple movies, I could see them signing somebody younger for that than maybe for this movie. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. I think that I think with Hugh Jackman on the way out, I think if Hugh Jackman is truly on the way out, I think it's a perfect time to reboot the entire X Men universe. I I I I I say fuck Sophie Turner and this Cody Smith McPhee Nightcrawler and this new Cyclops. And this X-Men Apocalypse bullshit that we set up in this last film, I say, fuck it. I say, it's all gone. The Brian Singer shit, it's done. It's dead. If, if, if Logan can't even fucking fess up to being a part of that universe, <laughs> right, Jake? 
Yeah, I agree 100%. If Logan can't even fess up to being a part of that fucking universe, why the fuck? Why the fuck would we want to continue on with that shit? I say we reboot it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that... I think we go back to my R stuff, too, here. I mean, maybe that's part of the deal with Deadpool. Maybe Fox is unwilling to tie in an R-rated movie into a multi-picture mutant universe. Well, so maybe- I mean, well, hold on. The the second Wolverine movie got an R. It, when it was released to DVD, they gave the – I don't know if it was an extended edition or what, but they did put out an R-rated version of the Wolverine. Really? That's true? Yeah. I've seen it because uh, do you guys remember the scene where he's getting chased by all the ninjas and he gets all the the arrows in his back and everything? Yeah, there's a there's a part of that scene where he gets in like this big, um, like uh, I, I don't even know what to call it. Um, Does he get like, his dick sucked in the theater <laughs> while watching Terminator <laughs> Salvation? <laughs> it, this that's big a, that's a hard R. This, this <laughs> big, some, he gets in this big cement roller type thing that's like full of blades, and he just like starts running over these ninjas and like cuts up cuts these their bodies into pieces. Like it's super violent. That sounds awful. Yeah, I think that was a dream you had. <laughs> I'm going to have to look oh, that shit up because that sounds horrible. I'll tell you right now, this moment's not Skype's fault. No. <laughs> no, no. I think, I, I, I think I'm leaning towards the 70. <laughs> I know where the 70's at right now. <laughs> 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 All right. This episode's gone to crap. I'm popping my Mountain Dew. <laughs> Gafford, we're just fucking with you, dude. I know. Dude. Oh, he knows. Oh, you better fucking know. Don't you get all sensitive and shit. Jesus. <laughs> Don't you get all fucking sensitive and shit. Don't you dare. I popped the Mountain Dew as dude, well. I'm not even the best host on my podcast. Mm. <laughs> hey, who's the best post, uh, host on your podcast? I think Lu- I love Lucas. He always cracks me up. You're just a humble son of a bitch, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, I take I take no credit on my podcast either. Fucking people come for Jake. People come for Jake. <laughs> I'll admit it all goddamn day. And this then is- after a year, they find out I'm a dick. <laughs> 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 Spoiler, if this is your first episode, you can just stop <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, that's good shit. Alright guys, apparently Marvel <laughs> Marvel is trying to add uh Peter Dinklage uh to the cast of Infinity Wars. Yeah, that's fucked up, right? He was in uh Days of Future Past and uh, now it looks like uh, Marvel, uh, the MCU, Kevin Feige's Marvel, is trying to add Peter Dinklage to the cast of Infinity Wars. Who will he play? It's been speculated that Marvel wants him to play MODOK. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, the reason being is that back in 2011, Captain America film writer Christopher Marcus said this about Peter Dinklage. I love MODOK. And I think you could make a terrifying movie with Modoc, but nobody seems to be on my side at this momentum. Uh, I Does will. Fox own Modoc, not to interrupt you. 
Uh, is he an X-Men proper character? Because we've already seen him sort of featured in Captain America uh, in the screen. Remember in um, – it was uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, where they showed – what's his name? Um, that was Arnim Zola. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was Arnim Zola. Uh, shit. Yeah. I don't, I, 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 I don't know, man. Is is he considered? I can't any comic that was Modoc that didn't that wasn't um, X Men related. He might That's fall crazy. into he. Well, he might fall into that Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver bullshit too. I don't know. Yeah, I got to imagine it's happened. I guess. I mean, they've had all these fucking comics. I'm sure Modoc showed up in a fucking Avengers book at some fucking point. Right, but basically Christopher Marcus wanted to see Peter Dinklage as MODOK, and a new rumor has surfaced from 4chan. Uh, casting is underway for um, Itri, the creator of the Infinity Gauntlet, and Peter Dinklage is in negotiations for the role. So it's not MODOK, it's for this character of Itri, and according to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Encyclopedia, Itri is the king of the dwarves, an ancient race of skilled forgers and blacksmiths who hail from the realm of Nidavellir. Itri and his people are close allies of the Asgardians, even creating the mighty weapon Mjolnir after being asked by Odin to forge it. So basically, um, the rumor from 4chan is that Peter Dinklage is being courted to play Itri. Which create, he created, he forged Mjolnir, which is Thor's hammer, um, which has been made from a uh, substance called Uru, which is a highly durable substance that retains enchantments. And, and he forges the Infinity Stones with that or some shit, right? Um, it doesn't go on to say anything about that. Because I, I, that's kind of some of the rumors I was reading, too, that they were going to introduce him as the guy that kind of made the Infinity Gauntlet. He might have made the gauntlet, but the stones themselves are something completely different. Um, yeah. In the comics, uh, Itru actually once made a suit for Iron Man out of Uru. And uh, I don't know. Uh before I get Correction Tuesday, yeah. I was mistaking Modoc for Mojo, and I, I, I realized that now. Modoc is the AIM leader character. Oh, Mostly not Mo- yeah, not Mojo. Mojo's I, yeah, they're very. I guess they're very. They're kind of similar looking. Yeah, name name and shape wise, a little similar. So I, I apologize for that. I wanted to say something before I got Correction Tuesday, but okay. yeah. It, Modoc is pri- was primarily a Captain America Avengers character. So yeah, okay. Cause what like, I was saying was a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, Mojo is definitely X Men based. That's like uh, he kind of reminds me of like that fucking like uh, blob creature that you see in Blade in one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Mojo. I apologize. No, oh, don't sweat it, dude. But yeah, um, whether Christopher Marcus gets his wish and we see. You know, fucking Dinklage is Modoc or not. Um, I don't know. It just seems really weird that they would just be like, oh, let's cast Peter Dinklage to play this dwarf because a dwarf was the one that fucking made Mjolnir. Like, why do you need to introduce? Yeah, yeah. You know what? This movie that has fucking 
25 plus character needs in it. Peter Dinklage. We have to cram that in somehow. Oh, no. We have to introduce the guy that fucking makes the fucking, uh, the, the, the hammer. <laughs> we gotta, you know what I mean? We gotta go, we, we gotta fucking go all fucking like, uh, you know, uh, what was it? The Mythbusters. We gotta show, like, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta show how, we gotta show how Mjolnir was made. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. I, I gotta know. I gotta know. Oh, and just because it's supposed to be in the comics, it's a guy who happens to be a dwarf. That's what I loved about fucking uh, Days of Future Past is they didn't have to cast a dwarf to play a, a little person to play Trask, but they did. Yeah, yeah. they it did. Worked. It was good. They did because they cast the best actor to play that part. And I don't feel like they're just like, oh, okay, well, we have to introduce a guy that's a dwarf. A, a, a little person as I true. Like, why do they have to introduce the guy that fucking created Mjolnir into this? Like, we have to, like, get the backstory on the fucking gauntlet and the fucking hammer in this fucking movie? Fuck that shit. That's fucking stupid. Have him, if he's gonna play somebody, have him play Modoc. <laughs> well, another, what about, um, so is he for sure playing iTree then? Is like no, like that? no. It, it, this is a fucking rumor for Four Chan, and I wouldn't trust Four Chan as far as I can throw Four Chan. What about what about Peter Dinklage as the Watcher? That, that's been another rumor. I've heard that one as well. I've also heard uh, what is it Pip? Pip, yeah, Pip, yeah. Uh, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. He gets one of the stones when it's all said and done. Yeah, yeah. I've heard the Watcher, and it's kind of been narrowed down to Modoc and iTrue, but. I uh I tree or whatever the fuck IKEA whatever the hell I don't know IKEA <laughs> <laughs> But man I don't know I mean yeah I guess I guess the watcher I'd be I'd be fine with the watcher too but I don't know Jake You can wear his space pants Are they going to start introducing <laughs> Jake <laughs> Do you have you seen that Brian space pants Yeah What's, what's that dude you have to Google Peter Dinklage space pants. Uh-huh. It's, SNL. it's the SNL sketch he did. Yeah. It's oh, hilarious. It's the greatest. Is it good? No, it's very good. It's very good. Space pants. Okay. Space pants. Maybe I've seen it. I don't know. I just don't remember it. You'd remember it. Okay. It's not too many SNL sketches have been memorable in the last five years, but this is definitely one of them. Yeah. I, I remember like the SNL mom jeans or whatever the fuck they had that one. No, but this is like they're at like a at like a bar, and he's performing. Oh, uh, you have to, to see it. All right, it's bad podcasting now. So <laughs> no, that's that's Jared Gafford. Um, <laughs> oh, I just said it. I'm just fucking with you, Gafford. Jesus. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, so is he going to play Itree? Is he going to play The Watcher? Is he going to – I don't know. I have no idea who he's going to play. But uh, The Watcher's I, another weird character that it's like basically a Fantastic Four character for a long time. Yeah, that's true. That I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean I don't know who he's going to play. And honestly, I don't know if he's even going to be in the fucking movie. I mean is it just bullshit? Yeah, I, I have I have no idea. He's not been officially cast yet. So. Exactly. And I'm not. I mean, I love I love Peter Dinklage, but I'm not like Jones in for this casting. It's not going to make or break it for me. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's a bunch of other uh, rumors from 4chan uh, that included a bunch of other uh, up 
upcoming films. One of those uh, – actually, let me go through these. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 – uh, let's see here. They have, uh, they've rumored that Laura Haddock is returning as Meredith Quill, Star-Lord's mother. Uh, Sylvester Stallone is credited as Chief Centurion. And Sharon Stone is credited as Balthok. Wow. <laughs> Sharon Stone. Okay. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, <laughs> down. Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, Logan Marshall Green is credited as, uh, Bryce Shocker number one, but Bokeem Woodbine is credited as, as Schultz Shocker number two. Wow, wow. The villain's so nice, they're gonna have him twice. Huh? The Shocker. <laughs> exactly. Jeez. Uh, yeah, can, I'm shocked. Uh, see. <laughs> Donald Glover is credited as Feral. Uh, Thorak. Uh, yeah. We knew he was getting a cameo. Yeah, Donald, yeah, well, he was in the trailer that we saw. Like, the yeah. international trailer, I believe. Okay. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, uh, Zachary Le- Levi is returning as Fandral. Uh, Sam Neill is credited as the traitor. And that's mm. not traitor like fucking, um. Trader Joe's? It's T-R-A-D-E-R. It's not. Oh, tra- it is like Trader Joe's. Yeah, it, it's like Trader Joe's. It's not like, um, like he's a traitor. He's yeah. a betrayer. He's not like Benedict Arnold. Yeah. So Sam Neill, and this is a, uh, this is reuniting Jeff Goldblum and Sam Neill from Jurassic Park. Jeff Goldblum is going to be in this film as well. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Josh Brolin is appearing as Thanos. Oh, that'll be interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, probably some post-credit nonsense. And we're going to get a gladiator. Like the big rumor is that we're, of course, they're going to throw in elements of, you know, um, whole. Uh, what is it? Uh, Planet Hulk. Uh, and we're. Gonna, oh yeah, yeah. And instead of Beta Ray Bill fighting Hulk, it's going to be Thor. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a pretty epic scene, I think. Uh, Black Hopefully they, they don't give it all to us in the two trailers. That's true. Black Panther rumored Andy Serkis is returning as Ulysses Claw. That's not been confirmed. No, that has not been confirmed. And then William Hurt is returning as Secretary Thaddeus Ross. Hmm. I didn't know that. Avengers 3 and Avengers 4... They're being filmed back-to-back. Therefore, the casting developments for both are happening simultaneously. Unsurprisingly, all mainline heroes from the MCU are expected to make appearances. Uh, the plan is for all notable characters involved in the previous movies to make special appearances, including characters such as Pepper Potts and Jane Porter, whose actors fulfilled their original contracts. The arrangement... Is for these cameos to be done out of goodwill without requiring the renegotiations of a new contract. Are you buying that, Jake? Do you think that Natalie... Oh, man, Natalie Portman was really pouting that day. Do you think that Natalie Portman's coming back, especially, like, after she's been getting... I mean, she just came out with that movie Jackie about Jackie Onassis that's been getting, like, people have been saying, like, oh, my God, her performance is amazing. She's so fantastic. Like... Yeah, the story is not the like you know it's it's the story of Jackie Onassis and like it, it, you know it's 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 the events that happened after like the JFK assassination and it's like 
you know, they don't, it, it, they're not ref, revolutionizing anything, but like they're saying like her performance is fantastic in this. Like, yeah. do, you, yeah. do you think she's I mean, coming I back? Guess, I guess if Thor looking at a picture of her counts as her coming back, then yes, yeah, she's coming back. All right. <laughs> what about, what about, uh, what, what's her face? Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Is she coming back as Pepper Potts? Oh, I hope yes. Not. I think she will. 100%. When's the last time she's been in a movie? Was it Iron Man 3 or is it Age of Ultron where she did a cameo? Uh, I think it was Age of Ultron where she did the cameo. The cameo when she was in the short shorts? Yeah. That's the moment. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let's yeah, we'll, see. We'll, what, do you think we'll see more uh, William Hurt? I'd really like to. I, it was really nice to see him come back in Civil War. And I, I do love the uh, general Thunderbolt character. Well, how, and I want to see more of that. Well, they keep talking about him coming back as Red Hulk. I, I would really like to see that. Yeah, um, that'd be cool. I would like to it's, eventually see that as well. It's too bad with the Universal. We just can't do uh, full-on Hulk movies. Oh, yeah. When do they lose the distribution I was rights? just going to say, when does that expire? Hopefully soon. Because that would be a lot of fun to do to explore some of that stuff in in a Hulk movie. Okay, okay, okay. Well, would it or would, I don't know. I mean, like, who's I, I understand that I understand the hesitation, but I think if you focus it on the the whole Red Hulk stuff, like monster versus monster, you could have a really good time. Hi, I'm Abomination, Jake. Yeah. I, Hi, I'm I'm, I'm fucking though. I'm Tim Roth. Tim I, Roth. I like that movie. No, no, I do too. I love it. I let Jake. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that it wasn't the success that people wanted it to be. I love fucking Tim Roth. I love that fucking movie. I thought that Edward Norton was a pretty damn good Bruce Banner. I thought Tim yeah, Roth yeah. was a great villain. I, I enjoyed that movie for the most part, but it wasn't yeah, like William Hurt was great in that too. It was, anything's better than that fucking Ang Lee piece of fucking directed shit. I mean, that was uh, the, the Hulk dog. <laughs> the Hulk dogs. It was garbage. But I yes. mean, I don't know, man. I I don't know. I don't know if if a Hulk movie. If, if Avengers taught me anything, it's that the that Hulk works better in a team movie, and and if they just kind yeah. of like use him sparingly, and but but use him in the right way. I don't know. Yeah, I hear you, but it's just so hard to do some of the big Hulk storylines if you're if you're not going to dedicate a Hulk movie to it. Yeah, but I mean, like there haven't been many great Hulk comic books i mean you can go back and say yeah peter david did some great hulk shit and but there ha i mean it, to be quite honest with you it's like i i don't read a ton of hulk comics like i read like peter david when he did fucking hulk and i thought that was great and yeah I planet hulk and world war hulk are great but like other than that i mean the hulk comics are like like even mark wade in my opinion who i love could not fucking redeem the hulk yeah, I agree. Even Rick Remender. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, let's see here. They go on to say that uh, supporting characters of the MCU expected to make notable appearances throughout the two movies, which are talking about Avengers 3 and Avengers 4, are Peggy Carter. Th Peggy Carter? 
Thaddeus Ross, Maria Hill, Hank Pym, Janet Van Dyne, Quicksilver, Wong, Zuri, Loki, and Odin. What the fuck? Uh, two names. Quicksilver. Quicksilver and Peggy Carter. She fucking died. Yeah. She fucking died in Captain America Civil War. He fucking went to her fucking funeral. Probably visions and time travel going on here. Yeah, I, I mean, they're actually talking about Quicksilver coming back. Like, they're, like, uh, not, not, not Kevin Feige, not anybody in the business, but I read a, an article from Screen Rant and it was titled like, uh, these are ways that Quicksilver could come back into the MCU. And I'm just thinking to myself, come the fuck on. Yeah. I mean, it's, if you want it to happen, it's really easy to happen with the Infinity Gauntlet story. Just pretty much blip whoever you want back into existence. That's true. I mean, yeah, the reality gem, you can do whatever the fuck you want, right? Yeah. But why would we want to see that Quicksilver come back? Are you dying to see Aaron Taylor Johnson come back as Quicksilver? They should use the reality gym to turn Aaron Taylor Johnson into Evan Peters. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, do you guys want to hear who's in talks? Who who 4chan here? Uh, they they think who is in talks to play Lady Death? I'd rather see how far you could actually throw 4chan. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Uh, they say they say Eva Green is in talks mm-hmm. to to play Lady Death. I for mm-hmm. one would, I, dude. I loved her in fucking Sin City, a Dame to Kill for. I loved her. I thought she was great. Like, if they cannot get Angelina Jolie, which they're not going to get, I'd say Ava Green is a pretty damn good pick. I'll, 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 I'll back it. All right, all right. I'll freeze it. Yeah, I, she was one of the only redeeming parts of the Miss Peregrine's movie. Uh, they say that casting is underway for characters of, uh, the characters of Corvus, who is Thanos' vicious right-hand man. Uh, they say casting is underway for Nox, a loyal follower of Thanos. Uh, they say casting is underway for Iken, a loyal follower of Thanos. And casting is underway for Proxima. Another loyal follower of <laughs> Thanos. <laughs> yeah. And, uh. Jeez, it's like a regular episode of Entourage. Yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> casting is underway for Ebony. Guess what, Jake? Yeah. A loyal follower of <laughs> Thanos. All right. Anyway, so yeah. So, um, most of these characters are going to require, uh, substantial prosthetics and mo capture. Uh, anyway, let's move on from that fucking shit. Uh, can we expect to see Kingpin in the Marvel films? Well, if anyone would know the answer, it would be Vincent D'Onofrio himself. Uh, he talked with Digital Spy and he said, I would love to switch over to the movies, but I think it's pretty much been said it's not going to happen. Or at least not for a very long time. I think Marvel Studios' Kevin Feige explained that, and that's what makes the most sense. He said the film universe is too jam-packed. It's hard enough already. And if they keep bringing big characters in that they have to service in the writing, it's not going to work. They're trying to figure out already how to individualize more and at the same time keep the Avengers going. It makes sense not to mix the TV stuff. There's just too many characters. Jake, what have we been saying all along, man? 
Yeah, it's not going to happen. Of course, D'Onofrio wants it. He wants more money. Fucking A. He wants more fucking money. <laughs> hey, but what the fuck, man? The guy was in fucking Jurassic World, which was the biggest fucking movie of 2015. <laughs> yeah, he wants more. Jesus. Fuck off. <laughs> I mean, uh, hold on. I, I don't understand. Jake, I don't understand it. I don't understand these people that want to fucking see daredevil and luke cage and iron fist and jessica jones show up in an avengers film when i like i kind of like what they're doing with that whole universe i I like that netflix side of marvel that 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 separate universe that's not being uh that's not beholden to what's going on in the mcu I, i i like the fact that they can keep it a little bit darker i think that if you bring kingpin over into a spider-man film or you bring um daredevil over into a mcu film you kind of turn the character into a pussy at this point we've seen him fucking yeah. kill people and be a badass and all this other shit and honestly i think i think like if you bring him into a pg-13 marvel film you kind of you kind of take away what the character's been doing in this dark in this dark Netflix universe. I agree, I agree, but on the other hand, I do appreciate that they still do say that, you know, all these characters are still in that shared universe. They're not pussing out Logan style with it. Oh, sure. All right. I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll give you that. They're loosely based, but okay, I'll give you that. And I'd be okay with, like, I and I 100% agree with you. We don't need Daredevil at the fucking Avengers party mixer. But no, oh, oh, okay. no, oh, no, Jake, does it make sense? Does it make sense for fucking Kingpin to show up in a fucking Ant-Man movie and slam somebody's fucking head in a car door? <laughs> hold on, do oh, those, no, do those two things fucking, hold on, in Ant-Man you got Thanks your. Thanks a lot, Deadpool. <laughs> in Ant-Man you got your main villain fucking flick, flicking a fucking uh, little uh, miniature sheep, right? That's like the worst yeah. thing he did, right? Yeah. He yeah. starts, uh, flicking a miniature sheep with his finger, right? It, it, that, there's a huge difference between that and fucking Kingpin taking a, uh, guy and slamming his head with a car door until he dies. There's a huge difference in those two things. I don't understand why people are like, yeah, dude, we need that fucking Kingpin in an Ant-Man movie or we need Kingpin to show up in a uh, this movie or that movie in the MCU Spider-Man Spider-Man people push for Exactly like you know and I've I, I I've kind of thought to myself like in the past and I've said this like like Spider-Man as he gets older maybe it would work like as we grow up because we've seen the Harry Potter movies those movies got really fucking dark Towards yeah. like the seventh movie, you know what I mean? Seven point one. Oh, definitely. I think by the fourth movie, it's pretty dark as fuck. Yeah, and I mean, like, uh, I don't know if Marvel's gonna go that route. I mean, but like, I could see it. Like, if they wanted to fucking take it the Harry Potter route, and they're like, yeah, I guess if you want to introduce like Kingpin, uh, you know, uh, four or five fil- uh, four or five films down the line, and have him, you know, slamming people's heads in car doors and shit. If you want to do that at that point, that's cool. Whatever the fuck. I don't give a shit. But, like, right now it doesn't make sense to me, dude. It doesn't make no. sense. It Like, nothing about that character fits in the MCU. Like, I've never seen, like, yeah, Ronan took a hammer and slammed it down on a dude's head. That's probably the most badass thing I've seen in a movie in the MCU. That's it. As far as graphic violence goes, I, I think I think you're right. Yeah, Gafford, talk right. to me. Talk to me, Gafford. 
I'm I'm kind of where you're at when it comes to I like the fact that they're separated because um, it, it gives them the freedom to kind of do whatever they want and to go as dark or to go as violent or whatever they want to do in these in these Netflix shows. I mean, you're not I mean, John Bernthal's Punisher, it, you would it just doesn't make like you were saying, it wouldn't make sense for him to show up in an MCU movie. I mean, after he just murdered 13 people in a hallway with a shiv like that that's not a character that you can pigeonhole into an mcu movie and have it make sense without what, turning the, him into a wimp what's the closest character we've seen to that character in the mcu it's probably been crossbones right yeah i think yeah right. probably the closest probably been crossbones in the captain america movies and still not even on the same level as john bernthal's punisher close. yeah not even close yeah. yeah and i just think that there's also I think it it almost I don't like if you were to put Punisher into let's say a, well, that's not a good example some of these characters like we have 13 episodes or or however many episodes there are in in each of these Netflix seasons to get attached to these characters and to and for there to be the development there that you don't have in the movies so I feel like it would also be kind of shorting um shorting the movie characters with the background and in the character development that you've gotten in these Netflix series. I just don't, I don't think they would mesh well together. I think there's just not, I, I don't know. I, I agree with you. I think that it's, it's better to keep them separate. Yeah. The tone is so different. Yeah. Yeah. I think like if the tone would have been set from the get go, like to kind of be the same, I think then I wouldn't have a problem with it. But the tone is very different. The tone is very different. Or if di- we'd have seen more diversity in the Marvel movies. I yeah. agree with you there. Yeah, absolutely. After we've seen 13 tonally the same Marvel movies, it's hard to imagine anything like that getting plugged in here. Mm-hmm. We've seen the Netflix series and we've seen the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. series acknowledge the MCU. We just haven't seen it the other way really i mean like we haven't seen the mcu really acknowledge the fact that daredevil exists in this universe did did you guys hear about the i guess there was something i have i haven't been watching agents of shield i i fell off of that last season but did you guys hear about the about how they mentioned like the judas bullet or whatever from luke cage and agents of shield i didn't hear about that no I thought that was interesting that they're connected. I mean, yeah, but that's, that's still two TV shows acknowledging right. each other. Yeah, but it was, but it was the as, as far as I know, that's the first time that they've yeah. acknowledged that the Netflix and the in the yeah. um, ABC show are are in the. You know what I mean? I guess I I'd have to look more into it because if like if if Jeff Loeb is still like the head of the Netflix stuff and he's also the head of like the. The, the ABC the stuff. ABC stuff it it makes more sense to me yeah because I think like like Jeff Loeb is kind of like the head of all that right I mean yes and He's one of the big guys there, exactly yeah. so it's like the day that Kevin Feige in an MCU film gives any fucking mention to Luke Cage or the mm-hmm. Inhumans or anything I yeah. that will blow me the fuck away that will blow me away. Because I, I I feel like Kevin Feige does not give a shit about. Yeah, you're more likely to see Natalie Portman show up. Absolutely, absolutely. In my opinion, so 
Um, no, I think it, no, J- Jared. I think it's a great point that you bring up that that the Netflix series acknowledges the ABC st- or the ABC stuff acknowledges the Netflix series. It's just oh my, my cats are flipping the fuck out back there. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know. Whatever. Let's move on. Um, Nebula has been confirmed for Infinity Wars and for in Avengers Four or whatever the fuck that's going to be titled. So Karen uh, Gillen. Um, Karen Gillen or whatever the fuck her name, uh, she talked with, uh, BBC Scotland on the set of, uh, her directorial debut film. And I'm not kidding here, guys. Her directorial film debut, that movie is titled Tupperware Party. Yes, yes, I heard about this. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. she, yeah. she said, so look out for those, um, her 2017 movies are Guardians, Jumanji, and The Circle. And then I'll be making a little appearance in the next Avengers movies. So, so she's, she's confirmed for the Avengers films, the proper Avengers films. And from what I'm hearing, she's going to be more of a sympathetic character in the next Guardians of the Galaxy film as well. So. Yeah, I imagine by the Infinity War movie that she's basically on the roster of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, That's kind of I, what I was seeing coming. No, I I agree with you, and I I feel like uh, also that uh, we're gonna see her, not only her be a part of the team, but Yondu as well. Oh, totally. Uh, well, I mean, we we even see Nebula standing with the rest of the Guardians in one of the posters that they released for Volume Two. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. gonna it's gonna be Nebula, and I, but there's still gonna be there's still gonna be like that sister rivalry between her and Gamora. That that's gonna be present. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's going to be present, but it's going to be cool to kind of see them instead of like fighting with each other physically. It'll be more kind of like a mental battle between them two. And yeah. you know, you know, it, it, it's a it's a cool story because like you know, of course, Gamora is she's daddy's girl. Like Thanos has always been more of a he's always kind of more gravitated towards Gamora, and so. I don't know. They 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 say that in this film you're going to view her Nebula as more of a sympathetic character, and I I, I hope they're right, man. I hope they're right. Yeah, I hope so too. I, I want to feel something for her character going forward. Same here. Yeah, I, I I love Nebula. I hope they do do more with her and flesh her out more. All right, uh, we're going to move into DC News and wrap this bitch up because I don't have any Star Wars news and I don't want to read your fucking emails this week. Uh, let's see here. I am a belligerent asshole this week, Jake. That's, uh, that's the thing. <laughs> All right, let's see. Oh, oh you've been drinking? <laughs> I have. Did Well, I real quick, since you don't have any Star Wars news, did you guys hear the rumor that in, and, and maybe I don't even remember where I saw this. It might have even been like one of those Boss Logic pictures or something mm-hmm. like that, but where Benicio del Toro has been cast for Episode Eight, and and people are theorizing that maybe he could be Thrawn. Nah, I don't buy that. No, I the I think it might have been one of the Boss Logics thing, and the, the mock-up looked sweet. I I mean I I think it'd be cool, but yeah, yeah, I, I saw that mock-up. It looked it looked okay. Yeah, I know. He, I mean, it's confirmed that he's going to be in episode eight. But Jake, what do yeah. you think? Is he going to be Thrawn? No, no, I don't think so. 
I mean, I like, think so. they've barely. We're not going to see Thrawn in episode eight. They've barely done anything with Thrawn and Rebels, man. Yeah. They've barely done anything with Thrawn and Rebels. Do you guys think they'll ever bring him into the, the saga movies? But I think it'd be cool. I love the character. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not impressed with what they've done with him in Rebels at all. Like, like if, if you're telling me to be like, if you're if you're asking me like, oh my god, tell me about that like one fucking Thrawn moment in Rebels, I'll be like, okay, there's that one time where he was blue and. <laughs> I mean, like, like really, there's nothing. There's really nothing. Like, they're they're really using him sparingly and. Mm. He hasn't been as he hasn't been. I don't know. They just haven't used him well in Rebels. Um, they've they've used him very sparingly. I, I think they're holding back on him. I think that we that he will have some big moves and um, coming up later. But right now, they're 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 really not taking advantage of that character. I don't know if the, I, I as of right now, I don't see that they're that they don't that they have plans. For him in upcoming films, I don't. I feel like that they're th- they're throwing Star Wars fans a bone. Yeah, by having why him bring, in Rebels. Why bring him into the canon though if you're not going to use him for something bigger? Because mm, it's a little bit of a of an apology. Yeah, for the they they, they were upset. They wiped out the EU, Gafford. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to bring him into the universe, why not? Really, well, they use did. Him? They they brought him into the universe like no what? that's what I'm I know that's what I'm saying I mean but where if you bring him in but where what do you mean? I mean uh, how, how do you explain hold on they brought him in they, okay originally Thrawn was brought in to episode seven eight and nine correct mm-hmm. he would have been brought in post fucking Return of the Jedi correct yeah. yes yes where did they bring him in now they brought him in before a New Hope yeah. Dude, yeah, this, I, I get it. He, they brought him in instead of bringing him into episodes seven, eight, and nine like they did in the fucking Zon novels. They actually bring him in pre fucking Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Where does he fucking fit in? Yeah, why is it? Which begs the question: Why was he not in the original trilogy? Why was he in the he, original trilogy? They, and where the fuck has he been? Explain that in the Zon books. Oh God! Now I'm gonna get fucking. Now I'm gonna get fucking emails next week saying that fucking Thrawn is Snoke. And to those people, <laughs> no, no, but they do in the in the in the original Zot trilogy, they do explain that Thrawn was like off in another quadrant doing stuff. You know, the Empire is vast, and Thrawn just wasn't a central piece character in the four, five, and six. Yeah, but you're expecting. You're, okay, you're basically saying now they're introducing him into canon, though, Jake, in pre Rogue One, and we're just supposed to believe but that, that. That makes. What I'm saying, though, is that makes perfect sense because when he gets put in charge in Episode 7, it's not like they hire some green guy off the streets. They have some guy that's been there since pre-Rogue One and racked up quite the resume. Yeah, but he's not. him in charge. But he's not there. When I watched Episode 7, I watched The Force Awakens and I got introduced to Kylo Ren, Snoke, and Hux. Oh yeah, I and when I and I when I watch episode eight, I'm gonna get introduced to fucking Benicio del Toro and Kylo Ren, Hux and Snoke again. 
Well, Thrawn's in another quadrant again. All right, so I guess I gotta wait till episode <laughs> fuck. I gotta wait till episode ten for him to come out of that quadrant. <laughs> it'll, it'll happen in the cartoon that takes place between episode nine and ten. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Fair enough. So yeah, I uh, if I I honestly Gafford, I think they're just throwing Star Wars fans a bone and giving us. I think they're throwing them a bone and saying, I'm sorry we wiped out your expanded universe. I'm sorry that the Zahn trilogy is not canon, but here is your Thrawn as watered down as he has been in the Rebel yeah. series because there is nothing – there's nothing – nothing that Thrawn has done in the Rebel series has stood out to me as like, oh my god, wow, dude, this is – this is fucking badass. No. What yeah. a, hey, what am I? Hey, hey, Jared, what are you looking forward to? What are you looking forward to in fucking the second half of season three? I'm looking forward to Obi-Wan Kenobi and fucking. And Darth Maul. Exactly. I'm not looking yeah. forward to, to fucking Thrawn. They have yeah. done, they've done nothing with them. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry if I'm coming off like a fucking asshole here. But for those people that, um, and honestly, start before the season started, I thought they were going to do a lot more with Thrawn. I really did. I I thought yeah, that they, it seemed like they were like yeah. adding the hell out of it. Like there was tons of press that he oh, was being you know introduced. Exactly. Like oh my god, we got Mads Mikkelsen's brother to voice Thrawn, and like this <laughs> Thrawn is now canon. And oh my god, yeah, he's going to be blue, motherfucker. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like. <laughs> Jake, Jake, I've been, I have not been impressed with Thrawn at all yeah, this that's season. Sad. That's sad to hear. So, uh, yeah, he's quite the tactician and he's, and he's, and he's, um, he's, I don't know, he's, he's moving very slowly and he's, I don't know, he's not pouncing on the rebels just yet, but I don't know, it's been, it's been bullshit as far as Thrawn's concerned this season. Um, where the fuck am I in this? Are we ready? To DC move? news. DC, let's <laughs> let's move on to DC news and then wrap this bitch up because I'm ready to go to bed. Uh, let's see here. DC news. Last night, Batman destroyed my vagina, and now the leftovers are going to destroy DC news. It's time for DC news. You fucking pieces of shit. All right, guys, I got three stories here for DC News. The first one I wanted to talk about is something that I got from you, Jake, in a text message. I'm, I'm basically, I'm, 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 I'm hoping that you're correct. Like, did, is this Schmo's nose fucking news? Is this like 100% like something they said? Yeah, it was, um, on a podcast. Okay. Here's the quote that I got from you, Jake. It's, it's from Schmo's No podcast. It's about Wonder Woman, the Wonder Woman film that's going to be coming out. And the quote is, so I don't know, so I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. We have somebody within our community who has gotten insider information that broke my effing heart this week because I have tremendous belief that Wonder Woman is going to be awesome. And I heard it stinks from the same person who told me that they heard Batman v Superman stinks. The person who I spoke to, their response was, I'm very disappointed in what I saw, and it seems like all the problems are the same problems. It's discombobulated. It doesn't have narrative flow. It's just very disjointed. 
So that's what the rumor is coming out of Schmo's nose. Yeah, I heard the same thing. Yeah, it was on their podcast. Or it, was just, it wasn't on the podcast, but the source told the Schmoes no host that, and yeah. he repeated that quote that you read on his podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very disheartening. Uh, I, I don't know. I I was really excited for Wonder Woman, but it, it sounds to me after, and I've I heard that, and then some other things. It s- sounds like the course correcting is starting with Justice League and Wonder Woman had already been done before they supposedly did all this course correcting. So I don't know. It it makes me not as excited for the movie. Uh, Are we going back to this whole thing of like fucking DC Warner Brothers cuts a great trailer? Because like, I'll be honest with you. Suicide Squad. Great trailer. Mm -hmm. Great trailer. Mm -hmm. Great. I mean, some of the best trailers I've seen. I mean, like, oh my god, they fucking gave me Freddie Mercury and all that shit, Queen, and I was just like, holy shit, I felt like Gafford listening to music and shit. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, Ballroom Blitz. Ballroom Blitz. It, it was amazing. So, I don't know, man. It, what is it? What, what's the deal? What's the deal? Like, are we going to get a shit Wonder Woman movie? Because I like the only redeeming part of Batman v, Batman v Superman for me was... Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. Like, when that fucking guitar riff, when I heard that, and she came out there with her shield and her lasso and her fucking bracelets and shit, that shit was awesome. I loved it. That was the best part of the fucking movie for me. Yeah. You can't hold that guitar riff for two straight hours, though. Yeah, I I agree, man. So, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, ever since seeing Suicide Squad, I've said that I just have no hope anymore for Wonder Woman. Yeah, but I mean, this is a completely different director. This is not Gareth Edwards giving another crack at the fucking DC universe. This is not Zack Snyder, you know, uh, you know, taking over another DC film. This is Patty Jenkins. This is something. Uh, so Gareth Edwards. Uh, was um. You're thinking of David Ayer. David Ayer. Sorry oh, David guys. Ayer. Sorry guys. Gareth Edwards. Uh, yeah, David Ayer. Um. So it, this is a completely different director. This is Patty Jenkins. So yeah, we'll see. Though it's still the same studio, and they like to get their hands in the shit. We've seen Gafford. Um, you seem to be, and I, I want to, I want to know what your thoughts are here because I, I, from you, from what I know of you, is like you will watch these DC movies, and you've been more than supportive, correct? Like when you first see them. Yeah, I mean, I, I loved Man of Steel. I thought it was great. Oh, I, 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 think, I, I right there, I, I agree with you. I love Man of Steel as well. Now, I, let's, let's move on to the second movie in the franchise. Let's move on to Batman v Superman. What are your thoughts? I still high taste it. I, I mean, I still really enjoyed that movie. I think I can see people's gripes with it, and 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 I don't, I I won't necessarily argue those things. But for me, it was a really enjoyable movie. Um, and that's a I, failure. I think that is a failure to me, Gafford. I'm going to stop you right there. If you tell me that Batman v Superman is a high taste, it I'm saying that is a fucking failure. 
And I'm not, and I'm not trying to be like, I'm not trying to be like, oh, Gafford, you're, you're like, what the fuck? You like, I can't believe that you gave it a high taste. I'm trying to say like, you're telling me that the first, I've waited 75 plus years to see Batman and Superman on the screen together and it's only high tasted. That movie should be a goddamn Tupperware. That should be a Tupperware, man. That should be amazing. Yeah. Come on, I, man. I, Come on. I saw- Let's get real. Let's get real. Let's get real here. You get Batman and Superman in the same movie. That should be like Avengers level. That should be like you're in the theater and you're getting blown by two chicks while watching Terminator (laughs) Salvation. You know what I mean? I I still haven't seen the the extended cut yet. I I, I have. I have. I have. And I mean, yeah, it explains a couple things, but like – it, it's not enough. It, it, you shouldn't have to have a three-hour movie to make a movie better. You should be able to just watch whatever the theatrical cut of the movie is and still be able to enjoy it. And a high taste it for Batman v Superman, in my opinion, is a failure. And dispute me, D- please dispute me. I, I'm not. I'm not. And I'm not going to come down on you. But I. I get where you're coming from. I, yeah. I get the idea that we we finally see Batman and Superman on screen together, and and that should be blowing our minds. And yes. and I think it it really there was a lot of redeeming moments in it for me. I thought the actual fight between Batman and Superman was great. I thought it was. It, I loved the back and forth between it, where sometimes it looked like Superman was winning, sometimes it looked like Batman was winning. Tell I me what. Tell me. Tell me what. Tell me what Lois Lane was doing. I that's that's one of the reasons why it's a high taste it. I I'm not a big fan of Amy Adams period as Lois Lane. I wasn't a big fan of her in Man of Steel and I'm not a big fan of her in Batman v Superman. So okay. I, I that's that's one of the reasons why it's not a Tupperware for okay. me. All right. Um Lex Lex Luthor was another reason why that that movie wasn't a Tupperware for me. Sure. I, yeah. I, I there's there's things that that took away but i think the actual batman and superman stuff was great i i loved uh ben affleck's batman i think in it's probably my favorite version of batman that i've seen on screen since michael keaton um and i i just is that really a of- saying a lot though is that no hold on like is that is that really saying a lot like we had val kilmer and we had george clooney well, but I mean, I know many people that love the Dark Knight trilogy, and and I will watch those movies. But that's not my Batman. That's not the detective. That's not the. I mean, he's super stiff in those mm-hmm. movies. He's. It's just I'm not a huge fan of the Christian Bale Batman, and mm-hmm. so for me, I thought Ben Affleck encompassed that character a lot better, right. and it was what I wanted to see out of Batman. I mean, the, the scene alone where where Batman is up in that little loft or whatever trying to save Clark's mom and he's using batarangs and he's he's throwing people around and stuff like that like that was Batman to me and that like that's what I remember seeing in the animated series and stuff like that like it was just it was everything that I wanted to see out of Batman mm-hmm. uh, and and I think that I think the writing for Superman wasn't great in BVS I think that he was it was kind of a little flat, but I don't think that that's necessarily Henry Cavill's fault. I think that they just didn't give him much to work with in that movie. Um, and for it being a, yeah, they, didn't have, they didn't have time for him. It was only 
three fucking hours. Well, yeah, what I was, <laughs> well, I was gonna <laughs> say for for being a direct follow up to Man of Steel, I wish there would have been more Superman in the movie, um, and I wish there would have been, uh, I don't know, like you guys talked about it, and I agree. I, the the whole scene where he's in in the the courtroom. There was a great opportunity for him him to give a speech about hope and justice and the American way and all that stuff, and they just yeah. didn't capitalize. They didn't capitalize on that opportunity. Um, but overall, I still really enjoy the movie. I saw it three times in theaters, um, and I, I think it's solid. Suicide Squad, it, moving on to the third installment, I thought was not a good movie. I thought there were plot holes out the wazoo and, and everything, but I still thought it was a fun popcorn movie. I, I liked, I really enjoyed Will Smith's Deadshot. I really enjoyed Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, um, hated Jared Leto's Joker. Um, there's, there's much less that I liked about Suicide Squad, but I still had a good time watching it. Um, hearing all this stuff about wonder woman has me really really nervous because i i really enjoyed the trailers that i've seen for that so far i really enjoyed wonder woman and batman v superman and Mm -hmm. and it it gave me a lot of um hope for the potential of that i love chris pine he's he's um he's one of my favorite actors right now hell or high water is one of my favorite movies of last year um i think the cast that they have that i've seen for wonder woman looks great so this whole idea of it being discombobulated and, and not flowing well is is frustrating and and I I'm hoping that this is just one negative critic and that it, it still ends up being a good movie but I'm lowering my expectations now. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Like I don't know, it's it's like it's one of those things. Like if I if 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 I asked if somebody asked me to like sum up uh, Batman v Superman. And explain the plot to them. Hmm. I, I, I would have a hard time doing that right now. Like, like if somebody asked uh, me to explain the plot of Avengers or the plot of, you know, like, uh, Christopher Reeves, the, like the original Superman, I could, I could do that. But if somebody asked me to like explain the plot of Batman v Superman, and be like, yeah, like, what was the story be- behind that bullet and what's going on in Nairobi and all that other bullshit? I'd be like, dude, I, there, I, well, I have no fucking clue. I have no fucking clue. Like, there's even- a lot, there's a lot that didn't really make sense, but at the same time, I think my summation of what the plot is in Batman v Superman would be, Lex Luthor trying to capitalize on the destruction that Superman caused and trying to turn Batman against Superman and basically trying to defeat them both and not being successful. So, I mean, I, I guess, I don't know. Like, that's – the the movie had – it was ba- – Batman v Superman was kind of two movies. It was There was the first half and then there was the second half. Um, and I think that – I get people's um, negative comments about how the story didn't feel like it connected and stuff like that. And you're totally right. Like the Lois Lane stuff and the bullet and and all that stuff like that, that didn't have any payoff or any point whatsoever. They didn't know what they were doing with Lois Lane. So let's do something with her. Let's do something with her. Well, you – I mean – I was I was really disappointed that 
he didn't his name didn't even get mentioned but you freaking kill off jimmy jimmy olsen i mean (laughs) jimmy olsen is is superman's confidant and best friend and and he's not even going to be in this universe now and that that was really disappointing for me i don't know i don't know i i feel like uh the the biggest uh uh tell for me is when you give Batman v Superman, a high taste. This movie should be nothing less than a Tupperware. Uh, fans have waited to see Batman and Superman on the screen for over 75 years. We finally got it. And for it not to be the best movie that we've ever seen, the best comic book movie that we've ever seen is, it, it, it's a failure in my opinion. It's a huge failure. Huge it's not even failure. close to the best fucking comic book movie either. I mean, right. I know Jared's giving it a high taste, it, but he's he's a nice guy. Apparently. Right, I mean, right. It's, it's pretty fucking. No, awesome. no, no. Well, and I'm I, trying to say, like, even Jake, I, that's my point. Is that a high yeah. taste? It, in my opinion, a high taste. It might as well be a fucking toss. It because you've got Batman and Superman, the two most iconic fucking comic book characters of all time in the same movie and you can't make this movie work well but did you i mean did you guys not enjoy any of the actual batman and superman stuff take a take out all the lowest stuff take out lex take out all that stuff the actual oh your mom's name is martha mine is two holy fuck (laughs) we're best bros now dude (laughs) yeah ducks (laughs) i I will still argue that I I think that that's a smarter scene than people give it credit for. I think Superman is is trying to get into Batman's humanity and and to make him realize that like look I I may be an alien but I I'm still a person just uh... like you and I I don't know like come I, on I have... no come on Gaffer no 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 you listen to me you listen to me here is what here is no here is what fucking Superman says they're tra- no they're going he doesn't say they're going to kill my mom he says they're going to kill Martha that's dumb writing. They're gonna kill Martha. No, 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 no. Gafford, if somebody's gonna kill my, my mother's name is Wendy. If somebody's gonna fucking kill my mom, I'm not gonna say, they're gonna kill Wendy. I'm gonna say, they're gonna kill my mom. It's dumb writing, Gafford. I don't, I don't care how you slice it. It's dumb fucking writing. He's saying, they're gonna kill Martha. What did, what did you say? Why did you say that? Why did you say that? His mom's named Martha. And then, of course, his fucking girlfriend's there to fucking back him up. His mom's name's Martha. <laughs> oh, my name's, my mom's name's Martha, too. Well, holy shit. Oh, my God. Fucking problem resolved. Because our mother's names are the fucking same. Thank God your mom's name isn't fucking Joan because we'd all be fucking dead right now. Thank God your fucking mom's name is Martha. Otherwise, the story's out the goddamn window. It's fucking stupid. It's fucking lazy, fucking stupid writing that their mother's names are the same. And I don't care how you slice it. It's fucking stupid. They're going to kill Martha. They're going to kill Martha. They're going to kill Martha. God forbid they kill Martha. And God forbid you call your mom mom. 
God forbid at this moment you're going to call your mom Martha, which doesn't make any fucking sense to me. All right. Yeah, now, I'm just going to name drop my mom when I'm in the heat of the fucking moment. Oh, I know. I'm gonna, uh, yeah, yeah. Come on. Come on. Get real. <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Next, next topic. All right. <laughs> no, 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 no. Defend it. Defend. I mean, you know, I'm gonna, he I'm gonna did. hold. He no, did. it was no. I'm no. I, hold on. I'm putting down the gloves. I'm putting down the gloves. I, I, I'm waving the white flag of surrender. You defend that fucking bullshit. You defend that I fucking bullshit. Think, I still think that he was he was trying to appeal to the humanity in in Batman and to try to make him realize that he is ju- he's just a person because throughout the whole first half of the or part of the movie Batman it views Superman as an alien from another planet that is here to cause destruction that is that is Bruce Wayne's feelings towards Superman yeah and I think I and I think Superman knows that and I think that he is trying in that moment he, I don't even think Superman so can- so in that scene Superman is basically a better detective than Batman because Superman knows that both their moms are named Martha, and Batman has no fucking idea what's I don't, going on. No, I don't necessarily think that Superman knew that Batman's mom's name was Martha. I, but I do think that he. I don't. I don't know. I think that Superman knew that he could. I don't know. I, I just think that he was trying to appeal to humanity. That's my. That's my argument. So. They're gonna kill. Him. Yeah, they're gonna kill my mom, Wendy. That's not. That, that, uh, I'm never think, gonna say I that. Superman, I don't think Superman cared if he would have died at that moment. I think he was just trying to. Like he really didn't want his mom to die, and so he he. I think even if even if Batman would have killed him right there, I think he still would have. Like he just he didn't want his mom to die, and yeah. I think that that. Yeah, that, that, I have that, never, I have that, never called my mom by her first name. In that, in that moment, I'm not gonna call my mom by her first name. It's, uh, and you can say that that's stupid, but it, I'll be honest with you, you're not gonna do that. I am not gonna be like, they're gonna kill Wendy. I'm never gonna call my mom Wendy. That's my mother's name. I'm never gonna call her Wendy. I'm gonna call her you mom. Your mom by her first name? Huh? Cause I, I, yeah, I've, I've referred to my mom as, my mom's name is Debbie. I've called my mom Debbie before. So, so, so you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, in that moment, in that moment, you're gonna say, they're gonna kill Debbie. Moment, they're gonna moment, kill Debbie! Oh my god, they're gonna kill Debbie! Debbie's gonna die! In that moment, are you really thinking about what you're saying and, and, and if it makes sense or not? He's about ready to die. He's, he's about ready to die. Batman's about to kill him, and he's, he's, I don't know, delirious or whatever. Like he's, you're not thinking clearly. Oh, maybe I should say mom, or maybe I should say Martha. I think he's just trying to get through to Batman in that moment. Yeah, I, I'm just talking about like every other scene that I've seen Clark interacting with her. He hasn't been like, oh, hey Martha, hey Mar, yo Martha, Martha. <laughs> uh, like I don't, I, I'm watching Man of Steel and I don't remember like the Clark Martha moments. I'm, not, I'm trying to recall them. They're not coming to mind. Okay. Rewind back to the point where Jake is saying, well, it's convenient. It is convenient that his mother's name is Martha and (laughs) both of their mothers are named are Martha. And Zack Snyder thought that this was brilliant. 
Wait, Zack Snyder was like, oh my god, I'm the only one to ever think of this, that both of these superheroes' mothers or names are Martha. Oh my god, I am going, I, I'm a genius. <laughs> it's not convenient. Those are the names of the characters. That is how those characters, those, those are the names of those characters in the comics. It's not something that was just made up to be a convenient moment. That's I know, I know, character. I know. But well, that's, it's, what, that's what makes it convenient. That's what it makes it convenient. And that's what makes it generic when Clark calls his mom Martha. They're going to kill Martha. <laughs> it's just – it's lazy that these guys connect over the name of Martha. Like I and, – and you can argue it, but like Jake and I are not the only people that have a problem with this. Many other people have thought that this is just dumb. It's just dumb. I, and I know that. I know that. And I know that I'm in the minority. But, I mean, I, it's still, it just doesn't bother me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, man. Fair enough, man. I, 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 I don't think that this – like, like there, are, there have been some great, great movies that give us satisfying endings. And, uh, you know, the, the Martha – yeah, dude, your name, your mom's name's Martha too. Cool, man. Like, I don't know. It's like the only reason these two characters connected that 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 final moment is that their mother's names are Martha. Like, all the fighting and everything just kind of subsides because both of their mother's names are Martha. Come on, dude, that's fucking dumb. That's fucking you're not, dumb. You're not gonna. You're never gonna convince them. <laughs> I know, I, I know, I'm never gonna convince him. I'm never gonna convince him. And I'm never gonna, like, if you're a DC fanboy and you fucking love this shit and you thought it was awesome, like, oh my, dude, he's right. Zack Snyder's right. Both of their mom's names are Martha. Like, I get it. Like, but for me, it was just like, it was the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Dumb. And I get it. <laughs> Martha Kent. I get it. Martha Wayne. I get it. It's still fucking dumb. It's still fucking dumb. Oh, dude, I'm not gonna Just, kill. I'm not. No, I'm not gonna kill you now, dude. Cause your mom's <laughs> name's Martha. My mom's you, Ma holy dude. Are you fucking with me? Your mom's name's Martha too. Well, <laughs> well, shit, dude. I'm you, not. Gonna, you, no, I'm not gonna stab you with this fucking alien rock blade. I got an alien rock blade to your fucking throat. I'm not gonna stab you with it now, cause our moms share the same fucking name, dude. Alright, boom, fist bump, am I right? Alright, dude. Alright, let's go kill this fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, okay? Let's do this. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking bullshit, dude. It's, it's dumb. It's, it's fucking lazy fucking writing. Zack Snyder thought, like, dude, I guarantee you, like, Zack Snyder thought, like, oh my god. Dude, when people fucking realize that both of their mom's names are Martha, they are just going to be like, oh, my God, I never thought of that. This is brilliant. Zach, oh, my God. Dude, seriously, <laughs> you you shit the bed with that ending. Come on. Come on. So you're telling me that if Batman and fucking Superman's mother's names were different, we got a different fucking ending? Fuck yeah, off. Well, how Fuck would they off. ever stop that fight? How would you ever resolve it then, Zach? How would you ever <laughs> fucking resolve it then? That's what I mean by convenient. That's what I mean by fucking convenient. It's all the fact that their names are the fucking same. That's basically what it is, Gafford. 
Their fucking mother's names are the same. You're telling me that fucking Batman kills fucking Superman if his mother's name is different? But they're not different. So that, that argument is invalid because it's ne- they've never been. Oh, different. I know. Thank God their mother's names are the same. Otherwise, the, the fucking Batman kills Superman. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God that the saving grace here is that their fucking okay. names are the same. But you have to re- you have to keep in mind that we've seen through the first part of this movie we've seen Batman having nightmares about the death of his parents. So Martha is already on Batman's mind throughout this whole movie. So it makes sense that it, in that moment that he says that 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 sparks those thoughts that he's already been having nightmares about. He's already been thinking about in in it in it brings him out of the this rage fit that he was in. And nothing's gonna bring me out of the rage fit I'm in right now. Yeah, well, like, I, 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 did, I wouldn't feel like this was a successful episode without you going all, all Brian, on me. Brian, is your mom's name Debbie? <laughs> Holy shit! Holy shit! My mom. Hold on, Jake. My mom's middle name is Debbie. Oh my god! I you see. Resolved, you two have resolved all your differences G- now, Gafford. Gafford, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I, 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 I've been looking at this all wrong. I've been looking at it all wrong. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not that important. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about this for 20 minutes. All right. All right. I'm, you know what? I, I've got other news, but I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to wrap my, it up. My, okay. My one last thing, though, is for, for everybody, you you have to give me some credit that even though I am primarily – like growing up, all I read was DC Comics. I'm yeah. primarily a DC guy. I can still – I can still appreciate and and accept that these are not – as good of movies as they should be sure and 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 i think that there are a lot of people that are drinking the dc kool-aid and who who love these movies up and down and i'm not one of those i do enjoy the movies but i don't think they're perfect movies i don't think they're necessarily better than than the marvel movies i i which is disappointing and 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 as a dc fan i want more out of this universe and i want their (laughs) i like how you tiptoed around that they're not necessarily better than the Marvel movies. <laughs> See, hold on. This is, this is the thing. This is the thing. And I'm, I'm getting fucking sick of this fucking shit. Like people saying like, oh, Brian and Jake are fucking Marvel fanboys and all this fucking shit. Fuck you. Fuck you. I will say that. Fuck you. I'm going to say that because I'll be honest with you. I love the Christopher Reeves Superman films like uh, Superman 1, Superman 2. Yeah. Absolutely love him. Love Michael Keaton Batman. I love Michael Keaton Batman. I love the DC universe that the CW is putting out right now. I loved where it started yeah. with Smallville. I love what they're doing with Flash. I love Legends of Tomorrow. I love Supergirl. Supergirl yeah, totally. all fucking day. So I love what they're doing with the CW, uh, DC universe. I'm just saying that their flagship series, Batman, Superman, Suicide Squad, these flagship films that Warner Brothers is putting out, they are not where they need to be. And I'm not saying everything Marvel's done is perfect. Age of Ultron fucking sucked. Iron Man 3 fucking sucked. They fucking sucked. 
Ant-Man was fucking mediocre. Okay? Mm-hmm. So don't fucking say that I'm a fu- I'm a Marvel fanboy and all I do is Oh, I su- never said that. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm I'm talking to people that listen to this show. That listen to the show that just think I'm a Marvel fan. I'm not talking about you, Gafford. I'm talking about other people that listen to the show that just think I'm sucking the big fat dick of fucking Marvel. No, I'm well, not. say the same thing to me about DC all the time. So, I oh, mean, I, 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 I'm, I get it. <laughs> no, no. And you have every right to love what you love and enjoy what you love and, and defend what you love. But I don't – I'm not going to come in here with fucking like blinders on. And be like, oh yeah, well, whatever Marvel puts out is fucking great. Fuck Age of Ultron. Fuck Iron Man 3. I don't care if Robert Downey Jr. is like the uh, king shit of fuck mountain when it comes to playing uh, <laughs> Iron Man. I don't give a fucking rat's ass. Iron Man 3 was a piece of fucking shit. And Jake, I know you still like that movie. I still give it a fucking uh, high taste or a taste. I don't give a shit. I will fucking go. I will fucking go fucking 15 rounds like Rocky and Apollo Creed with you in the fucking ring talking about Iron Man 3 and what a piece of shit that is. But um, No, thank you. I'm ready for bed. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I see. That's what I, I'm just trying to wear you out. I try to get the round 15 just to wear you out. But um. <laughs> All, all I'm saying is, uh, yeah, whatever. This episode is done. We are done. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so there's, uh, yeah, Green Lantern news. Uh, they're talking about fucking, uh, short list for, uh, those characters that, that are gonna play Hal Jordan are Tom Cruise, Joel McHale, Bradley Cooper, Ryan Reynolds, Army Hammer, Jake Gyllenhaal, and then also, uh, what's his name? Uh, fucking, uh, James Marsden is in talks mm-hmm. to play. Hal Jordan, it's going to be a fuck. Hire them all. Have a whole Green Lantern core. The, well, the, the, they're talking about John. Uh, what are they talking about? They're talking about. Um, they're talking about Hal Jordan and John Stewart being uh, the Green uh, Lantern core, like starting. Well, John series. Stewart's been confirmed to be one of the Green Lanterns. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting, man. It'll be interesting. I don't, I don't know. I, I I can't see Tom Cruise taking on this role, starting this whole fucking. Um, mummy universe that's gonna bomb oh um, yeah because that's really gonna take off yeah no, and- i think i think army hammer is the best option for for that role i think i i really like army hammer i i actually it really enjoyed the lone ranger movie i think it's it's a, a an underrated movie and i think man of uncle was i really enjoyed that movie a lot um and i think army hammer is is a is an actor who is not big enough yet to where he's going to demand the same salary that like a Tom Cruise or or somebody like that is going to demand, and I think that you can sign that DC would be smart to sign somebody mm-hmm. like him on because they can get him for cheaper and they can get him for more movies. And I think that he, I think Army Hammer could make that character his own and kind of um, wash out the the terrible Green Lantern that we had before. So that's just my thoughts. I liked him as Morgan on the series Reaper, but I have not been impressed with him since. Um, okay. I, I would love to say, yeah, James Marsden, he redeemed himself and, uh, he redeemed himself in Westworld. Let's give him a shot at Green Yeah, Lantern. but he also did a movie called Hop. So, I mean, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And, and I mean, we've already seen him as Cyclops and, yeah. 
And uh, the Joel McHale casting makes zero sense to me. I don't understand oh, that, that. That would be terrible. And then yeah. they're, they're talking about Bradley Cooper, who's also playing He's you Rocket know, already. Rocket and Ryan Reynolds, who's also – he's already been Green Lantern. That will be too confusing to audiences. And Jake Gyllenhaal, which I think that's – that's great casting, but it'll never happen. They're just dreaming. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Whatever. Hey, uh, Jake, you need to go to fucking bed. I need to go to fucking bed. And uh, Jared, thank you so Jared's much. Jared's going to stay up and watch Batman be Superman. <laughs> the extended cut. Yeah. <laughs> the extended uh, cut. Hey, Jared, if our listeners uh, want to hear more of you, where can they find you? Uh, so I do two podcasts. I do one called the Joe Schmo Comic Show, um, which is basically just about comic book culture. So we talk about comic books. Uh, we talk about the TV shows, the movies, all that good stuff. Um, occasionally we'll sprinkle in a little bit of more pop culture. We talk, we did, we just did a review of Rogue One. Um, so we talk about stuff like that. Um, and then I do another podcast that, um, is getting ready to come back. We've kind of been on a hiatus with, um, my wife getting in a car accident and, and I getting in a car accident back in October. Um, but a podcast called Flix Picks, which is a Netflix original series and movies review podcast. Um, so I'm really stoked about, about that. We're kind of changing up the format a little bit. All they're going to um, talk about when they come back is, uh, Frontier. Uh, that <laughs> Jason uh, Momoa series that just came out. Big, yeah. you were a huge fan of that. Yeah, a lot, yeah uh, you're gonna have to cover a lot of ground there. Um, well, what, I mean, with that with that show, originally the format was gonna be we were gonna cover entire se- seasons of show. Like we we did eight episodes on all eight episodes of Stranger Things, and we were gonna do all of Luke Cage, and um, it's just it was it was just a little. A little, we bit off more than we could chew doing that yeah. format. So we're yeah. gonna, we're gonna switch it up and do more of like a lightning round where each episode we'll talk about two to three um, pilots of of ser- Netflix original series. Some are gonna be brand new ones. Some are gonna be older ones um, that we'll go back and revisit. Um, but so I like I'm. I'm excited about that. Um, Andrew Bowman is is my my main partner in that, and he's fantastic. Um, really, really intelligent guy who um, who has worked in in, in media and in and stuff like that before. So he's got a really good background on on that kind of stuff. So um, you can find us on Twitter um, for the Joe Schmo Comic Show. It's TJS Comic Show, and then uh, for Flix Picks, which is the other podcast, it's Flix Picks Pod. Um, so yeah, if, if you, you want to check those out, that'd be great. Andrew's mother's name is Debbie. It was a match made in heaven <laughs> from the, no, but Andrew's wife's name actually is also Emily. Oh, wow. Well, that's, wow. that's what happened. That's what happened. Worst enemies. And then they found out their wives' names were the same. Why'd you say <laughs> that name? Why? Why? Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> cool. All right. Yeah. So check out, uh, Flicks Picks and also check out the Joe Schmo comic show. Hey, Jared, I did not mean to beat up on you, man. This is just, this is just a fucking episode of pop culture leftovers. That's what I fucking do, man. That's what we do yeah. around here. It happens. It happens. <laughs> I'm sorry I beat time. up on you a little bit too there, Jared. Oh, it's all good. I can take it. No, man. That's You know what? That's why we have you on. We just have you on because we want you to be a human fucking punching bag. So thank you for jo- <laughs> Well, that's the story of my life. So I mean- oh, oh, stop it. Jared, you know I'm kidding. All right. No, thank you for joining us, man. You made this episode possible. So thank you so much. Uh, otherwise I'd be just stuck to 
talking to fucking Jake. Jesus. No, oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Jake, 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 Jake didn't even want to talk to me so much this week. He was just like, Brian, stay home. Let's Skype. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no lie. <laughs> I goddamn I'm sick of seeing Brian's face every week. Stay home, Brian. Stay home. All right, guys. And just like all good leftovers say on their doggy bags, I hope your mom's name is Martha. We'll see you next week. Later, Later y'all. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it toss it, good it taste. Do we love it? Hey, let's make it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carryover, counterculture, pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Podcasts that are originally good. I've already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft and with the shaft the crap, even though we're the shit. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Counterculture pushovers, pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say's already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Counterculture pushovers. Pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers.